You know what, Alex? Hmm? You start the opening bit. All right. Um, I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to start this opening bit. When I was a young man, I would, uh, well, I would go around and I would do bits all the time, but people would step on them and they would say, Alex, I'm talking, and I would say, but I have a bit, I have a bit. And they would say, well, shut up. And I would never get my bits out. And uh, now that I've got this opportunity, I think about when I was when I was also uh, a young man. I was uh, trying to get this bit out to uh, 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 a man. I think you've uh, probably heard of him, uh, uh, Professor per Professor uh, 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 Clinton. <laughs> Can I ask a question real quick? <laughs> um, Can I ask a question? I mean, I was gonna bit, but okay. Real quick. So, do you ejaculate kidney stones? Um, it's a personal question. Um, yes. Yes, I do. Um, I don't know how this information got out there. I was very, very, very strict with my publicist, but, um, I wasn't supposed to even be asked these kind of questions, uh, during the bit. But, <laughs> um, yes, I do ejaculate kidney stones out of my penis. Um, it's, uh, it's a genetic condition. It's always happened with my family. If you are a Robles, you also um, ejaculate kidney stones out of your urethra. So, um, it's, it's, you know, I, I think uh, many, many years ago uh, when my great-great-uncle uh, was the president of Panama, he uh, was uh, meeting another person. He was doing a bit at the time. Uh, kind of like the bit I was supposed to do. And he uh, ejaculated kidney stones in front of the ambassador of Ecuador. And uh, I remember the ambassador at the time was cleaning the stones off his glasses. And he was like, well, you know, <laughs> that's what she had also uh, been saying. And that is when that joke began. Uh, so, you know, my family is part of history in how often it ejaculates kidney stones onto political figureheads. I, I remember uh, it was also a cousin of mine recently ejaculated on uh, AOC, got arrested for it. Um, she still has the stones, wears them around her neck. Probably more than he has. Uh, no, I, I gotta be honest, if you have the stones to ejaculate kidney stones on AOC, I mean, <clears throat> you're a pretty brave man, in my opinion. Uh, and anyway, uh, <laughs> let's start the bit. All right. Um, <clears throat> Oh, the bit ends. Chris, welcome to my haberdashery. Um, oh, how lovely. Yes, yes. I believe you would like to buy something at my haberdashery. Oh, really? Is that what yes. we do in haberdashery? Oh, no! I've ejaculated kidney stones all over you! I'm so sorry. What the frick? It's almost like this entire situation was altered by the entrance of ejaculating kidney stones out of urethras, and we just have to adapt. You out of the urethra bar? Well, I fancied it up, yes. Yeah, you did. I mean, where else do you ejaculate kidney stones? I'm just being specific. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. You! So why did you just do that? 
Why did I just do that, sir? This is my haberdashery, and I guess um, as the patron of it and you my customer, this does have to be explained. It's, it is a, not a decision that I make. It is a bodily function that occurs um, whenever I'm horny, so... Stop being so drunk. Uh, don't, um, uh, don't, uh, Are you on your phone in the middle of my bit? I am, uh, <laughs> do, not alarmed. Like, do not be alarmed. Do not be alarmed. Do not be alarmed. I may or may not be too young and may or may not be Googling what a haberdashery is. <laughs> I don't, I'm too young for a haberdashery, I'll tell you that much. But at least you know what it is. <laughs> I've heard of the word, yes. I know it's a place to go to. <laughs> it's like an old, like, antique shop. Okay. Um... <laughs> So what kind of <laughs> yes and <laughs> what kind of uh, <laughs> uh, this is what happens when Peter leaves the room. Uh, we bit. <laughs> what what kind of uh, what kind of uh, antiques do you uh, sell here at this? Well, house? you know they're all old. And uh, well, first of all, this is a prime statue from the uh, Michelangelo era of the, mm. of the um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I love the orange man from the and, and I hate that you beat me to that joke. Well, it, it also, there are a few ejaculated kidney stones on there as well. You just kind of have to chip them off with a hammer. I'm never going to live that down, am I? No. I mean, it's, a, I, it's a yes and game. That's how this works. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, sir, I really appreciate how well you are taking all of the kidney stones that have been ejaculated on my products. It really does not smell good in here. It doesn't. It's very sticky. But this uh, statue, you into it? Is this something you... This is what I'm very fond of the orange bandana, but I don't like how the, marbly... The, the marbly it is? I don't like how... what it's made of. I'm not oh, very you want a different cat. material. You want yes. something that isn't so, like, Greek stone involved. Right. Yeah. A little less uh, marble, which is what happens when you ejaculate. Yes, of course. Things. Absolutely. It gets a marble texture to Obviously it. Obviously they come out white. Of course. There's all the stones that add the color. Anyway, <laughs> add the texture to it. Um, so you're looking for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, statue with a really good orange bandana. May I ask you, do you have any of Donatello? Donatello. Yes, I believe we do have some Donatello statues. Uh, right here, this is the artist, Donatello. Donatello. Um, oh, you Why does he look like uh, Timothy Chalamet? Oh, because they loved Young Man in Greece. So you were thinking about... Donatello. Donatello, <laughs> yes, it does look like Chalamet. We had an original piece that looked like Kyle MacLachlan, and that was wanted by no one. He ended up doing a lot of other statues. Except David Lynch job. for reasons. Oh, yes. He just needed to put a suit on and drink coffee, and then everyone went fucking crazy for him. So it worked out that way. has it. That's what he gets off to. Oh, my God. And cherry pie? Yeah. That's American pie. And she's mine. Yes. By the way, I did also ejaculate into that American cherry pie. It also has some kidney stones in there. Please be careful. So those weren't much. Um, so my, I'm going to call them wow. one because my you assistant should. is dying. You should. Oh my god! Is she choking on my kidney stones? Why would it be I'm, the first time? Not a she. Not a she. I'm, I know it's not hard to tell, it's but you shouldn't assume. You shouldn't assume genders like that. Okay. Would it be the first time? This is not music I'm becoming of a haberdashery. I wrote it. It's a. If you listen to it, it's really good. Booty holler. That's not how I remember that song going. 
Anyway, did um was there anything else you'd be interested in my um, Where did this uh where did this uh sleeveless flannel come from? Uh a guy named Peter, he's dead. Or he could come back, I don't know. Might I ask how he died? Allegedly. He choked on some allegedly tiny rocks. Were they white? At one point. I'm gonna take this one okay. because it reminds me of Cactus it's Jack. It's the only thing that I have ejaculated on. Good choice. You know, Cactus Jack. Yeah, I like it. Okay. How does this look on me? It looks fantastic. Honestly, I wish I could ejaculate more on it and make it a little bit more. I think my I'm gonna statement. buy it to spare it the to spare it from that. Okay. All right. Okay. And maybe the one last item you're gonna set it free. Yes. All right, sir. I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this to the counter, Okay. I'm going to lay it there. Alright. I realize I shouldn't do this, I'm going to pick it up and hold it in my good hand. Good call, it's a great call. I often ejaculate on the counter, so good call. I kind of don't trust anything, any, any, I don't trust any surface here. But you, you are purchasing it, this is something you're going to buy. Yes. Okay, well but I'm, I'm not gonna, handing it to you. I'm going to accept your money, I accept your guard without you handing it. How much it. is it? It's uh, 25 cents. Wow, this yeah. is a very, very retro... It's an antique. Antique, yeah. yes, antique. Yeah, but I haven't ejaculated on it, so it really doesn't... Back when this thing point. was first made, you could get a full tank of gas. 1500s ago, yeah, 1500s ago. <laughs> <laughs> 1500s ago is when it was made. So may I ask, perhaps have you been working just a little too hard this week? Maybe I feel very dehydrated. Uh, anyway, uh, you can. I wonder why. <laughs> Me too. Often. Well, I slip. Anyway, uh, I I think you should. Uh, here you go. I'm you okay, sir? Accepting your money, and I'm giving I you a product. Understand. And because you are our thousands customer, you get you get you get a celebration. All the music is playing, and then we're gonna rain down the ejaculated kidney stones. Prepared. All right. There's ghost in the corner. Yep, and he's also being covered in ejaculate and kidney stones. That's good thing it's going through his uh, ghost apparatus. Yeah, he's pretty happy about it. I don't want to upset the ghost, but you, sir, are also currently covered in ejaculate and kidney stones. Well, it's a good thing that I brought my um, anti-ejaculate underwear that I got from Rind Corporation. So the one thing that didn't get covered in ejaculate is your crotch area. Cool, that was weird. They all just (laughs) bounced off and didn't even touch me. But, I, it's but it's just your underwear. Kind of you have underwear that covers Again, your entire body? it's Wayne technology. It's Wayne? He's not a real fucking person. That's Bruce Wayne. This is a haberdashery. This is fucking real life. I ejaculate on things. It's my business. Don't get this Bruce Wayne bullshit in here. I will not yes and that. How dare you... How dare you give me something as complicated as ejaculate? Sure, I feel like you're, you're about to knock over everything on your counter. Uh, I was... I'm angry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Obviously. You just buy something from my haberdashery. Sir. Because I'm going to. Sir. Uh, Sir, please stop chattering your teeth. Uh, okay, I didn't. I didn't. I'm going to save that for later. Okay. All right. Have a good day, sir. Why, uh, 
Thank you. I'm calling the police. I mean, they know. <laughs> oh, so it's like a John Wick kind of thing. And oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They show up and they're like, "You, you are." They you show are. up to my shop that's open at all times, and they're like, "Hey, you still working?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> shop. It's a haberdashery. So yeah. Right. I noticed uh, on the sign it says twenty four seven. Yeah. Services. I got to drink a lot of water, and eat a lot of pineapple. I feel like that would mean half the city's water water supply runs through here. No, I just get colligan. Constant deliveries of colligan. Valet, get my car, please. <laughs> yes, sir. I should get your car in one second. I'm very much enjoying this statue covered in jackalus and kidney stairs. Is this Michelangelo? When did uh, Fat Albert become my valet? How dare you? I will talk about anything but Bill Cosby character. How dare you? Fire <laughs> <laughs> Albert here. I'm your limo driver. Oh, he's like that. He's like that. Yeah, I forgot. Driver, could you? Uh, could you I didn't sound like that guy. <laughs> Like Fat Albert, you no, you sound, like, you sound like a cartoon character. Yeah, well, Fat Albert is a cartoon, no, a cartoon character that from a show that you would not recognize. Um, so I didn't want to make that. Joke. Did make, oh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, there's shows I haven't seen. I'll admit yeah. that. Anyway, uh, thank you for coming to my haberdashery. Sir, get out of my limo. Oh God, yes. Yeah, sorry, I'm okay. We're not in the haberdashery. Anymore. I get out of your limo. Anyway, have a good day, sir. Oh, I ejaculated all over your limo. It's a good thing I shut the door before you did. Well, the penis still is in the door, and it can still get that ejaculate in there. I'm Absolutely sorry. not. Yep. Until you can say no, but I'm already in it. You can't. You you can not yes and, but it still happens. Anyway, I feel I'm like going I to have to clean that up. And by me, I mean my driver. <laughs> when I go home. Why the fuck did you lick it? You disgusting pig. You are mean to your help. What would you say to somebody who just licked kidney stone filled ejaculate off a car seat? I don't kink shame. Please keep your pleasures off ours. I can't. They're literally physically on you. That's that's the thing. You bought a again physically anti-ejaculate underwear. Only the underwear it doesn't cover your whole body. Wayne technology. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Get the fuck out of your limo. <laughs> Door slam. <laughs> Driver, yeah. as fast as you can. <laughs> That's going to cost a lot. It's a good thing I got out of the car before. <laughs> you said to drive away. That was all one motion. I was you were in the fucking car. Stop this Obviously, crazy. you didn't see me get out of the car after you ejaculated inside the car. No, you said... I'm not in the car. I'm the outside of... I'm doing the... <laughs> you were so good, and then you couldn't do it. You fucking coward. <laughs> you were fine with everything, but I couldn't kill you in a car crash? Damn it! 
You're like the you're like the guy in Fast and Furious. I don't know, man. When I was trying to subvert your bit, if there I gave it to you, so like it's like me out like no, trying to control the bit outside. <laughs> you didn't want to die. You were the Fast and Furious guy that didn't want to get punched more than the other guy. <laughs> your ego couldn't take it. See, that's why you and Peter are a better comedic duo. Welcome to the Rise Movie Podcast. Yeah, that's fun. You threw me in. You threw me the worst curveball I ever did, and we made gold. That's how you do it. You spin gold out of ejaculated kidney stones. What were I you trying? What I, were you trying to do, honestly? With that, what were you trying to do with that? <laughs> it you was were just to fuck me. Is what you were trying to do. <laughs> going on the 10 year anniversary <laughs> dude it's gold I love it but at the same time you were trying to fuck me <laughs> trying to screw me hard on that and I came back dick swinging that's what oh. I did oh man <laughs> that was fun man oh. we were good and then you started you started breaking the rules in the end <laughs> it's what I do I'm an artist what do you, want me, what do you, what do you expect from me oh man I'm on um... play fair <laughs> oh Alright, well, welcome to the Master of Podcast. Not that has everybody. anything to do with the movie we're doing. <laughs> no, it doesn't! I love that. I love that nowadays when people turn on our podcast. It's not that we talk about the news or what we watched first way before we ever talk about the movie. Dude, that bit went for over 15 minutes. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, guys. Welcome to a book smart episode. <laughs> this episode, uh... It's so, two best friends farting around. That's what it is. Uh, it will soon be three, hopefully, um, if Peter can finish. Women. Yeah, he's a Mormon. Um... <laughs> I don't think Cecily's okay with that. Uh, well, that's for with more than one wife is what I'm saying. That's for him to know and her to find out. Um, so yes, the episode we are doing is on uh, Booksmart. The, yeah. the Curiosity Wheel has uh, deemed it so. Yup, yeah, yup. Yeah. Um, the Bad Wheel is being spun tonight. Yup, yeah, yup. Yeah. Peter's gonna hate that. Yup, yeah, yup. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I guess we can go into news. I don't think a lot happened. I feel like it's going to be a short episode. <laughs> it probably might be um, a, quite, a, quite a short episode. I mean, I think, well, I really want to talk about some things. I'll probably right. take up space with that. But uh, like, I have one thing. Not it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like... things I watch. <laughs> yeah. But um, a small thing, I guess in my own world, uh, WWE is reportedly going to get bought by Endeavor, the same people who own the UFC. And they're... Apparently going to get... I just read this, like, about an hour How? ago. I wonder um, what kind of influence that's going to have. Um, are they going to be less... Are they going to ask them to tone down certain things? I don't know. I mean, it's UFC, so... I'm going to try and find the exact tweet that I that I, uh, that I read that had more information on it. But, um... But, yeah, it's the... Um, Actually, I can't find it. Well, that sucks. <laughs> but no, no, it is out there. There is actually a legitimate report out there that. Um, I believe. So, um, <clears throat> so, I think what I read was there. The idea was that they were going to merge them into like kind of like one parent company. Mm. So I really don't know what that what that's going to look like. If that means like you're going to start seeing, like, weird crossover, but I don't really know how that's going to realistically go. I guess the only crossover they have now is Brock Lesnar, former UFC heavyweight champion, and he started in WWE. Uh, and he's currently there now. I know Conor McGregor said he wanted to try WWE, and WWE has a lot of, like, celebrity appeal because it because to a lot of mainstream outlets, 
WWE is wrestling, end of story. So I understand that. I mean, it's definitely changing, but I right. understand that. Now, I, I want to know what the price point is. I think Vince... I think. Uh, by the way, did you see the pictures of Vince? Like, He got rid of his gray hair, and now he has a mustache. He was at the Hall of Fame on Friday with that look. So it's all black now? Yes. This... 75-something-year-old man. Jeff guy's been, guy's been in watching Yellowstone, is my guess. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't watch. He doesn't watch stuff like that. He seems like a Yellowstone kind of guy. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, um, uh, yes, okay, I, there I, it is, I, all right. I, I, so they're in advanced talks I, to selling to Endeavor. Uh, 18-something. The enter... Okay. Alex, if you had to guess, how much do you think this deal would be worth? I just got the number. I want to see if you can guess it. WWE... 13 million? 9.3 billion. Uh, I was... You said million. I know, I understand. Um, it does have a lot of like again that I guess that ropes into like it, they have connections with and they they stream their they they air live on NBC Universal outlets. I met billion and on Fox. I met billion. I know you met billion. billion. I, know I did you. not know. I'm lying. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said thirteen million because. I honestly don't know numbers very well, but also right. I'm thinking like all oh, this shit that's been happening. He's trying to right. sell this company fast. I know, he's, I mean, he forcefully <coughs> took, he, he forcefully took control back, so now he's, Vince is back in charge, mm. until a sale, which this man has known to lie quite a lot. Yeah. So, and he's been reported to be backstage at Raw, and apparently the last few episodes of Raw were changed, a lot of creative decisions were changed at the last minute, so this which is, is a, which is a Vince trademark. So this is all like... Just more power grabs. Yes. I mean, yeah, it seemed like that's what happened. It seems that the guy said no to cancel culture and decided to literally do a 180. He pulled the he pulled the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm well, not leaving. Yeah, I'm not going in. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> and that guy goes to jail and loses everything. Um, my guess is that the WWE... Like a friend of his. I mean, I think the WWE... Uh, I was going to talk about that a little bit. Um, uh, it seems like the WWE is losing a lot of respect and losing a lot of important people mm. and Vince it sounds like he's doing all these power moves which means he's going to be more controlling which means less people right. want to work for him so apparently it's the deal downhill for him apparently the deal would be that he'd stay on he would stay on as like executive chairman yeah who wants to work with that people want step like apparently like suitors for WWE uh for a WWE sale, they um they want Stephanie back because apparently Stephanie was the extroverted one, mm. was like the one making all these connections, and apparently, despite what people may think of her character on TV, she's actually pretty well liked backstage. She seemed like the future. Yeah, not Shane. Right, I think Shane at one point wanted it, but now he's just like. Yeah, Shane doesn't want any 
that wants to stream. He wants to help stream things in China. Um, he yeah, he sees the future. So it's it's very funny. You okay? You have to compare him to somebody like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck Trump. Let's say this and pull out something like the Righteous Gemstones or Succession, who are obviously shows inspired by Trump, and basically they're like the sequel to Citizen Kane. Mm. What if you were the child of Citizen Kane? Wouldn't that fucking suck? Like, Charles Foster Kane ruined every relationship in his fucking life because of his goddamn money. Like, what if you were the child of that? And so it's very interesting to see Don Jr. on TV, like, on his own little fucking podcast service when his dad gets his, you know, indictment. He's like, yeah, it was all witch hunt and all that stuff. Like, he comes across, like, the way you think somebody would. I find mm-hmm. it interesting that Shane was like, hmm, I'm more interested in money and not the showmanship. So I'm going to go to China and I'm going to go make money with the future number one country of the world. Right. And, uh, and Stephanie's like, I actually care about the business and the people that you're involved with because I grew up with these people. Right. And have more empathy for them than you do, Dad. Yeah, apparently, like, Shane was, like, backstage, too. But then, like, I guess Vince didn't really see WWE in his care. More Vince like does not see these people within his company as people. His children do. Which doesn't always happen. Right. But it seems like it, to some degree, they at least see a little bit of the humanity of what happens to people. From kids, they've seen people they thought were like heroes and giants turn into addicts and alcoholics and right. ruin their lives because of and what they're their dead most done. of the time. Like around all 65. The, all the people that they looked up to as performers, as people behind the scenes being friends and then going out and pretending for the world. That's what these kids saw. These kids saw fucking pretenders to the world. They'd go home and they would pretend, like any kid would. And then you become an adolescent, you adult. Money and all that shit is whatever. Like, you have to have more humanity when you look at these people within that company and see what happens to them from a child to an adult. Mm-hmm. You immediately have more humanity for those people. Yeah, so... It's such a weird business, wrestling. It is. It's such a weird business. It is. Because it's a business. Right. So, um... That's pretty much all I had. But, like, right now, as we speak, WrestleMania Night 2 is happening. So, and I'm not really much invested. I'll probably watch it back later. Apparently there are some really good matches from uh, last night, which was night one. Mm. Um... Yeah, they uh, they uh, they split it into two nights because apparently, like a six-hour show was getting to be a little too long for people, especially people in Europe. Uh, yeah, not everybody likes that length. Not everyone can be into our show. Yeah, oh, especially when their show. So sorry, their show. Especially when their show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially when their show, like, starts at like. One in the morning in Europe. Damn. Yeah. You gotta be a fan. Right. Or you have to, like, cover this shit for a living. I mean, you gotta be a fan. But they're slowly... They just had a pay-per-view in uh, Scotland, uh, Clash of the Castle, uh, just this past year. Apparently it was a... Clash of the Castle. Yes. That's how you say it. Thank you. That's how you say it. Um... Clash of the Castle. Clash of the Castle. Clash of the Castle. 
Klaus and a Klaus and a Klaus and a Klaus and a Klaus you see how that smoke is battling out of your mouth? I thought it would get you. <laughs> I was trying. Uh, 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 Clash at the Castle. Yes, Clash at the Castle. So I think. And also, they're doing a show, I think, in a few months, in a month or two, in Puerto Rico. Mm. So they're expanding their pay-per-views outside of the U.S. for the first time in years. Outside of, like, uh, the U.S. and Canada. For, like, the first time in a few years. Fuck it. Let's just let news be wrestling news. Let's just do it. We could. I don't have any other news. Let's do it. I mean, wrestling, wrestling news. Boom. A lot of wrestlers are becoming really big movie stars. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Uh, name the next one. That's a timer. Sorry. Uh, the next one? Probably Roman Reigns. Is that the timer for our bit? That's how no, that's, that's the timer how for me. Go? No, that's the timer for me being able to drink uh, baking soda and water from acid reflux. Oh. I can't take it within two hours of medication. Well. Well, now we're, we're recording. Well. We're recording and I have, I need warm water for it to work. All right. Put your pants back on, I swear to Christ. First of all, there that is not my bit. That's Peter's bit. He takes off his pants. My pants are on all the time. I was going to pee my pants and then just ring it. <laughs> like saying I knew it. Like I knew it. They're pissing yeah, on the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they bend the bars. I know what I'm doing. I'm making it less Wait, personal. Wait, clothes don't break. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Not true. Mm-hmm. As a movie we watched last week, <laughs> did exactly that. Fucking <laughs> 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 pink sweater. All right, cool. Pink sweater. Um, uh, so wrestling news. Anyway, yeah, wrestling is. I'm done. That's it? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, I was going to ask you. I mean, it's entertaining. Who do you think is the next movie star wrestler? Okay, so let's name the ones that came before. The Rock. Well, before him. I mean, before him? Yeah. Hulk Hogan. And? Before Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Andre? Yeah. So Give Andre, Andre fucking respect, baby. Princess We're going to do Princess Bride. He did other stuff. Yeah, Princess... Okay, so, uh, Andre, there's Hulk, and there's Rock. I know Austin tried for a bit. That didn't work out. Uh, Batista, John Cena. The Barbarian Brothers. You'll fi- you will find out about them. Oh, right. You showed us that one yes. time. That was had, they had many movies. That was a hell of a poll. Yes. Uh, I'm talking, like, mainstream. No, I'm talking about people that literally broke into movies. Oh, uh, but there, there are people that had to, like, I guarantee you that if you look at The Rock, Rock would be like, Barbarian Brothers is the reason I'm here. So, um, the next one after John Cena is maybe, maybe Becky Lynch? Because she's playing, she's, uh, she's, uh, playing, uh, Cindy Lauper in, uh, The Young Rock Show. Young Rock Show? Yeah, there's a Young Rock on NBC. That he's produced that tells that's kind of like oh a, I'm sorry yeah. I there are literally other shows about rock bands out right now no. that I thought you were talking about no I was talking about the rock. rock the rock show young 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 rock's been around for a while that's yeah. a few seasons in yeah yeah does she she play, right now she's playing uh, she plays uh, Cindy Lauper the singer yep what because she uh, she cameoed at uh, a few wrestling she was actually a part of WWE for like about a solid year and a half dope. Back then, so it apparently was instrumental in Rock's upbringing. 
to I guess enough to be on that show. But um, she she took his virginity. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Cindy Lauper was amazing. Cindy Lauper, my brother and I love Cindy Lauper's debut album. So um, it's the funniest things that I find to fidget. Um, Me too, man. It's I don't know. I look menacing with this with this uh, sheer clipper in my hand. I honestly, <laughs> the, the let me put it this way: it's a battle of AD, ADHD in the sense that you are fidgeting something dangerous, thinking about how it makes you look possibly menacing, and I'm over here not focusing on the fact that you're obviously wielding a weapon in front of me and at any point could throw it at me if you wanted to. Like, I, I don't throw not, it. I think I, I'm not even thinking about it. That's <laughs> like, like, that's, 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 I'm so hyper-focused on what this is. Also, like, the, but a part of what this is has to do with my ADHD. Like, mm-hmm. the, no doctor told me to do it, but, like, right. I stopped doing it for six months to get the caregiver job. And... Yeah, I was more anxious. I was more, I was just not cool. I just didn't like myself. And I took a lot of different medicines as a child when they were trying to figure that stuff out. And then I stopped. I, I, I This helps with a lot of ways in terms of keeping things focused for me. Right. I'm a hyper-focused kind of guy, and this narrows down. Right. Sometimes to my detriment. It's I could be talking to someone, and they could just literally whip out a knife and start twisting it. And I'm just like, uh-huh, yeah, but like... It reminds me. So I was watching... Um, we're going off on tangents, and that's really a fine. Sure. We have um, nothing else to talk about news-wise. Right. So, I was watching a We'll bloopers. go back to the city yeah. lobby lady. Um, I was watching a bloopers for uh, Parks and Rec. Mm. Specifically, uh, Chris Pratt ones. Come on your back, yeah. Yeah, there's that There's that one. I literally watched that like, last Moments week. of improv that from Chris Pratt. And so, there's this one where, <laughs> like... The computer one is great. Uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> that was funny. There was one where... <laughs> there was one where he... Um, like uh, Amy Poehler's talking to him, like giving like, giving him instructions, and then she's starting to explain ex- it's like specifically um, what to do, and so he's like like this, he's like yep yep, yeah, and then he just gets distracted, he's <laughs> like yeah yeah, and then Amy Poehler loses it <laughs> when he jumps over the counter and breaks or and or when he th- uh, throws the suitcase or right and it's the light switch of this very real office building and it's like that's a one in a million shot that's an amazing shot and you got it on camera that's on camera that's insane yeah Chris Pratt Parks and Rec yeah good bloops oh bloops um (laughs) (laughs) your face (laughs) good that was me doing it that was me doing it (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) great poops from what I hear on the set (laughs) set days he did shit his pants. Did you see that blue? I did see that one, yes. That's perfect. Um, so, anyway, so Cindy Lauper Lady. Yeah. Yeah. She She's also pretty popular outside. Oh, man. What she So she's like, what you're saying is she's one good roll away. Probably. I mean, the Miz, there's also the Miz, too. He was doing, he was the Marine for all that time. Well, the, well, this the, is a reality again, show. The Miz started for me... On MTV reality shows. Yeah. He was already a reality star before he became a wrestler. Then he became a reality star and an actor, which is what you... Like, as a reality star, the interesting thing is he... They all they all do that. It's not not very many of them go into wrestling and then, then become stars there. The wrestling thing was weird for Miz. And he, like, took a stamp on it early. In the, in the MTV re, uh, reality show days, he's like, Yeah, man, I love wrestling. And then he got into it and everyone was like, Yes! Like, he, yeah, he doesn't count. Okay. 
Um, but also, he also doesn't count because he's not a star. And right. he's past his prime. Yeah. He could get a role, and he could be funny, but let's say if he ever got a role, it would be like NBC Grand Crew kind of a show. Oh, yeah. Like an ABC sitcom. He would be fantastic. because They don't make comedies like Game Night or um, that one that Cena did with Brian Tyree Henry, Vacation Friends. They don't make those kind of comedies anymore. Like, it's all going to television. So I can see them as on a fucking solid sitcom. So, maybe Cody Rhodes. I know that name. But he seems to have a really big passion for wrestling. So I don't... So if he were to cross over, it'd be quite a surprise to me. If, uh, wrestling is very interesting right now. Yeah. If you really want to be in that world, if you care about that world. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns, probably the top heel of the company right now, going on the run of his life. Um, related to The Rock, so the genes are in him. He was in Hobbs and Shaw. He had a cameo in Hobbs and Shaw. That is about as much as he's been in. Okay. So maybe, maybe him? But outside of that, I don't see a, a ton of other people crossing over. Maybe Sasha Banks. She was, uh, she was in The Mandalorian Season 2. That's the most, that's probably the most seen out of Snoop all. Snoop Dogg's cousin? Yes. Grew up around here. Didn't have fond memories. Um, allegedly. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. A bunch of white people being like, I love your dad's music would suck dick. Cousin. I go- Dude, I grew up with people. I grew up at the time in high school when The Chronic came out. Oof. I love that album. But it's because I'm a white guy from Minnesota. <laughs> like... I like I don't love it the way that they do. I really respect that album. In fact, if anything, I deserve to go back to it and listen right. to it truly as a musician. But like at the time, I wasn't taken by it the way that I saw all these like rich white YZ kids doing. I was like, it seems weird. Mm-hmm. And like that, and it's not so much that it like took me aback, but if I was Snoop Dogg's cousin and I lived here and had to deal with that, fuck that, mm-hmm. fuck that. Not let alone just being Snoop Dogg's cousin anywhere yeah. in the world. But like, ugh. White cap, short khaki pants, polo wearing kids. Ugh. Right. Yeah. So That's like when Lauren Hill was like, I wouldn't make people right. I would I wouldn't make music if white people would listen to it. Right. <laughs> to ruin her career. I could see I could see Sasha Banks making that jump, but she had the opportunity when she left WWE to do that. Maybe she's got other, de- other deals outside of her current deal with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, but she was in The Mandalorian. She was in The Mandalorian That's for the most seen thing. three episodes. That's the most seen thing out of everything. Yeah, and then she, now she's not in, in, in I don't know why. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. things change. Also, Ronda Rousey also works for WWE, but that really doesn't count. Ronda Rousey movies. doesn't count. She lost her chance. Next Mandalorian 3. That's, that's what that will do to you. She blew it. She did. Oh, Fast and Furious 7. She she had a... She was going to have a Star Wars show. She was That was Gina Carano. Oh. Well, she was it at the last second. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't they both in Fast and Furious? Uh, Gina Carano, yes. She was, uh, Gina Carano was in Fast and Furious 6. That's why I'm getting them confused. Yes. Okay, so yeah. Remember who Michelle Rodriguez fights in... Uh, 
In that apartment. Yes. Isn't it two? Is it no, that's one? that's uh, Fast and Furious 7. No, no, no. I'm not saying the number of movies. I thought she was uh, fighting two people in that apartment. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's fighting one person. Yeah, that was a dope fight. I've left them... Uh, I've tried to let them slip out of my mind in preparation for when we do them. In fact, uh, 5 was on TV, and it was just before the jump over the cliff, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. That's all I need. Yeah. I don't want to go further. <laughs> it was so good. Um, so, okay, the fight in the apartment, that was Karano. That was... Rousey. Rousey. Okay, and what happened to Rousey? Um, she also, in her way, kind of got off the deep end. Okay. But she's still working in a major capacity. She didn't really... She didn't say anything stupid or foolish like Karana yeah, did. Yeah, Karana fucked up. But she's not... Like, she's still outspoken about a lot of things. Hmm. But she seems to... Like, be making plenty of money with WWE right now. So it seems like her Hollywood chances are gone. You have windows. You have windows. I don't think she has that level of... Again, I'm far away from the WWE product, but she doesn't seem to have that level of notoriety anymore. Okay. But what I, would I like to see her in something like... Um, something that, like, that we watched, like, her own kick-ass action movie? Yeah, I would yeah. watch that. Yeah. Just based on that fight in Furious 7 alone. Yeah. But, like, in terms of, like, any mainstream stuff, I don't recall her getting any, like, Marvel roles or... Maybe I did hear something. I don't know. But, um... But, yeah. Either way, she doesn't count. She already made that jump. So, her window of notoriety is gone, so if she ever has a chance now, it would have to be someone being like, I think you would be good for this. Right. Like, someone would specifically have to think about it. And I guess she would have to raise her star more in the wrestling world for someone to be like, okay, maybe. Yeah. Um, She'd have to go back on Hot Ones. Um, That'll Mm. that'll do it. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like, well, there's a, there's, a, there's a long list, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, I, I was watching something with um, somebody, and it was that commercial where Cena is singing and dancing, and they're like, Cena? And I was like, dude, he's great. Yeah. I think he's great. Uh, fucking Peacemaker's great. He was, there was a period in time where he was just all, the only thing WWE would pretty much only push. To be honest... The only person that they would push out into the world. For someone... Yeah, I mean... He seems like someone who would be very irritating in the wrestling world up to a point. Right, especially when WWE was PG and catering towards younger audiences. He seems like that, for sure. But if you see his, like, moment where he stumbled into films with Trainwreck in that one scene he has, you're like... Or the two scenes he has in that movie. He's only in there for, like, 20 minutes, but you're like, you're a funny fucking dude. Yep. You're a really, really funny dude. Yep. And Peacemaker, I think, really turned it on its head. Thank sure. God the first Marine movie wasn't the end of his movie career. Yes. But, I mean, we'll find out. We're going to find out. We're going to see the first movie Tom Cena was ever in. And all that shit that we're going to be really diving into that shit. Ted DiBiase's son? Oh, God. It, you are going to be having fun. It's going to be a field day for you when we yes. get there. But... Uh, in terms of uh, Cena, I think Cena is. I don't think there's anything wrong with being uh, a funny person. Right. Being a charming, funny person. I think the same thing from Rock. People are like, Rock is uh, like caring about his brain too much. 
And that look, those are problems with your career and they can hurt your career, but does that person still have the capability of doing something good? Yes. Yeah. The Rock acted every day or every week for a long time on Ballers. No one gave a shit about Ballers, but he was acting against fucking John David Washington. There was like good people on that show. Mm. He was doing great as an actor. So like I don't understand when people are like, these people are bad, I don't like they are capable of it for yeah. sure. But Batista talks about it like it's toxic. He talks about the transition. So he's like, I I think the roles that you get offered in Hollywood and typecasting is important to break those molds and it must be irritating as a person trying to do that. Right. But like I feel like and I saw Knock of the Cabin. I think Batista's amazing in it. It's a role that he perfects on a level that very few people could have. Like, it's a intimidating performance, man. And it is not the character's intent. Hmm. It's so good. And when I think about what he's capable of, sure, he's the serious guy. He's the dramatic guy. Right. If you need something serious done, you got Batista. Can he be funny and all those other things? Yeah, but he's the best when he's serious. Mm-hmm. The Rock, I think, has more range than people are willing to admit to, and Cena proved it with Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting sick of Cena until Peacemaker, until Suicide Squad, and then I was like, "Fuck yes!" And then I saw the show, and I was like, "Wow!" Right. Once he kind of took a step back, like from wrestling, and he was kind of like away from, like, because like wrestling kind of shifted mm-hmm. when he started to wane out. Like, his kind of star, his kind of, like, wrestling, like, that performer, like, that big hulking guy only has, like, 2010s, five. 2010s, 2011s, yeah. Like, the late 2010s is like when I'm wrestling like, started to shift from, like, showmanship and uh, star power to actually performing, like, matches. That's what happened with music, too, because the recession occurred and everything was like, hey, you know, life is great, big boom bastic, Lady Gaga, all that shit. And then, like, everything died down and fucking Billy, <laughs> like, all these, like, low-fi people come out. And right. it's just like, you know, the world's a lot more chill than that. So, anyway, I know it's a movie podcast. I apologize, everybody. It's uh, your movie podcast. I know, but you, you're the one who gives me shit about it. Yeah. What did you watch today? Today? What you, you watch this week? Or this the past week. two weeks? Yes, the past two that weeks. That we've got. That's, yeah. I mean, we talk about news and entertainment, stuff like that. I don't right. There's not much else news. Clearly, we are missing something. We exactly. didn't do our homework. That's the answer here. We didn't do our homework, but like at the same time, we're talking about what we care about. And right. I spent 85 hours working this week, so I wasn't really right. focusing on what was happening in news except for the big news thing that was happening. Right. The, like, the overall general news of G. I mean, and that's and to be honest, that we're gonna hear a lot about that. It was just yeah. the first time it had happened. Oh yeah, the Gwyneth Paltrow suit got settled. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're talking about, right? No, I like. I'm gonna make it real simple. Trump's indictment is um, inevitable because he's gonna have many. Wasn't but it's wasn't it's the one that is involving the hush money with a porn star. That's mm-hmm. what's so funny about all this to me. They're like, that's the one that this guy from fucking Florida is like, 30 counts. 30 counts on this shit. We're not fucking around, bro. What's going to happen when he gets to January 6th? What's going to happen when he took the documents out of the White House? Like, this guy's fucked. 
We're going to hear a lot about this for a while. Yep. And people are on his ass, and he's whining about it now. But it is, and the reason it's all over the news and everything is because it's the first time it's ever happened to uh, anyone that was ever president. Yep. And it shatters the idea of what people think a president is. And it's like, yeah, no, he's a dude. Throw him in jail. So, like, the only time this has ever happened is Nixon. So all the fucking pundits in Washington won't shut up about it. But that's all that I got to see. But I'll tell you something funny. Um, one of the days that I was watching movies with my client, um, a guy who I was training came in. It was the day he got indicted. And my client hates Trump. Like me, he's a hippie. And, and he's like, I'm like, dude, Trump finally got indicted. And then my, my caregiver goes, I love Trump. And I was like, oh. And then I look at my client who was a professor of quantum mechanics and physics and I was like interstellar <laughs> and we watched three hours of interstellar nice. it was fucking dope because he had never seen it mm. I was like this movie is like fucking over a decade old man Kip Thorne is like oh, I know Kip Thorne I'm like dude this black hole is amazing <laughs> yeah it was great uh, uh, but like that that is what he watched so like one day he sat up in the wheelchair that's literally like all he watched because mm. he has dementia and he'll just sit and watch a news cycle. For, and that all, that's all the news is. Once they have one thing, they just say the same thing over and over again in different ways. Um, none of it was about Hollywood, so mm-hmm. I didn't see anything about that. So I guess we can go into what, what we watched and mm-hmm. I can start because Zach's not here because you ejaculated kidney stones on his robot. Um, what can I say? You made a kettle corn. Squabbity flip. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like the residue of an Oreo cake. So that, is that how Real Butters made? <laughs> he was telling me about it before. Like I was we so, here. <laughs> like I know the I okay. So there was a Buttercast episode that I missed the production of because of work, and he was telling me about it, and I had this look on my face like I probably didn't like it, but all I was thinking was I wish I was there for that. Because it sounded really good. Right. And I like looked, I probably looked like I didn't like it. And I was just like, oh, I wish I was there. Um, Real Butter is coming back, baby. I even missed my album release. I had an album release this week and I fucking mm-hmm. missed it. What should I give my honorable mention to? Because I have a main one, but I don't know what my honorable mention is. I feel like you're missing the importance of what I'm saying. (laughs) I gave up. I'm just just kidding. (laughs) No, I heard you. I was just trying to move the thing. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to hear me. (laughs) No, I heard it. I just don't care. Um, uh, Well, you have two weeks. You have two weeks. You can have more than one thing if you want to. Okay, yeah. Um, Okay. So, I did something this week mm. that I didn't think I would ever do in a while. I binged a whole season of a television show. You mentioned All Affair. The Bad Batch. Star Wars The Bad Batch. Okay. It's all out then. It's all out now. Okay. The finale was this past Wednesday. How many episodes? Uh, I think there's 16 episodes Damn. in two seasons. Oh, oh so eight. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. No, 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 no. There's 16 episodes per season. So it's 32 episodes. Damn, 16 episodes? Yeah. Man, I feel like it was not that long ago that you were like, Bad Batch just started. Yeah. And I'm not even watching it. That was last year. Um, oh, that's when Andor was happening. Yes. Oh, so it was longer than that. So... It was like yesterday. <laughs> uh, I 
think I get that reference? Uh, I don't know. There's no reference. I uh, literally mean it feels like yesterday. I thought it was, I thought it was a movie reference, and I was ready to I mean, there's a it. movie called Yesterday. Um, so, it's, so we were going from Andor, this very... What? Peter's not here. Someone's got to do it. We're going from the show named Andor. What? We're going to the. We're going from the it's show named Andor. What? Like you. Ugh. Anyway, keep going. The show that features uh, Diego Luna as the lead. That one. That everybody Andor. knows the name of, but I can't say because I'm going to get trolled. Andor covers in. Go on. Yeah. Um, Ew. Likely. Um, I was gonna say <laughs> from the way you're talking in Skywalker, sounds like he had a lot. Fuck. Um, oh no! Come on, it's Lando. He sold liquor. Apparently, he's canonically pan. I'm not, dude. Have you heard his voice? Yeah. Come on. So we went from like Tony Gilroy, like. Yeah. The Tony Gilroy show, which is actually quite subversive, serious, tackles like pretty for adults. Hard, yeah, for adults, hard issues. Yeah, in a very mature way. Yeah. To now the Filoni style of Star Wars storytelling. But who's the audience of Bad Batch? <sighs> Honestly, like I'm not trying to get you in a corner here. No, it's fine. Because the conversation before, I mean, really, who's it for? I don't know. I've never watched it. <sighs> it's hard to say. Fourteen. Sure. It's rated PG. Okay. Andor is 14. TV 14. So, okay, so they have a limit of things that they can do. So right. What, what but do Bad Batch is animated. How do you feel the tone in the writing is, too? It's... Like Cartoon Network? It's all over the place. Okay. It was an up and down season. Because, like, I, just, I want you to temper your expectations a little bit. It's yeah. one of the problems with Star Wars. Star Wars is technically for kids. But also, you get something like Andor, and that's a legit discussion about fascism. So, like... Right. Legit discussion and commentary. What are we doing here? So, like, it's going to get janky from time to time. So, it's very... So, you know the premise of The Bad Batch, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very... It was a very up and down season. There's a lot of episodes. There's not really a, like, a through line plot other than the Bad Batch just want to, like, not be a part of any of this shit. Sharp. You know, they're defective clubs. Uh, it sounds very Civil Civil War Renegades to me. You know? Yeah. There's this big fucking thing going on in the middle of this giant, where's nothing. No, but, like, this shit just happened. Essentially. Yeah. Like, the Empire just came to be. Um, and so they're like... Six, six. Don't... We don't really want any part of this. Or at least that's what Hunter, the leader who looks like Rambo, who pretty much is Rambo, um, without the violent tendencies. Oh, thank you. I could go into a whole thing about how they use stuns. Shadow. You're old, man. Are you whole okay? flashback. Whole flashback. I'm sorry. Sorry. That movie's on the wheel, man. I almost murdered a bunch of people immediately through some flashbacks that I had. Okay. So that fifth movie's on the wheel. 
Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Like, it's my favorite thing about when that happens. I don't have to do. Maybe I'll watch the movies from the director, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's a Stallone production, so I'll, I think he directed that movie, right? No. Okay. I did, oh, oh, yeah. You're right. You didn't. He's not directing anymore. But I think I'm just gonna listen to our episodes. <laughs> that's Go back to episode two. I think I'm just going to listen to the episodes and then see what else the director made and then I'm going to try and match that energy so if someone listens to our shows in a row I'm going to try and match it so that the fifth week happened immediately after the fourth one that's what I'm trying to go for that'll be our bit that we we just like time travel I'm going to do the same thing with Bumblebee I'm going to have to match all that energy be fucking pissed you're not going back though you're not going back Chris you don't know what I'm going to do you're not going back to Transformers. You don't know what I'm going to do. You're you put it on the wheel. You're not going back to Transformers. Whatever happens to me. I'm not even telling me. you because I don't want you to. I'm telling you because I know you won't. Chris, whatever happens to me was your fault. Good! 20 years later. We finally <laughs> landed on it! Okay. <laughs> um, so, Bad Batch. Um, there's a lot, there were a lot of, like, filler episodes. Like, I think the whole, I think the whole season was pretty much filler. And then things would happen. Like, it was very much a mission of the week thing. There was, like, an episode of just, like, pod racing. Uh, there would be an episode of, like, an Indiana Jones level kind of thing. I mean, that's what people wanted. Like, there's a lot of deep lore Literally what you going want. on here. Yeah. Like, um, but it's not in that. It, it, it is it what I ex- wanted. It that is exciting. Now that I can think about it. It is what I wanted, but I was trying to like approach it on like a more mature level, just like kind of like in a Gilroy kind of sense. But I know it doesn't work, but like it's hard to explain. I remember when this show first came out, you were like, "All I want is for it to be like its own thing." Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's very much like there's no main timeline, there's no plot line, there's no urgency mm-hmm. overall. They're not working to any overall objective other yeah. than to. I guess, get out of this shit. Which, they're kind of like... It's kind of like a... It's kind of weird the way it is because they are thought to be dead after Camino blew up. Blew up. They're trying to maintain that, but they're still doing jobs for this lady who's running a bar on Ord Mantel. Mm. Um, so... It's, it's just really... It was just really weird because it was like there's no there's no urgency. And then things would happen to the that would affect the group. Like one of them leaves because they think that they should help the clones because there's this arc or there's there's a series of episodes where they're talking about okay now how do we deal with all these clones that we have no like use for anymore because they want to push the stormtrooper initiative mm. where it's like recruitment. They want to recruit stormtroopers and train stormtroopers. Boy, did that work out for them. Um, they came for shit. Um, no, they can't. I'm telling you, it's the helmet, dude. Um, that's what she said. I think it's the cloning. So, there's, there, that part was interesting. I was just being like, there's this whole political discussion of like, there's, they should have representation within the Senate. Because if we're going to decommission them, they should live free. Because their life expectancy Die is like hard. 10 years. Like, the life expectancy is, like, 10 years. They don't have a lot of time, but they should be taken care of. And then they're like, all they know is war, though. 
So there are some of them who want to stay with the Empire and keep like fighting insurgents because like that's all they know. You know, that's all they that's all they've got. That's all they're programmed to do. Yeah. But then now the, then there are like senators are you being like, listen, there's they're not gonna use you forever. Your your time's coming to an end. What's that going to look like? Yeah. You can't stop that. They're gonna keep they're gonna stop you from fighting one way or another. What is that going to look like? Do you wanna be sipping mojitas on a beach for the last three years of your life? Yeah. Or do you want to go out fighting for a cause that, that that just doesn't care about you anymore or like at least have some representation on your way out to help you get some rights you know mojito sounds nice so that plot that was interesting i think either one of those answers is a fair answer like for their, for their time lifespan yeah and they asked that question very well mm. it's just like they present that really well it was crazy but like of course, Palpatine wants to resurface wants to resurface the whole cloning technology because of rise of fucking Skywalker. And they're working towards that. That's the crazy thing. They're doing the prequel thing. Well, they're working knew, their way towards that. They knew this would ha- that they're patching things up. Literally, one of the things that we knew all like that's one of the problems of Rise of Skywalker. The moment I watched it, I was like, now for the next. They're not going to make new shit. They're going to have to... They have to fix this! They have to fix this. Yes, they're not going to make new stuff if they have to keep making stuff to fix this. Right. Yeah. So, they're doing their best, is what I can say. If it was a good change, if it was the kind of thing where you were like... Like, the a great example of that mm. is Luke, I am your father. Like, this goes, this goes from a story of, like, I'm fighting an evil empire and I'm now literally about to get my ass kicked and my hand cut off by an evil wizard. Wait, he's my dad? We got three movies out of that. Yeah. Because it was good. It was Shakespearean. It made sense. So, there was that whole plot line. Um, fuck. They, that makes me feel like Skywalker felt like that they were doing a Star mm-hmm. Wars thing. And it makes me feel like there's a little bit more of an understanding I have in that decision, but still, fuck that decision. Fuck everything about Skywalker in terms of the narrative. So, so yeah. I, um, some interesting things did happen on The Mandalorian this week. There's three episodes left, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, I feel like the show now has just started, like in Mandalorian. Now, the season has just started now. We're halfway through, pretty much. Okay, and now so the season is just pretty much. Some shows are like that, yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, and I and I can talk about that too. But like, I'll wrap yeah, like, up. I'll wrap up bad batch real quick. But like, things changed. Like, the uh, things have. Changed. I have to say yes. War has changed. Um. Mm. So all I can say is I'll give you the brief cliff notes. Soccer can suck my fucking dick. So Fuck making, that guy! They're making it more and more okay that he dies so fast. <laughs> no, man, he got the easy way out, if you ask me. Fair. Compared to what he did in that last episode? Oh, so like him... Well, he really didn't he, have a no, lot of No, he time. messed a lot of things up. I, I'm just saying... In a general, lot of people play... As someone who has literally no idea what he's done to realize that he did even more just gross shit. 
Like, and he always was the guy who wasn't about the rebellion. Right. He just was like, I'm an extremist. So I really do find it funny. He's just like, aimlessly throwing people at this thing. That's... With no objective other than to fuck him up. That's why the conversation... And it doesn't even work. Well, the conversation between him and, um, uh... I forgot his name, but... The, oh, yeah, uh, Luthen. Thank you. Him, him and Luthen, like... That's the dichotomy. It's like, you need to have a cool head and think like the Empire to beat them at their own game. And he's like, no, we need to just be this acoustic, just strickling force. Don't throw every, everything we have to stop this thing because I know it needs to be stopped. Like, the the dichotomy between them right. and Andor was so fucking good. Like, so it, it's good! So, it's, it's so good to explain the difference between Saul and somebody else to someone who's never understood Saul outside of his own death scene. So, but that... I I understand that his soul cannot get on that ship fast enough. He's right. never gonna get there to survive. He's gonna be like Wes Bentley in Interstellar on those waves. He just didn't get on in time. He never would have made the ship. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a coward's way out, but I do feel like there's a part of him that's like, yeah, no, yeah, uh, uh, I gotta see a bunch of people if I go with you. <laughs> So, right. I'm good here. Like, especially after what... Oh, guys, guys, that was embarrassing. Chris, oh my gosh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, he did something funny. Yeah. Uh, but, so, I do find it interesting that Sal has always been this extremist. And, like, that he would... There's just so many ways that you can look at fighting the Empire. And Andrew right. did a really good way of like expressing and detailing the difference between them. But that right. th- that this world could divide and design the cultures between Luthen and um, uh, Saul are probably so different because they're from different fucking planets. Right. Like that's so interesting. So, so yeah. Um, what a dirtbag. And then there's more. Okay. There's more. Yeah. There's more cloning stuff. They're building towards the rise of Skywalker. So you know, it's just a clone show. It's a clone show about clones doing clone things. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I'm. Like, okay, that's it. Left on a cliffhanger of okay, yeah, next season. Are they gonna be a group again? Well, they're. They're two down now. I won't say how, but they're two down. I'm gonna guess one. By the end, by the end of this past. I'm gonna guess one was offered a deal in movies. They're all played by the same guy, pretty much, <laughs> except for one of them. So he has stunt doubles. Shot. <laughs> uh, one of them's a woman. That would be a great show, yeah. honestly. <laughs> that would be. Tamar Morrison yeah. playing four guys, but like he's an actor, and the rest are stuntmen. Entourage. Entourage, but with a gun <laughs> in Star Wars. I want it. I want it. I want. I want Tamar yeah. Morrison to do a uh, like a Rambo cosplay. I want to see what that looks like. <laughs> Um, and then a rock cosplay, the rock cosplay, there's like this hulking mass. Um, yeah, dude. So, him and Cliff Curtis is the guy in the background just drinking beers, being like, you guys need to stop fighting. Yeah. So, um, then there's the, the recent episode of Mandalorian came out. Um, I think it finally addressed, I think it did. What I've been waiting for them to do so, but it did it in a really like unsatisfying and anticlimactic way. Is Grogu a vegetarian? God no. Okay. Quite the opposite, actually. Nice, nice to know. Nice to know. Grogu is a borderline cannibal. Sweet. Um, who isn't? 
Army Hammer. Um, no, we're not. He is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he tried it easy. Yeah. So, I'll just say, as a recap, Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff, was given a very interesting quest. So things have picked up. And we'll see how the next three episodes play out. Because you were really what you were really curious about how that third episode mirrored what you think the end of the season would be. Yeah. Is that planning? Is that, is that No, planning? I think Zach, I think Zach was actually right. It curved you. I think it did curve me. Or I was overthinking it. I think you were overthinking it. Yeah. Because like you were overthinking it in a but it's, it was still important fun way. You were yeah. thinking about how something writes something and not whether someone was somebody else's father. No, you right. thought about it from an interesting way about how people write and structure shows. That is what I like. I'm not going to sit here and say that's what an adult does. I, I'm going to sit here and say that's what prevents you from being so goddamn butthurt. Yeah. Yeah. So she was given a very interesting quest. And we'll see in a very, very um, interesting way. So we'll see where that goes. And if Din goes with her. I don't know. Um, I don't know what happens after this. So next three episodes are going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the ne- one of the next three episodes sets up the Ahsoka show. Or I know this last episode... Maybe, kind of, sort of, set up Rangers of the New Republic. They might still be doing that, just without Gina Carano. They did explain her absence, though. I'll say that. I mean, why not? That's literally what happened to... I can think of two great examples of shows where they've yeah. done that. Where it's like, lead, like lead in, this is the person, and the show's like... <laughs> and here's the thing about Mandalorian Season 3, too. Here's the weird thing about Mandalorian Season 3. It kind of tried to pull an Andor. In a sense. Because... This is after the Empire has been defeated, and the New Republic military is kind of like sort of being decommissioned or like defunded. They're being scaled back. Mm. Right? So, what they did... Oh, this is like the third episode. This is the episode I'm talking about. I'll just... What they did was they painted the New Republic in a way that it's like, yay, we won, but we... Kind of don't know how else to do shit. So we're a democracy, but uh, still, but we our methods haven't really changed. Well, Up for, outside of the empire. Welcome to war. Yeah. Welcome to welcome to history. Of so, war. Yeah. So it's really like, weird. I was like, that's not new. To, that's not new to you. That's new to right. Star Wars. So I like they're they're exploring. So shit. somebody gets like. Mo- there's this thing called the mind flare and what it does it's like a very painful thing where it's just like wipes your memory. it's like getting like electrocuted kind of like mm. Joker style I just did that thing really uh, really bad oh jeez um so and so they have this thing because they have this um amnesty program oh okay for like um defected imperials or like stormtroopers and whatnot. Like Finns. Yeah, but like it's to have them serve society. It's kind of like an internment camp for. Uh, oh, old so this materials. is like World War Two. Okay, I was yeah. wondering what war they were really going to mirror the most of. Right. I mean, a little bit. Again, like, post-war, but like post-war. this is like 
to like bridge them back into like the democratic society. Well, I mean that's that's what happened after World War Two. How do you get so they kind of like are starting to program them like that. So, but then one one what Star Wars Explained pointed out was like this machine can go to eleven. And he questions all the like, why are we still using the methods the Empire used? And it's just like, dang, it's it's so it's well, so tragic. That that's why I find Winter Soldier to be really interesting. Just for that one, mo- it's not the most interesting thing about political blah 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 blah, but it, it does put Project um, uh, Paperclip in. Yeah, and that was the idea of putting Nazis. You can't kill all the Nazis. You gotta change their minds somehow, or bring them into the fold a little bit. So, like, eventually, because against your better judgment, maybe they had some ideas, or they, or we would not have gone to the moon if we did not. Take like technologically, of like, course, exactly. morally, hell, we would. The NASA would not be what it was if we had not brought in one of the top scientists from the Nazis. Nazis, NASA. Anyway, we we oh brought my like God. I'm just kidding, but like we <laughs> did, we like one of the top heads, one of like he became one of the lead people of NASA. Yeah, and he was a scientist for Hitler. Like we did do that. Right. It is part of that. So, so who knows? That guy could have gone home and could have had like whatever he believed because he was so good at his job. They didn't need to zap his mind. Yeah. A lot of it, so yeah, Mandalorian season three. A lot of things are picking up now, mm-hmm. and as so like the whole, I guess the whole objective is now is to unite Mandalore once again to like take back their home. Um, since it's not technically like cursed now, but they just it it they implied that they may have just been framed for a very Interesting. So the New Republic may have some questions for them down the road in these last Grogu, three episodes. No, so we're going to see what happens. No, Grogu. Anyway. Grogu. Me and Mom also, um, in a moment of bonding, we, uh, we, we finally uh, sat down and watched uh, The Last Crusade. Indy 5's coming out. So Indy, yeah, Indy 5's coming out. But you also watched Raiders. Yeah, we also watched Raiders. That was for my grandpa. But right. I just want, I just want Did to you guys watch. get a Doom in there? No. You guys get some blackface in there? No. Cowards. I know. Um, there are some actually great episodes that I'd love for you guys to watch eventually. I've got to read I'm sure my mom has seen it. Um, I? She watched it way back when. Oh, she did watch the show. That's yeah, she probably doesn't remember, though. Uh, she, worked it, she works it, She works. Uh, like around 70 hours. Like, certainly not. I mean, yeah, certainly not the one where... Indy's mom almost yeah. has an affair with an Italian composer. Don't Sweet Jesus. Um, it's so all about anyway. how moms can be Randy, too. We did a whole episode on it. I don't have to get into it. I, really, I still really like it. I think it's my favorite of the, of the month so far. It is fan-fucking-tastic. It is. It is Raiders, but by a more confident filmmaker who was already pretty fucking confident when he made Raiders. So, I think, so I'm going to go to my main event, then. I watched. A, I decided that I wanted to watch a. I finally needed to get around to a three-hour action epic. You watched Fablemans? John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, <laughs> hey! <laughs> That's why you did say you were going to see it. Yep. Um, so I finally sat down and watched it. Um, was it three hours? I couldn't tell. That's it. The only the only reason I could. 
kind of tells because I had to pee really badly the entire time. And that and that 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 just pretty much does it. Um, other than that, I didn't really feel its length. It just kept going. It's three hours of action, dude. I know the last hour. I know the last gun find is like forty something minutes. <sighs> you don't know, dude. You got, I can't wait for you to see it. I have to literally take a work a week of work off to be able to do it. Yes. Man, it's it's spectacular. Just. That whole movie topic. I think it's my favorite of the John Wick sequels. A lot of people are saying that, yeah. Um, it might... It. Uh, I'm anticipating loving it. Yeah, I'm. a lot of people are like, I walked into this and walked out the way I felt after Fury Road. And, and I think... That's some high praise. You've literally said the two other things that everyone else has said about this. I haven't felt the length that but it's Fury my Road? There was some there was some deeper stuff to Fury Road though. It's not about it's part. not about deeper, it's about feeling of action. Yes, it's feeling of action. The thing, kinetic thing, energy. Thing. Like yes. like Fury Road has depth to it absolutely when you stop and think about it, but as an action experience, it's like drinking straight up five five hour energies. Mm. You are like, I'm up, cocaine, let's do this. Like Let's watch it again! Like, as a kinetic moving experience, as an action film. Mm. Basically a silent movie. There aren't very many like Fury Road. Mm. So when people are saying that there's, you know, a 49-minute action scene gunfight at the end, my guess is that there's probably not a lot of talking in that shit. No. So, yeah, it's a basic silent movie action kinetic thing. So when people are saying that, I'm like, okay, maybe, because, like, the last... Like fucking 20, 30 minutes of Fury Road are that action scene, and it's yeah. the best thing about that movie. And the other scenes in that movie are only a little bit below. So when people are saying those exact same things about John Wick, I'm like, holy shit, as an action movie. Nothing about the story. I've heard nothing about it. And I'm happy to have heard nothing about it because I want to be. That's the one thing I'm going in with any sort of judgment as a movie. And that's comparing it to the other John Wicks. Like, my, I think the first one has the best story, but not all of the best action. Right. Second movie has the best story and fantastic action. The third one has the best action, but the weakest story. You don't know what? Because somebody pointed this out. Like, I was watching a review, and they pointed out, it was just like, I, this is something that I didn't really see before, because it's like, I knew there was something off about John Wick 3, and I think that I figured it out. Uh, no, it was Nick Mason from uh, The Weekly Planet for, with uh, Mr. Sunny Movies. He pointed out that the third one didn't really change anything in terms of, like, how things are... In terms of, like, how everything is. He went from being on the run from the high table after the second movie to being on the run from the high table in this third movie. Uh, for, as a narrative thing, yes. Like, but the problem it's with... No, me, no like, status has really changed. I wouldn't cared about that if, like, I cared about what was happening in the middle of it. Like, if you... Because the thing about two is that it doesn't change anything from one except now that everybody wants to kill him and he's deeper in the thing. But they say that's going to happen in the first movie. What's different about the second one is as a narrative, it works really well. I mean, from, like, know, two, I mean from like two to three. 
I, you're thinking about the whole universal thing. I'm thinking about these as individual films mm. because they were not meant to be that way. Three and four are pretty much written as one movie. Mm. Yeah. Is my guess. So, so the reason three has to work is that you have to watch the end of four. He's not getting anywhere by two. It was always end game. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, or I'm sorry, it, it was always um, Infinity War. It was always going to have a non-plus ending to it. Mm. But what happens at the end of Infinity War? They also lose. You know the war's not over, but they also lose. You feel that that narrative is actually Thanos's and not theirs. Their narrative is Endgame. It's one whole story, but they differentiate what the narratives are. And in the third one, like, to me, it was all just climbing up a ladder of a world. But John isn't going through anything. He isn't feeling anything. He isn't uh, losing anything. Like... I, I never felt like he was getting pushed. Like, in the first movie, he it was, like, very clear what the, his relationship was to Janos. Like, their relationship was about respect. To the point that Janos is, like, applauding when John Wick is kidding him with a car at the end of that first movie. He's like, ah, that was a good one. Like, they respect each other. The second movie, no. That young guy's a little dick that wants power. That's what John Wick is against. He's against someone that doesn't respect him. He's against somebody who's using him as a as a pawn on his chessboard for power. And John Wick, in that by the end of that whole movie, is like, fuck this entire system of power. It isn't right. that John Wick is, everyone wants to kill him. It's that John Wick has basically done the one thing that everybody wanted to do, that someone couldn't get rid of in the first movie, and that is legit right. kill somebody despite the rules. Um... I will say in this he's movie... He's not challenged that way as a yeah. character in the third movie. He's challenged as a character in each movie, but he's never challenged as a character in the third movie. I'll give this away. He is in this movie. I don't a know, lot! I don't want to know anything about the fourth movie. I don't okay. know anything. I like that it's... A, I, I know that's hard as a story. I know it's hard to talk about in the review. But I can like, go back to Star Wars. Fine. No, no, no. Story-wise, I don't want to know anything. You want to talk about like action beats? If you want to say like someone is literally murdered with a chainsaw through their asshole, tell me because it's a visual experience. And oh. I can't wait to see it. But no, like, um, I like narrative. Like that's all I'll say is a narrative. Because that's like, the thing I'm the most interested in unfolding. I've already watched the first one. I'm gonna watch the second one. I'm gonna watch the third one. Really right. pay attention to the third one story because it's confusing as shit with all that great knife fights and shit. Right. Like the third one is the best experience as an action movie. But when it stops and asks you to think, you're like, the man above all, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, just, can he just, can't you just give me a villain? Where's the fucking villain of this movie? Right. Like, it, it's, it's the adjudicator. I guess. You know what really bothers me about that third one? And I love this actress from Billions. It's that short-haired woman going around talking to everybody. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? That amounts to nothing until the next movie. I'm assuming... She failed to kill one of them. Is she in the fourth movie? Nope. I really need to see the third one again. You asked, man. You asked. I, that, that's not your problem. Like, yeah. It's not your fault. But, like, that is one of the things about the third movie that I was like, okay, what is this all? Like, I don't... She is good, but to see her walk around... Is, I didn't need her. And so... The third movie to me has problems, as like it really doesn't have focus. It lo it reminds me of an American Horror Story season, where like all of this is cool and fun and everything, but like what the fuck are we doing here? 
Like, if you go to a party and, like, there's Twister over here, but there's a murder mystery over here, you're like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, can we just connect and focus right. for a second? Watch a movie? Like, what are we doing? Um, uh, why we come? Wait a second. No, we don't want him. We don't need him. Yes, we don't need him. Yes, we do. We don't need him. Hey, This guy. Hey, Peter, just to catch you up real quick, um, Alex ejaculates uh, Kenny Stones. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Why that? You said it wrong. Okay. No? <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you guys watching anything on my computer? Uh, I bought this computer for you. I literally like, have not been here long enough to remember the passcode to your computer in the first place. He did show you. He did show you. I did. Yeah, but like, I've. I I'm just having a problem with touching other people's stuff. over my head right now. Do you now. remember mine? No, I don't. Thank you. Write it down. Well, yeah, okay. I also I don't, paper. I don't write down people's passwords like just when they tell me. I feel like that would seem a little. <laughs> I wanted you guys to. Okay. This is really good podcast. Well, you can't say it, it now. Is. Yeah, I can. No, we're recording. F. Oh God! Stop! <laughs> stop! F. Just put it in. No. Two Fs. No, stop! Wait till I can type it. <laughs> Seriously, don't tell me now. Seriously, don't tell me now. Don't tell me now. I'm not running. <laughs> you almost turned no. Oh my god. Anyway, um, uh, we were just uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you. He's saying that. I wasn't even done. Fucking <laughs> silly grandpa sixteen. <laughs> See, look. <laughs> it opens up. Oh, um, <laughs> yes. uh, that's so silly. So we talked about like Wait, a bunch what of. What are we reviewing? <laughs> Booksmart. It's been so long. We're watching Booksmart. We're watching Booksmart. Uh, we're, watching we're not Booksmart. at. We're not at Booksmart. We're, we're not at Booksmart. Chris we're watching it right now. Chris is talking about seeing John Wick Four. Yes. Oh, without me? Yes. Yeah, of course he did. Without me? Yes. Without me? Without me? Without I mean, without you, because you were busy. You're working twelve hours a day, dude. You would have seen it without us anyway. I mean, yeah. 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 If I knew you would... Never mind. Um, so, anyway. Um, God. Fuck my, fuck my reserves about the third one. No, fuck what's your favorite, silly grandpa. What's your favorite action beat moment? Oh, my God. Um, there's so many. There was the... Donnie and Scott Atkins and all these people. Donnie and Scott Atkins Donnie Yen... Is really good. Scott Adkins is hilarious. Yeah. After years of working with Ryan Reynolds, why not? No, but he's doing all this shit in a fat suit. Oh, he's very Samu. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. All this stuff is so good. That whole, that whole club sequence, dude. I, you're asking me to pick one. Oh, I'm, I'm all just probably like the flaming shotgun. Your top and six and a half. Is a flaming shotgun? What the fuck? I'm so excited. Okay, hang on. Is it on fire or does it shoot fire? It shoots fire. Okay. Of course it shoots fire. If it was on fire, that'd be like some Ghost Rider shit. Yeah. Yeah, but that'd be like, uh, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But if it like shoots fire, then I'm in. I can't wait to talk about this movie with you on like a plot level. There's just so much to it. Yeah, I know. What would you rank them? Yeah, I know. Um, He said he liked the fourth one best. Out of the sequels. Out of the sequels. Okay. Wait, you like John Wick 1 the best? Something about that atmosphere. Something about the way it looks. 
You've, it's you've dead wife loving motherfucker. Shut up. Um, <laughs> you love dogs getting killed, don't you? No, I don't. No, no, no. Okay, but like it's so much. Emo- it's so much emotional setup. It's really yes. simple. I get yeah. it, but like, fuck that. No, number two, number two, all the way. <laughs> two is the best. Four beats it. I think four pretty. Pizza? I think four beats two again. Everyone pretty pretty decisively. Everyone has said that four is their favorite, and everyone has said they walked out of four like it's Fury Road. So like. I don't expect it to be. I, in fact, I think out of the three, out of those three, maybe yeah. I think three has better fight scenes than two. I just think two is a better movie than three. Yeah, because it has a better story. Right. So that's why when, when people are walking out of four saying like "fuck it," either the action is so good they don't give a shit, or at least the narrative makes sense in a way that the third one just didn't. And I think the third one is super fucking complicated. It's just too complicated. It doesn't need to be all that shit. Like, the second one is really clear and streamlined. He's an assassin again, and it's being forced to. Right. Go get him, boy. And, like, the third one is, like, he's got to reach the high table, and he gets betrayed by his friend? What mm. the fuck? Yeah. Eh. Mm. No, I just... I just There's something about the simplicity of one that I really like. Also, I just... I just like the way that one looked, just mm-hmm. visually. I just that's something about that stands out to me. Even like the whole end fight scene with Michael Niv Quest. I know you're not a fan of that either. I I'm not a. F- I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think the end fight scene leads. In fact, I think the killing of William Defoe, and the and the Perkins and the end fight scene, except for the car chase reach the level of the middle of that movie because the and i i understand that they are in sections at that point Mm -hmm. but the movie wakes up visually the moment he goes to the bar like the best fight scene as a movie is the first one like it draws it drops your jaw you're like oh this is who he is like all the talk is true holy shit like nothing is better it doesn't matter how it looks as like colorful and everything it's just Straight up, this man is going to murder and shoot everyone in the face. Mm-hmm. And it's physically Keanu Reeves doing it. It's the best one. Right. But the highlight of the movie, the real pace de resistance that is John Wick, is the middle club fight scene. The lights, the flashing, the pool, everything. That's what that movie is. Somebody finally usurped... Somebody had finally usurped Collateral as the best club scene. Uh, in terms of that, I think that's an ode to collateral. Like, I know I hyped up collateral in that moment, but nothing was like John Wick when it happened. Right. Like, in that moment. But, like, even for the movie, the movie wasn't like that. The movie was dark and depressive yeah. and gray. And now he's in a club with, like, these neon lights and, like, this beautiful music. <laughs> like, it's so different. And it's then really he's good. just murdering yeah. everyone more. And you're like, that's what that movie is. If you didn't care who his wife was, uh-huh. all people did really was turn it on when that, when that moment happens. That is the best fight scene in that movie as an aesthetic point of view. It's when the movie wakes up visually. And I think the second movie understands that you need to have that throughout your fucking movie. Like, they don't do it because it, we're not in dead mo- wife territory. He wants to go back to the first movie. He yeah. wants to be you. He wants to go back to dead wife territory. Sorry. But the movies won't let him. And that's what uh, us as an audience want. That's why the mirror fight in the second one is the answer to the end of the first. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And so, I'm, I want all of this, all of this, Chris, to be moot. 
That's what I want. I want everything I'm saying to be fucking moot when I see the fourth one. And I'm like you. I'm like, that was the best. That's what I want. I want me to be a drooling fucking idiot right now. So that when I go see the fourth one, I'm like, yeah, you're fucking drooling fucking idiot. This is what it's all about. And then it would be the best Keanu Reeves action franchise ever. And the guy has many. He's He's got fucking... This guy has... <laughs> he could have stopped at the Matrix. He, he has time travel. He has Matrix. He has speed. He has point break. Like, not only that, he's bringing back Constantine. The, he is the king of the action genre from now on. So... He is the fucking uh, Errol Flynn of our generation. Yep. So... Um, and all he wants to do is have sex and ride his motorcycle and go to the beach all day. God, wholesome. Best. Fucking best. Um, there's one thing... And I'll leave it. I'm doing all this best. so he doesn't talk about the story of four. <laughs> right. He really doesn't want to know. I'm st- I don't want to know either. I'm stalling him. That's what I'm doing. No, but I'll, I'll point this out and then, I'll, then I can... Uh, or talk about more fights. and act, like yeah. Please talk about more flaming shotguns and stuff. Flaming shotguns. There's like a whole... It, like The whole scene starts with like a giant bow and arrows. I'll tell you one actually. Wow. I'll tell you one thing not swords. to spoil. I, I'll say one thing not to spoil for me. The swords are obvious because uh, Donnie Yen is blind. Yes. That is a famous, famous, famous blind samurai named Satchitori, so you gotta put him in your movie. But I will say one thing that you can't spoil for me action-wise, but everyone has talked about. And I'll just say one word, stairs. Everyone keeps talking about stairs. Just look at his face. Look at his face. <laughs> that, <laughs> look oh at his boy. face. I don't know okay. anything more than that. I won't say it. So um, the word is good. Han I want Solo, Han Solo falls down. Yes. No! No! That's what was at the bottom of the vat. That he fell down to the flight of stairs. So here's one thing and um, that I want to point out. Uncle in law? No. Uncle Barbarian. That, um. Uh, this is something we always did point out. Like. The first one was probably going to be like straight to DVD, like. The um, edit, from what I understand, the yeah. the editor saved that movie. So. Um, like the budget for the first movie was twenty to thirty, 30 twenty to thirty million. Um, and so what he d- kind of did was like track just the. Um, yeah, no one thought it was going to be what it was. No one thought John Wick was going to be what it was. The. Um, hold on, I just I just I need to point this out because it's, it's crazy to me. Uh, the next movie would be $40 million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Dude, he's murdering people on... He's murdering men on the motorcycles with horses. 20 to $30 million to $40 million. Massive jump, $75 million. Hell yes. Hell yes. Give me more. Give me more. More. And more. More. Um... And to top it all off, John Wick Chapter 4, and they use every penny, Alex, $100 million. You know what? I want some Coke behind the scenes. Go on. Coke? Yes. Yeah, and a Pepsi? No. Coke Kane. and a Pepsi. Why would you want More Coke. He's not in the I want more cocaine. Not in the movie. No, no, no. More cocaine. I want more cocaine. Still not in the movie. I want more cocaine in the movie. More cocaine. There's not even that. But I have more cocaine behind the movie. There's a lot of booze. More cocaine. I'll show with everyone. There's a lot of booze. Okay, I want to share my cocaine now. More cocaine? Sharing more cocaine. More cocaine. Also, if you enjoy uh, dogs biting balls, you're going to like this one. Um, yes! So... Yes! I want to hear that. 
That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Do we see balls? Oh. You just see balls behind pants get bit. Nice. I've never heard it it's described that's, that way. Well, it's almost behind like... pants. It's, it's like, just the well, most coolest Well, fine. Let me, let me tell you this, and I'll do something for you then. In Triple R, someone takes someone and just rings their entire body on the antler of a deer on their arm, and then they, the deer just goes fucking crazy and rips the guy's arm and body. And just like... Rrr, rrr, rrr. It's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. That does sound quite amazing. Yeah! <laughs> I know, I know. Watch Triple R. Um... Yeah, I really can't like talk it. about John Wick Four's story yet. <laughs> I can go back to back back to Mandalorian. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's all I'm doing. I'm creating a bit. Um, I went extensively on that. Uh, so no, no. Um, so uh, it's four understand. hours long. What would you say? Three hours. It's, no, sorry, three hours. Oh long. my it's God, like, Jesus four, Christ! Four movie, three hours. Long. The original kind of was. I, will, I am going to ask you this. I know. I, I know. Give me a heart attack. <laughs> Dude, I'd watch a four-hour movie. You John Wick movie? I would, too. Dude, Dude, like, holy shit. They were showing all 18 hours of Twin Peaks in theaters. I'd see that that's shit. That's like half the daylight gone. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's my job. Half man. of your conscious day. I just worked for 12-hour days straight. Like, okay, no. I say, okay, real simple, bare bones, like you were doing a two-sentence review in... A, new, a newspaper. What would you say the plot of this movie is? Don't think about the third one. Just this movie. What would you... I know who John Wick is. Uh-huh. What is the adventure of John Wick this time? Oh, boy. In two sentences? Yeah, man. You gotta You've be already normal. said two sentences. You gotta, do, you gotta do it as a normal plot thing. <laughs> I have more leads. You're being as anal about the roles as he is. <laughs> I, literally, I literally had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> with Andor earlier because he wasn't here. I knew he was going to do it. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly that. Four um, sentences. You don't count. He doesn't count. I'm making the rules. Alex, don't let me talk. Five, five sentences. sentences. I'm making. I'm taking his rules now because you won't answer. He's thinking. He's thinking. No, I'm not thinking. I'm being silent. He's being silent, but still thinking about okay, how okay. He's a silent, petty bitch. Um, two sentence review of the plot. Are you sure? Cause like, yeah, come on. I'm gonna see it either way. Someone's gonna be like, John Wick fights the blood. The savage. I'm gonna run into it at least once. I want to hear from you, my friend. Um. John Wick tries to kill his way out of his assassin life, but the high table is like, how do I even say this? They're not holding back anything. I mean, that's what I thought it would be. Isn't that the third movie? No, the gloves are on in the third movie. In this movie, they're not on. I don't... I guess I just, you know... Wasn't that the third movie? Mm. Okay. No, okay. I mean, I just said I'd watch four hours of it, and if you combine both the movie, and I told him before, I think the third movie was meant to be unfinished as a narrative, the way that Infinity War was. And yeah, like a, a second part. half. Okay, but like, all right. I so the I is it like a direct continuation of kind of yeah? Well, I mean, two is a, three is a direct sequel to two in terms of that last beat. Yes, but like it isn't a direct sequel. To two as a narrative is what I'm saying. Yeah. The conclusion that like he, the conclusion of two is him shooting him in the hotel. Yes. He has to do that for the narrative to end. Right. 
and then there's a beat that continues on to the next film. The third film, there is no narrative conclusion. It's just more high table trying to kill John Wick. Yeah. Okay. The fourth movie. I have no problem with that as long as they just... If if that's what... I don't know. My problem with the third movie is there's a lot of bullshit. Like, they they go too far... Like, I've said the comparison before... Marvel made the man above all because they made Marvel too complicated and confusing for everyone to understand as comic books. So they created one person to be like, no, 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 my decision is the way it is. I'm gone here. This is the way it is. And it, they drew him like Stanley. That's how they ended it. So, like, they, they made it too bad. You need to have an answer now. And that's what I felt like they were saying with the man at the high table with the third movie because you never get there. You just get more bullshit. Yeah, and that's what it felt like in the third movie. If there's an end to that in the fourth movie, you feel like that fourth movie is is an ending to something. Then I believe you, and I will go in with hopes high. But like, is that a question? I'm sorry. Was that a question? No, don't answer. Okay. Everyone, every, it's rhetorical. Everyone is walking away with this, <laughs> saying it's their favorite. Everyone has walked away with this, that, and that I trust is like Fury Road level adrenaline rush when they leave. Jesus Christ! Oh yeah. Like, I, I not, not, that. don't think about it theme-wise. I walked out of that action movie with the goddamn rock heart boner. Like, I want to go Whoa. right back in kind of a thing. Right. Like, Fifteen cups of coffee deal. And that's what people were saying about that's this. a lot of... A lot of blood going to your man. dick, yeah. When we... What? When you... Is that what happens when you drink coffee? No, kidney stop. stones. Yep, ejaculate kidney stones. That's what he does. It's so painful. We had a 15-minute bit, man. I really can't... It was a 15-minute opening bit. It was really it. amazing. He threw me one of the roughest curveballs I've ever heard in my life, and we spun it into gold. <laughs> that analogy was crazy. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, John Wick 4, good God. A lot of people died. In very heinous ways. Yay! I mean, someone gets murdered with a book in the third one. There's an... Okay, there's another club scene. There's got to be a club scene. That was a club scene. In fact, that's the one consistent joke I've heard the most on TikTok is everyone on everyone in a green screen is sitting in their house dancing like they're in a club and it says, a person in a John Wick movie. And they're just like... Twerking. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're shocked by people being dead. You're Dude. just an extra. Yeah. Like, I know the joke is it's another club scene, but like... No, I don't. it's not a joke to me. I want... Like, you're not a John Wick movie unless you have a club scene. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, you need to have one. The second one isn't the best as the first one. It's when they leave the club and start jumping downstairs and going in subways that you're like, okay, this club scene rules. Or like when he's murdering people in that tunnel, you're like, this club scene rules. Because yeah. it's not a club. But it's Peter Griffin was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It started out. Yeah, it started out. Yeah, got to have a club scene. Peter, I don't know how much go? you've seen in the marketing material for John Wick 4. So I'll say this. I've seen something about stairs. That's okay. all. That's what I'll leave. That is, I can't say anything more about the yeah. stairs. Yeah. But um, I'll say this. Unfortunately, you're familiar with you're familiar with Scott Atkins, right? Yeah. The fat German is Scott Atkins. Wait, he is or is yeah, what? Scott. Yeah, he's in, in the, the in the John Wick in John Wick Four. Scott Atkins is the fat German. What the fuck? Y'all see? Mm-hmm. It's a. It's. I really just want to look that up right now. You'll see. Well, uh, yeah, he. They is, went full penguin on him. I'll tell you what. He, I'm gonna do it. Do the the, the two references, spoiled? yeah, are penguin, and then the other no, one is. No, I don't think so. Okay. The um, Samu Ho, because he's wearing the outfit that famously Samu Ho would wear in one of his most famous movies. Mm. Um, so, big ode. 
With saying that, it sets up Ballerina to be too much of a spoiler. Uh, no, because you gotta. Yeah, it sets up Ballerina pretty well. Yeah, and then I would assume... Interestingly, too. I would assume the Continental as well. Because Wick... Because, uh, I'm sorry, Reeves said he said he... Reeves said that he would be in both. End of story. Okay. Uh, did you find a beer? Yeah, he's got a pinhead. <laughs> he looks like... He looks like he... I'm sorry, he doesn't look like... He He is a British Ryan Reynolds, pretty much. He was Ryan Reynolds' double for years. For double for Deadpool, yeah. Not just for Deadpool, but for other things. Yeah. And now, yeah. He's, a, and now he's like a pretty I, I like that. He makes his own movies. Yeah. 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 Scott Atkins, like... I, yeah. Uh, just um, that one Universal Soldier alone, Reckoning, people love. So. I like that he looks like he's in a fat suit. Right. Like, they put all the fat makeup on his cheeks... And then, like, his body is all fat and his fingers look a little fat, but they, I think they've completely forgot about the back of the neck. So, I so like, that is just, like... It may have to be with what he does in it because he really that, fucking kicks ass in That it. could be. Yeah. Because usually, you know, fat people, they'll have a little bit more meat on their neck and then... Hot dogs. Yeah. Like uh, a thumb. Hot dog fingers. Oh. Um, fat people are sexy. Oh, I thought we were talking about everything everywhere all at once. No. Hot, hot dog hands? Sexy. Yep. Anyway, uh, John Wick 4. I loved it. Best, nice. of the, best of the John Wick sequels. Alright. I'm excited. I will watch this week. I'm probably going to see that. Creed 3 and... Oh, really? I'll, I'll see I'm going to try and see uh, at least two to three movies. If I'm you gonna... want, I can come with. Uh, Same. Unless you I would not. I would, genuinely would not mind seeing that again. I'm legit thinking about, like... Um, getting a little crazy and then do matinee like two or three movies in a day. Damn. Yeah, I'd probably join you for like I love, I've met the old days, then got, man. Then I got things to prepare for. Like, I want to be like the very best with no one else around. That's kind of news. Like, freaking fucking Take up my up. pants and eat Ash- popcorn and make her reach inside. What the hell are you talking Kidney about? Kidney stones! In my popcorn oh. box, you gotta reach inside. I joked that That's the bottom of my popcorn, popcorn is coming from my thumb. <laughs> sure, man, that's where that comes It's from. life-giving liquid. <laughs> Life. Water is life-giving liquid. No, they both are. <laughs> what? Water is life-giving. So is semen. <laughs> what is semen made out of? Sperm. Which is life. It's water. No, no, fuck that, dude. Well, dude, it's said water. Exactly. That's my fuck, dude. I'm sorry, but it is. Like but it has a different name. It is a different name. It's my semen podcast. It's something else. Blood and spit are two different things. That's sorry, true. they're both water. No, they're made of water. It's true. No, <laughs> sorry. Water's nope, everything. Nope, nope. Coffee and water are different things. That are <laughs> what am I doing? Putting coffee. What am I doing? No, don't, no, 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 no. What's no, coffee no, without no, no, no. water? No, sorry, bullshit. You don't. No, you're talking about You're avoiding it. You're talking about You're avoiding my answer. You're talking about ingredients. I don't want to talk with someone who doesn't know what they're talking about because you're talking about ingredients. <laughs> but sperm is nothing without water. <laughs> you're talking about an ingredient. But yeah. D- yeah. Water's everything. Sperm, but you can't have just water to make sperm. You need other things. <laughs> Right. Uh, yes. Yes. Right. 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 No. End of discussion. End of discussion. No. End of discussion. Why is it fucking everything, man? No, but yeah, doesn't make everything water. <laughs> yeah, but it's in everything. It doesn't make everything water. Everywhere Let's say it does. Yes, you do. 
sperm is its own thing. It's life-giving substance, just like water. But there's water in it. Yes, that, that's a different thing. You're Alex, saying just, a different you're thing. You're stuck in a loop, man. You're saying a different Drink thing. Drink some water. No, I don't need to. I'm what? already lubricated. What? I lubricated. <laughs> so you know what it means, you piece of shit. You're it's a fucking lubrication. For what? For water for my throat. I can't. You're so you're 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 not good at this, dude. Oh, I just no. you're avoiding no. you're avoiding answers. So are you? No, I'm answering them. Anyway, which one of you fine gentlemen would like to discuss what you watched this week? Dude, these I don't watch anything. Days. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still arguing. <laughs> I'm drink some water now. Literally after I just did that. Oh I check that bottle. I swear to God, I'm going to come in something and make life just to prove myself right. <laughs> <laughs> in something. I'm going to have a kid to prove myself right, God damn it. Why? You do it. No, yeah. I'll pick a fruit or something. I'll fuck anything. I'll fuck anything that moves. Blue Velvet. The fuck Blue Velvet? No, it's a quote from Blue Velvet. God damn it. Go drink some water, man. No, this isn't water. What is it? Sperm? Vinegar. Damn right it is. You drink your own sperm. <laughs> no, somebody else's anyway. I feel like there's a community joke to be made. Um, is there? <laughs> are you drinking a community's supply of sperm? Why do you give a shit? Alex, sperm. Oh, see Not shit. No. Why do you give a sperm? No. No. I said shit. Alex, that scene where Walter Go- Walton Goggins hands them their canisters of sperm in a in community. How are you? The whole pause the argument first? Pause the argument first? You know, in a community? <laughs> no. Where they... I haven't seen that. I'm showing you that. I've I popped out of community around season three. I'll show you it. Um, I'll no, show you the way. You want to show me a video of people drinking sperm? No. Oh my <clears> god, <throat> you're so gross. Uh, sperm burp. Oh, you want to send my sperm? Sperm burp. This is a much better bit than the opening one. The sperm. No, actually, I liked the opening one. Honestly, I don't know. I was really, I was really. I think this one is derailed slowly, but I liked our. I liked our. I wasn't yes, pretty good. good. He was just trying to like call me out on it. Really, it was crazy. No, you were. Uh, he, <laughs> I literally crashed a car, and he was like, "I wasn't in the car." I was like, "Come on, come on, dude. Yes, man. Come on." <laughs> I was thinking of like internet historian. I was like, I was reacting to your scenarios, and I was just like, <laughs> "That's a singular guy reacting to somebody that's else." Not, that's not. You gotta improv. bounce off somebody. Else. That's not improv anymore. No, you're just watching a guy just act, and then you're just making commentary. Does that guy <laughs> hear you, or are you just like God to him? Just accept the fact that you died in that one skit we did. Go back in your father's balls. What? Sperm. Sperm in the balls. Through the urethra. <laughs> Which one? The main one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which one's the main one? <laughs> Smaller one. <laughs> no, don't. Oh god, that was perfect. I was wondering who was gonna break it, and you nailed it. Nicely yeah. done. Uh, people couldn't see my face, but I was really milking it with the eyes. <laughs> That's what she said. I was eyebrowing it. Uh, okay. Um, do you have anything that you watched this week? Um, the last two weeks. I, I guess. Oh, Jesus, I don't remember what I like ate yesterday, man. <laughs> um. Well, I, I saw Ant Man. I feel like I talked about it, but I don't think no. 
Yeah. Well, I talked about it with Alex. Oh. Not, you've talked about it not fair, though. Roommate version of Alex, not podcast version of Alex. Dude, They're two different so cool. people. That guy's way cool. Yeah, way too, way yeah. too cool for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't really, I don't really understand why people are just fucking hate it so much. People are really hating on it. I mean, we're like, from what I'm hearing, it's like... It's not It's not bad. It's it's pretty entertaining. I okay. think the story is pretty good. It, it, the story can work on its own, but mm-hmm. it also has um, the elements of... Like a continuation. Like From what I've noticed, people's arguments is... They, people are saying that it feels too independent, and it, like... It's not like the old MCU movies. But if you watch the old MCU movies when they came out and you're waiting two years in between each one, yeah, it's going to feel like a, a slow process to get to where we did. Uh-huh. But people now can just go on Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. fucking watch all of them, and then wait two years for the next movie and be like, God, it just doesn't correlate to anything anymore. Right. Like, it just, I don't see how it's going to, you know contribute to the overall arcing story and narrative that's going to happen in the next 10 years. Yeah, because we just fucking started this, this, uh, what are they called? Waves? Phases. Phases. We just started the phase. Phase so people are, people are, I think, getting a little too impatient. That was news. What? Uh, Jonathan Majors. Abuse allegations. Yes, that did happen. Yeah, that is true. He, uh, is facing allegations of domestic abuse. God, what the fuck, Okay, man? so the allegations are that he's been doing this for years and that he's been someone who's been hard to work with for years. The event that caused this was his girlfriend calling the cops saying that he abused her, strangled her, hit her in the ear. Oh, my um, God. They ha- and, and so he was arrested by the cops. Um, he came out and said that this uh, didn't happen the way that she said it. And then his lawyer came out and he showed text messages from her and His she, lawyer showed the text messages? Well, he's basically saying that she sent text messages saying that this was all blown out of proportion, that she didn't mean to call the cops, that she's super sorry, that she did all this. And honestly, uh, it kind of sounds like she's taking all the blame for this abusive situation because she literally admits that they did have a fight and that uh, she was injured by it. So it doesn't look good for him at all. In terms of just that evidence that he's uh, showed, but he Fucking damn it, man! He's saying that it is not a history of things; it isn't a series of things; that it is just a one-time incident that happened. And like, um, I think what he's trying to say is, is one of those things where like you and Cecily will play fight, and it just went too far because it was also an argument. But I don't think it comes across that way, and I certainly don't think she comes to. Every, everyone gets their own to. say. Huh? Everyone has I their own. That out if you want me to. No, 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 no. Like, oh, we okay. literally wrestle. No, they, 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 oh, okay. Like, when I think... She'll, like, jump on me and then I'll jump on her. I'm going to uh, give a prime example of what I think they do later. In Peter, cancel that uh, I was a projectionist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris looks like, at me super concerned. No, no, but, like, that's what he's saying. So this is the way you phrased that. No, no, that's what he is saying. Okay. We play fight. And then it went too far because it was also an argument. And then, oh no, the yeah, cops but got when you call the cops, like, and what man. and what it looks right. like. And I say everyone read. Unless you're like blackout drunk. This isn't one of those situations where the texts are we're le- looking into the privacy of someone's life uh, voyeuristically. His lawyer put the texts out there. Yep. So you can read them and you can decide for yourself. In yep. my opinion, it sounds like 
she is apologizing for the entire event to make him feel better. It sounds like it, it feels like this has happened before or that something like this has happened before where they've had a fight and mm. she's had to make excuses for him. I understand that it's the kind of situation where his job and his image are important, but like she is, she is talking and talking, and talking and all he's, he's saying nothing and it's just them. So there's something in that that's like she has to keep trying to please him or just find something to say to satiate this. And if it, that's what it feels like to me. But that's the only window we get into this entire event. Yeah. Other people have said that there's been past events that they haven't, that no one's listened to them about. So that's, that's, the, the, that's where we are now with it. He's saying that this, is not as, that this did not happen the way that people think it did and that it was an accident. Uh, and that it didn't mean to go that far. My fist just accidentally flew into your face. But like, just I slipped on a banana. How many peel. times? How many <laughs> times do you put Cecily in a headlock when you guys are playing? How many times does she crawl all over your neck and like something bad could happen? And like, but the, to the point where she would call the police on me. Exactly. That would, that would have to mean like that I'm fucking beating her. Right. Unless like. Like, but I don't know if it's heavily intoxicated. Like, there's beating, and then there's just, like, something that goes too far. Right. Like, but I, even if even if we were play fighting, and we both took it too far, and I accidentally hurt her, because I, of course, wouldn't do that on purpose. No, you wouldn't. Right. I don't think that would... She would call the cops. Yeah. Yeah. The she thing about this that makes cops. it really confusing is how do you have an argument? Because I wouldn't call the cops How did this her, argument go so far? Me. And so the thing is... There are if there, there were are drugs involved, maybe. No, there are passionate arguments that you can have with somebody that do kind of get violent that no one says anything about that you trust your partner with. Like that's a problem, yes, with how people communicate. But like, at what point? Yeah, I, do I don't you feel mean. like things yeah. go too far, and she did. And when you read the text message, the reason I'm saying all of this is the text messages. It's her apologizing and taking back what she was originally feeling in the moment. How someone does that, how someone words that, to me, says everything. Right. About the person, the, the, the context of the situation in that relationship. Right. So that is what I'm saying people have the right now to look into and see as the only window into it. In terms of and what I always talk about is like the image of an of like a person in this business when this shit happens, it doesn't look good. And it's going to be interesting. I think you'll be fine, but it doesn't look good. Right. And man, here's my thing. I'm going to be that guy that looks at the bigger picture. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, like, if this means, oh, if this turns out really bad, like, 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 really bad, like, maybe not Zachary Levi bad. I don't think that's, I don't think that's as bad as this. Zachary, Zachary Levi is probably not going to make another Shazam movie because there's probably not going to be any more Shazam right. movies. Right. So but also, he his career is probably not going to go well, not because of what he said. But because how yeah, continuously defensive he has been about it. But if Kang, if it comes to a situation where Kang needs to be recast, mm -hmm. then they better be damn happy they did with they didn't Loki what they did by making all the different kinds of Lokis. Yes. Yeah, he can be played by anybody. He can be played by anybody in a different universe. Yeah. 
What sucks is Thank Michael, God. What sucks is Michael B. Jordan coming out and being like, "I want to be his uh, De Niro to his Pacino, and I want to, you know, work. I want to make a bunch of movies with him." And you're like, "Ooh, that's." It's like that's the sad. That, I had a similar reaction when I found out that Mark Wahlberg, like, literally said he pulled real life experiences of being a father into Transformers Four. Yeah, when you just hear a little bit too much. Yeah. You're like, it's, okay, now it's bad. Now the image is broken. Right. This sucks. Like, but you just think Michael B. Jordan sounds like a really chilled guy. Yeah, except, well, I mean, like, I it's the fun way of something like that happening is like Jeremy Renner made an app for himself. You're like, oh, what a funny, silly little narcissist. Oh, that's cute. Like, I don't ever want to use that, but, you know, right. <laughs> that's funny. And then you hear this shit and you're like, yeah, the Mark Wahlberg thing, you're like, oh my god, really? Uh, that's And you see that movie in context! Like, yeah, like the undertones of that are bad, and then you see, then you hear, like, Chris Brown, and you're like, oh, he beat Rihanna. Like, he straight up beat Rihanna in a car. Right. You're like, oh. In the middle of a fucking street. Yeah, like, no, I don't want to pay for his music anymore, I don't want to see his shows, I don't want to hear about Chris Brown anymore, and yet... Brown. Yeah, guess who's still making music? He said Chris Pratt, that was pretty funny. Was it Pratt? No, I've, I've been saying Brown. No, I heard Brat, but it sounded like Brat. Oh, well, funny. probably because the word I used with it. But at the same yeah. time, um, Brown's still working. He yeah. made movies well after that. He, he came out well. recently and said, I just caught this like randomly in the wind on Twitter. He came out and said it was like, I keep, like, I, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of people like bringing this up to me. It's like, yeah! <laughs> like, the difference between something like that is like, if it happened to too you. Loud. If it, well, yes. If it happened to you or I. That was we, too loud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, I had to go beat my girlfriend. <laughs> I, I just told her about the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Like, pretty much verbatim. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, yeah, I wouldn't call the cops on you for that. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't call the cops on you for that either. Yeah. And mind you. Weird. But since, no, but that's the thing. It's when does that go too far? And here's the thing. That's what's so There weird. are, there, like, you look at, like, a marriage story. Like, in Sorry that to movie, cut you guys off. Yeah, it's I'm using, but I'm using like a fictional example. This is this is writing from a person. This isn't real people. But uh -huh, like in uh -huh. that movie, there's that moment where that has become a meme where he's like so angry, like he could fucking. And he oh, he's, and he he's like around. pointing at her. Yeah, and then he turns around and he fucking punches a hole in the wall. Right. Like sometimes arguments go too far. You can't really stop that thing, and it's the relationship itself that you have to look at the person and be like, what happened there? I don't think hitting anyone is ever. Good. I don't think it's a good thing. It says it's just disgusting. I'm not a fan of it. Never have. Right. But Blah. but there are times yeah. in relationships where I've been like with somebody where there's just a moment where like it's like when you're with an animal. You're like at any point you're like this thing could bite me. Like at any point <laughs> this thing we're doing could get a little. That's bit what he thinks too about when he's at home alone. Aggressive. <laughs> well, I'm like there are times where I feel like things could get too aggressive. But but that to me I understand. But it's the argument aspect. It's like, where does the conflict come in in there that violence has to occur? And that explanation is absent in the text. Right. Well, that explanation you know, is gone. There's no yeah. answer to that. Yeah, it's straight no up. Answer. And it doesn't feel like they have an understanding of it because he's not responding to her. It's just... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call the cops. You know, I know things went, uh, but like I'm gonna do, it. and it's so apologetic in a way that you're like, obviously this has happened before. Like she's, t at least again, that is to me having read them. 
And that is what we're dealing with, perceptions and windows. If I was on the jury, he's a famous person. So that's why Chris Brown saying that shit is fucking ridiculous. You were a star. Your image mattered. You, what you say, how you carry yourself as a celebrity matters. For your career, not for us. But the moment you beat Rihanna and then 10 years later are like, why are people still talking about this? I don't fucking like that guy. That guy is a piece of shit and he should for the rest of his life, if he wants to make any money from what he does, continue to be apologetic. Continue for the rest of his life say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Give half of your savings to this. Like, you need to really put forth yeah, that effort. I... Not ever say why. Don't... And even if Rihanna was like, a prime example of a victim... Uh, saying why can't this stop would be like Polanski. Polanski, famous filmmaker, uh, Chinatown, Rosemary's Baby, uh, his uh, Sharon Tate's husband, who was obviously murdered by Charlie Manson and all that stuff, uh, drugged and raped a 13-year-old girl, then left the U.S. and can nope. never come back to the U.S. or else he will be indicted for drugging and raping a 13-year-old girl. He then, years later, won Best Director for The Pianist and... Still couldn't, couldn't come back and accept his Oscar. And nowadays, people are like, we should stop giving that guy awards. We should probably stop doing that. And the victim has even come out and been like, hey, man, like, I, don't, I don't even think, you know, I, I think people should stop persecuting him. And that's the victim as an adult saying that. Like, all of yeah. this is complicated. There is no yes or no answer to this. Yeah. But the moment you're a celebrity and the moment you put it out there, right. things get hairy. Yeah, it's weird. Because I, I believe her. I, 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 well, I'm sorry. I don't believe her. I believe that there's... There's not much to believe. I believe yeah, that right. there's a, that this would <clears throat> probably happen again and that he's probably the one in control of this entire situation based off things are happening and that she's... Out of all of this, no matter what the real answer is... We call her? She's going to suffer the most. <laughs> she's going to suffer the most. Yeah. And it sucks. Because from... Because that's awful. That's my my only assumption, and obviously this is an assumption, so it's just word vomit. Right. But yeah. It if he has anger issues, and this is this is me thinking if he didn't hit her right, and he just and I know that's not injuries. No injuries happen and a fight occurred. Right. Yeah. Right. But I'm but from what I think, it's like if he had anger issues, and obviously this it's a reoccurring thing because you can't just like have anger issues and then all of a sudden not have them. No, but there is a there is a first time for everything. Right. But cuz I agree this does sound like it's a reoccurring thing. Yeah. And so, so she's apologized before. And so if she got scared when he got angry and called the cops, but he hit her. So that's when it that's when I just uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's one it's one thing if you have anger issues and your partner gets scared of you because that's understandable mm -hmm. and you and you just become, you know, violent, but you're not hitting that person, but they're also scared of you. So it's like, it's a completely understandable situation to call the cops like that. But to call the cops on an accidental violent act on you, it's, it's almost like a joke, like a punchline to a joke or something. Right. Where it, like, it doesn't, that doesn't. Work. It doesn't work like I that. think. To, I think it's not as black and white as that. I think it can't be. Well, he is. But at the same, uh, I he's not white. Uh, but I he think. Black. I, yes. This is she happy. white again? These are ingredients. Wait, is she white? These are no. I don't know what she is. Because I'd be. What the are you? Wait, wait, no, wait. I don't know what she what is. are these ingredients? What are you yeah. talking 
about yeah. In terms of race, yes. yeah, melanin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, melanin's a yeah an ingredient. Exactly. To a human. He's Thank he's you. an alchemist. He's talking you about water that? over here. Melanin yeah. matters. And UV rays apparently that helps the melanin. Yeah, nice. The melanin responds to the well. Rays the melanin helps the UV rays. It responds to it is the thing. Yeah, yeah. it dilutes them. Yeah. So thank you everybody for joining our Mori Povich post show. Um, I we're okay. So I I guess what I'm saying is, uh, it's really hard because she has not come forward. This is the thing again. I don't think this looks good to him. He has presented her texts and like their texts, but it's mostly her talking. So he's presenting something that she was just. I don't know whether she was okay with it. She had to be okay with it, I guess, in some regard. But, like, is she? I don't know. Like, it's... There's not enough information for anything. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, again, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. They're always fine. Until they're not. He's going to be... He's not going to have the same, like, career that he was obviously skyrocketing to. That's going to slow the fuck down. But he's not Army Hammer. He's not going anywhere. Right. Like, Chris Brown didn't go anywhere. I want change. I would love change. I like the guy. His uh, his fucking Loki episode was all I'd ever seen of him outside of Lovecraft Country at the mm -hmm. time, and I was like, this guy's a fucking star. And then Green of course, Harder They Fall, like he was fucking great. But like, no, we don't need it. We don't need <laughs> to highlight abusers if that is necessarily yeah. the case. Someone so, else will fill in. Exactly. The there are so many other talented people out there, and it doesn't matter if you're white or black or whoever. I don't want to see Shia LaBeouf's work either. Like, fuck it. Like. I don't want to see your interview with John Berthenau, man. I just, I'm done. Like, I don't need to give you money right now. Like, yeah. I just don't want to. And a lot of it has to do with how they respond to it. So, this is early. It's fresh. Doesn't look good for him. But I think he's going to be fine. Chris made a very good point. You know, so many other Kings, and they don't have to be him. So, and at the end of Quantumania, which you have seen in that post credit scene... Yes. Even with all of those being him, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. That's crazy. Yeah, 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 Back yeah, to Willow. Yeah, yeah. Um, even in wow. those terms in that last and, and it's I don't think it's a surprise to say that there's an end credit scene where there's a bunch of different Kangs in there but like yeah. and they're all played by him but at the same time like you don't have to they don't have to be so, they can be Richard E. Grant you don't have to like worry about spoilers for me I I just I, I listened to the Weekly Plan Weekly Plan's review to it. be honest there's not a whole lot yeah it doesn't seem like much happens there's there's not a narrative yeah there. there's not a whole lot to spoil for like BMCU it's, it's more of just a story about him and his daughter, which I, I really liked. I liked how grounded it was, mm. with, with I, it actually not even being on this realm. Cat scratching, cat scratch fever. Um, I have heard that, yeah, that it has a, that it has a nice story, but even just yeah. the way it looks, I'm like, I'll wait. It's yeah. like it, it didn't. I don't know. I I liked how different it was because it, it's. Almost like Eternals level of like worlds and space and just different atmosphere that we haven't seen in the MCU a whole lot. Um, but this it was it was refreshing and I did like the aesthetic and the ideas and I didn't really care that some of it just looks like CGI and it looks fake. Like what the fuck are you gonna do? Right. Is it going to be like Avatar level? Like, no, they didn't have twelve years to make this movie. I, I, pan it's a pandemic movie. It is very clearly so, a pandemic movie. That that like surface level, blah aside, it it was fun, and I liked the way that 
um, the story was just just simple and it was just a father and daughter finally being on the same page after years of not even being there as a father because you literally couldn't physically be there. Jail. And also you were gone during the blip. Blanked. So can I ask, um, is Modoc really as cringe as everybody's making out to be? No. Okay. Well, that's like, we always say this, everybody's voice is loud. And when you're a popular person, especially on YouTube, mm -hmm. especially for Marvel movies, it's so easy. To I just... was just seeing the Reddit memes and I was just like, what? Well, that's Reddit. Well, I mean, it look, it, I, I, the thing that I saw the most comparison to was the Spy Kids stuff with George Lopez. Oh, yeah! Uh, but I mean, is it the only question I have, and I don't care if you spoil it, maybe Chris does, but is it Yellow Jacket? Was that George Lopez and Spy Kids or what? No, yes, that, that was no. that was Sharkboy and Lava Girl. The Sharkboy and Lava Girl. But there was same, there was same director, same else. director, there was same director. So, well, what did you say? What was your question? Is it Yellow Jacket? Is it the guy from the first Ant Man? Do you want to know? Yeah. I mean, I think I that part's already. Yeah, I think they spoiled it, but I don't know. I'm asking. But you want shit know. asking? Yes. It is. Yay! And figured that's actually kind of a smart. I actually, I think it is smart movie. to incorporate. Modoc as a, a uh, an existing person, mm -hmm. and it is it is like almost perfect how they did it because when he gets um, shrunk at the end of the of the previous movie, you know his like arm shrinks first and mm -hmm. his other arm shrinks, so it really fucking makes sense when he when he makes it down in the quantum realm, he's like he's just completely fucked up. Like he, and he and he looks like that. He looks like he has a big head, and he has small arms, and he's like mutilated, basically. But he's still alive. So then, Kang picks him up basically, and turns him into Modok. But the that aside, I can understand why people think he's a little cringy. the The character, in general, I think was. He had potential to be like a, a thing, but they they just used him as like comic relief, and they just kind of threw it away. That's what that's what got to me a little bit because it felt like there could there could be more of a story here, but it's not related to the Ant Man story. So I I get it. It just I, sucks. Yeah, I don't know who he's original villain for. I don't even know what his context in the comics is, but I feel like it is MCU territory to just take a a well-established villain character and just use them for one movie for whatever purpose and usually comic it's relief. small comic relief but like also just to say they did it like and he is terrifying but I honestly he's more scary in the previous movie being a human being and like murdering a man in the bathroom and turning him into goo he's legit insane in that movie in a way that's Trevor. really fun I like Corey Stoll in that performance yeah. he's like but he's he more don't know what he wants. Right? I think he wants something, but I don't think he even recognizes what it is anymore. He's just like, I just want things. <laughs> I just think he's more crazy and and scary as a crazy person in that movie than he is as Modoc. Because mm -hmm. Modoc, I forgot the abbreviation, but it's a, an abbreviated thing. He's like a killing machine. He's like the ultimate killing machine. And so he hovers around and there's like guns that come out of him and everything. Um it just I, I don't I don't know if it was if it was one of those characters where it just 
is never going to translate as well into a movie as he is in the comic. I feel like there's a bit of that there because, like, visually, he's a fucking joke. And there's no way to make him look <laughs> scary. Right. You're entering, we're entering, a, like, a weird way. Like, well, we're, yeah. we're entering, a, like, a very, like, weird um, phase of, like, MCU movies where you're incorporating weird elements that you somehow it's have to... there. Yeah. What well, again... These have been in the comics for decades. Right. right. Like, they, like, he's. I don't think he's meant I think to be he works scary so much as he's meant to be unsettling. Right. And like, he's not really yeah. unsettling to me. They they make jokes about his, like, tiny little arms and legs and, like, well, that, that's unsettling. That's, well, that's what people have been saying about MC Years is that it doesn't take its source material seriously. It's all ironic. All of it is meant to be like, well, I'm glibby Tony Stark about this entire world. And it's like, no, the MCU originally had seriousness and sincerity to these characters. There's a video essay about how sometimes, like, all the MCU heroes kind of, like, talk the same, and I really want to watch it. Joss Whedon set a standard for a lot, well... RDJ set a standard, then Avengers set a standard. Oh boy. Yeah. With oh boy. And Whedon that's all he does. He wrote he Whedon has been writing dialogue for all of us to enjoy since the mid nineties as a ghostwriter. Before Buffy came along, people still genuinely love Buffy. Mm-hmm. And and Serenity. People love and Firefly and all that shit. People like his stuff and his stuff can be good. You don't have to like him. But yes. People are still courting Titan A to this day. <laughs> Uh, but Modoc is. I can't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's as simple as people make it out to be. Modoc's whole thing, uh-huh. like just the whole the whole thing around Modoc. Right. Like visually, you can dive into it and maybe make him look less goofy. I understand that he's a big head. Okay, let's get that out of the way. He's a big fucking head with little arms. But in the comics, they make him look. He's kind of like a reverse crank. Yeah, they, they make him look creepy with all the lines in his face and he doesn't have pupils, which I think right. is important to make him look more unsettling and more uncanny. But in the movie, it's like basically motion capture and they just stretch his face around. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they stretched it in the right way. But that's, that, that's a whole different... Tintinned it? That's a whole different can of worms. Like if they just... If they just kind of elongated it uh-huh. a little bit and reworked the, the the visual aesthetic of his face. I feel like it could have gone differently. Mm-hmm. But the fact that anytime he wants to be creepy, the mask comes down and it's like a copy of the comic face. Mm-hmm. So they tried to implement it, but also for his character even though it is a, he is a, just a joke and used as comic relief. He gets he gets a, his own little scene, but that's not who he is because what's his name? Darren? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darren quite literally isn't Modoc. And they did work that into the movie pretty well. And so that Scott was able to kind of talk to him in a way. Um, and there's like a dynamic there where he's not quite Modoc, and it does mm-hmm. work, so that's why he needs the mask. Um, it's just, I, I, there's, there's too much to that where it, it's not a simple answer, and I, I, don't, I don't got a fucking answer for that. The rest of the movie, though, I thought was, 
was very fun. There's a few things that go unexplained, but what are you gonna fucking do? You gonna nitpick every minute detail in a movie? Yes. <laughs> overall, <laughs> a Marvel movie, no less. Overall, it was it was fine, and I think people need to chill out about it. The story no. was pretty good. About what do you mean? I won't chill out about it. You're no. Pretty, you're pretty chill about saying you're not gonna chill out. No, I'm not. I'm very heated. You just fart? No. He did. Yeah. You moved your butt cheek. There out. we go. There it is. Um. Whew. The story was was totally fine with with Scott and his and his daughter and mm. trying to reconcile the lack of trust in the relationship and not seeing her as a woman now because she, she's a woman now and he missed cool. and he missed those years so he's still kind of in his own head about things. Right. Um, the ending I thought was really was really good. It was like a, it was a just a good dad moment. Any any movie with like a good father story, I'll I'll just fucking cry. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> like Creed, I'll fucking cry. I'll always cry for that stuff. And I have a and I have a great relationship with my father. And I think it's just about time. Yeah. Is anything involving a father, I'll I, fucking. I really cry. meant to watch that. It's it's, it's me specifically. One, yeah. It's me specifically. Um, it, that stuff always just pulls my heartstrings in a good way. Um, and it did. It did in the movie. Yeah, he had plenty of opportunities to become a better father, and he did. And that's what I was like, yeah. Um, yeah. Ant Man. Yeah. I feel like in every Ant Man movie, he's always like not. Um, oh, how am I going to say this? Oh, stupid medication. Um, he's always starting at a social disadvantage with somebody. Like, I think in the first movie it was with his ex, pretty much. Like, he has to like work on building that relationship. That's an interesting take. I like that. Um, yeah, you're right. In the second movie it was with um, Hank and Hope. Mm-hmm. Because of what he did in Civil War, and now in this movie it's with his daughter. Mm-hmm. He's always starting. The whole a... goddamn family. This poor man. He's always <laughs> yeah. starting at a social disadvantage. That's great. I like that a lot. There, yeah. there's, there is. Um, that's great. A point. That's a really good point, Chris. That's good on you. Good on you, mate. Good that's on you, mate. That's pretty good. It's a good. It's a good thing. Don't make me talk about blue. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Bottle white. There's, there's, um, there's a point in the movie where. I, I think it it really peaks with the message, mm. and that's when I kind of I get I get sad because people kind of miss the whole point of the movie. Yes, it it's involved in the MCU and it's going to propel the story further, but it's also about Ant Man. Like they're completely bypassing all of it mm. and and not appreciating him as a character and his balance between joking around and being serious. It's kind of what I want for John Wick. A balance between him and the world. Are you okay, Chris? What happened? Remember in Civil War when they're in the prison cases and Tony Stark just walks by and says, Who are you again? Oh, That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. That's what's happening. Basically. I just thought of that moment. I was just like, oh my god. Come on, man. Art imitates life, man. Or life imitates art. Whichever way you want it's to Such a rough about. thing. That rough thing is. But we, uh. see, we see... In a good way, he... He's, I think, now as um, emotionally 
uh, diverse as Iron Man because mm-hmm. Tony Stark can quip and joke around, but we also see a part of his life that's just fucking terrible. And you see parts of him that aren't always like, hey, I'm the funny guy. I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to eat some fucking blueberries while we're talking about the end of the world. Like a rich asshole would. <laughs> and for for a while, I was getting that with Scott, where he's always just kind of like joking around. He'll make, yeah. he'll make a funny out of anything. But in this movie... It gets it it gets um, emotionally deeper than that, which mm-hmm. which I think was very important, just for him as a character to to exist in the MCU. I I think he's he's turning into one of my favorites now, as just as just a person, not a superhero, but just as like a human being. No, I thought I always liked him as a human being. Um, I think they make a when he's small, I don't like him though. <laughs> I, one of my biggest issues about the first movie was the problems with Edgar Wright and the visual nature of it. And I was like, really focusing on that so much. But one of the things I really loved about the movie is, he isn't Tony Stark in that sense. He is a lot like what you said um, at the beginning of the movie, coming out of prison, having already made it a decent situation. Like, he doesn't want to go back to prison, no one wants to go back to prison. But when he left prison, everyone was like... Oh, we'll miss you. Like, he's a cheery guy. Yeah. He makes the best... He has a sunny disposition. Mm-hmm. He is the... He's the uh, Labrador in an astronaut suit in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, for sure. To me. He is He is um, that dog. Like, it, he is constantly put in extreme situations, but at the same time, happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Alex is a projectionist. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Like we yeah. kind of saw it in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling this, but like you see a part where him and Kang are like bloody and like fighting. Yeah. That scene I think is really important for him and the audience and like seeing a different side of him like was unsettling at first. It was like, "Oh god, man." It's it it really is like seeing like seeing that golden retriever person like have nothing left and like what they're ready to do for like you know I hope not bite because if he bites we have to bring him down yeah we'll have to kill that dog immediately don't just put it down kill it what the as hard as you possibly can what are you talking about go take it to a vet (coughs) and putting it down oh we were not supposed to eat it what dog burp my God! No dog. My dog. Anyway, Mako guy. Lolly. <laughs> Quantum. No, I'm gonna eat Lolly. See, there you go. No! Eating Lolly. Yeah, that's that scene with him and Kang was like, it was just so good, because there's there's nothing, there's nothing like at the end of like all the sci-fi and mumbo jumbo and crap. At the end of a movie, when it's just, it's just like the main guy and the villain, and that's it. There's no like huge fucking, you know, uh, battle. And in a way, there was, but at the end, it was just like they're in a fucking room. And well, you know that it was a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like Ant Man isn't. Iron Man. He's not Hulk. He's not Captain America. No, he's always been the most grounded of the recent characters. That's why he was the best person to experience the blip from a human perspective. Mm-hmm. For That's a good point. For Endgame. 
Yeah, just just seeing how. And he, yet there was Hawkeye. <laughs> just seeing how he was. In the, Hawkeye was still a soldier. He'd seen things before. Ant Man. This is just a guy. Yeah. This is well, okay. All right. I mean, he's I, a thief, but he's a guy who's been fucked by the system. I wasn't he sure where the, the system. I wasn't sure where the line was. I no. I. I mean, he is. He. He. If there's a battle going on. Hawkeye is going to take out his bow and arrow, and he's going to convince... In fact, there's several scenes where Hawkeye convinces people to go fight. Like, the whole fucking Avengers second movie, he's like, go be Scarlet Witch, bitch. Go commit a war crime. Exactly. So, like, that's his deal. He convinces people to get in the fight. Like, that's the whole TV show that he did. He's teaching her to be a soldier. Um, Ant-Man is not a soldier. He barely survived prison. He's a con man. Because he was a... Yes. Well, no, he's a thief more than anything, but he does have a way to talk himself out of situations because he's a nice, genuine, mm-hmm. like, like tongue-out, happy golden retriever. And when you strip that part of him away, and, like, there's there's no way to, like, quip and charm some fucking conqueror of the multiverse. Like, there's no way to do that. No, you so gotta just get big. When you strip that part of his, like, his person and, mm-hmm. and what's left... I think was really important to see that we didn't really see yet. Fun. That's a really... Fun. That's the first person who's ever really truly sat down and expressed that kind of way of looking at the movie. Most people are like, this looks like trash. What's going on? But like, I understand it was made during the pandemic and also is the antithesis of some of the like problems with the MCU too. And the mm-hmm. problems were only going to get accentuated by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And... That, that's why I don't want to see it in the theater. Well, I'm not disagreeing with down any on it, of but that. like yeah. I, I have over time only grown fonder of Ant Man and the Wasp. I still think narratively and and bad guy wise, it doesn't have it has a lot of problems, but I've warmed up to it more and more and more. And um, out of all of the Phase Four people, since we can't, I, I mean. Black Panther isn't necessary around. He didn't get his a uh, chance to grow as a character. He did get two movies, but I really not think not to where he was supposed I, to be. I, yeah, I think Ant Man is very clearly meant to be a white male, forties straight, com- like component. Like that—that's the person that I, he's the counterpart for me, and I really felt that with Endgame. Like so, I—he I, was the man. He's the man who speaks to me as a guy who's kind of committed crimes every now and then, and had, you know, it's really happening. So, <laughs> so you want to admit that I did, I cut that out. <laughs> I didn't say which crimes. So like, I, stole, <laughs> I stole a pack of guns. I didn't specify. I stole a pack of gun, and like you know, just. But I, I find that really interesting about him. He's a guy who's always on the edge of like. Doing something that really only by society standards most of the time is that bad. And when he did it, he did it mostly to fuck a corporation over. Yeah. I went to prison in the first place. So, like, he, he you know, he, uh, that's why I like Robert Downey Jr. and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like, when he just makes the, he doesn't make the argument for, but he says the self-destructive thing that's led his life to what it is. That is kind of a simple fix, but also you understand it. And that is, I steal shit. Like, the reason it works for these movies is because they're technically of the genre of heist movies. Mm-hmm. But the reason it works in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is when he convinces the girl to get back in his room, they steal some gum. Because <laughs> it's fun to steal some gum. Who gives a shit about gum? Like, there's an element that you can understand about that. Everyone takes, you know, a candy from a bowl when someone's not looking when they're a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what he is. He's kind of a kid. I, I, 
he's the most human out of all the Phase Four characters, and he's also the most average white male of them. So I get him. Yeah. Uh, but you're really opening up different perspectives of him being a parent, and when you strip that away as a superior, that I'm looking forward to, because um, he is playing against someone who is a really good actor. Uh, right, Jonathan Majors. Which, yeah, that was, it was a very interesting dynamic because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying that one's a better actor than the other. Like they're just, there's different acting styles, and when you put an actor in the right role, of course they're going to look like an amazing actor compared to like other people in that movie. It just depends on the role, but. Paul Rudd is is such like a niche actor that I think putting him in the MCU is just it's just fun because he's he's not like you know Chris Evans when when he acts as like a superhero because he's in his right role but it's interesting to see him in that role against someone who is like the most evil fucking person in the MCU ever yeah like how did, the the diverse um, nature of it was was very was very entertaining, mm-hmm. and that's why I think there's there's like that one that one line at the end, what he says to him, in in that uh, in that moment where it just he's completely stripped as like a, a com comic relief. I'm just the fun guy in the MCU. I shrink and expand, and like I do like that's just who I am. I steal shit. Like you, that's all off the table now. Like what? What would he do in that situation against someone who completely overpowers him in every way possible? Yeah, particularly when the movie, supposedly based off the trailer, starts with everyone being like, "Hey, man, you're the best." Kind of our movie premieres. Have free ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like you're, we love you for saving us. Yeah. We blip see you. You see us. Blip comparison. <laughs> blip comparison, man. Like that's what blip I see. comparison. Yeah, I love you, Ant Man. You, me, see you. Blip comparison. That's what. I, that's interesting. That they see what we see, and at the end, he, as the standard for humanity, fighting against the one thing that's like fuck humanity. I want to conquer everything. Mm-hmm. He's like <sighs> back alley dog, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I like that. You are a good movie reviewer. You a good are one also. It was fun. I'll definitely see it again in theater. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Alex is making the <laughs> face. I wish I saw Eternals in theaters. That's we, the one. We did. That's the one. Did we? Yes. yes. Did we? <laughs> came true just like that. <laughs> my memory's back <laughs> there's so many I wish things. my wishes would come true like Damn. that I gotta be honest the right before the pandemic's really fun or was it a pandemic movie that was a pandemic movie oh, shit it's fuzzy as fuck man yeah we I saw like uh, I we saw, saw it together a few movies for some reason when I go see movies a lot I remember every movie I see but when I have four years where I don't I don't. What else did I see? The last movie I saw before the pandemic was Rise of Skywalker. And and the last the next one I saw was Mortal Kombat in a controlled room with only people that I knew, which mm. was kind of fun. And mine was not. When we went, there wasn't that many people. There was like one other group. And that's when, remember when that kid ran up the stairs and he kept jumping down? But when he ran up, he smashed his fucking body into the railing. <laughs> That's right! Yes! Yeah, I knew that yes. was the one. That was that movie. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, he bit that railing. I, mean, so I don't hard. know why they put that in the movie and made that it was one thing. showing, but it was my favorite part. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was one thing. Uh, uh, yes, that's right. So I went I to go see. That. So of course I went to go see John Wick <laughs> in the theater, and then at the very last moment, as like the movie's about to start, there's this, there's this family, family of of, of pe- there's a family of people off to my right and there's like kids in there they just were like yeah they were pretty chatty I'm just like kids, first yeah. off why okay remember when I had the problem with the kids and freaking puss in boots yeah even though it's a kids movie like I think I could warrant asking why are you bringing your kids to fucking John Wick now that's a question you can ask I think in the public that's theater a fair, I think it's a fair question but I was question. I did find it very funny that we were in an empty <laughs> giant, chatty. a giant empty theater and we had one mom with her kids and you're like should I go tell her to be quiet I'm like it's a fucking kids movie like come on yeah cuz the, the little Still girl chatty. the little girl honestly was pretty was pretty quiet she was analytically she was taking notes but the boy was pretty bad I mean, he wasn't really studying the film the way we wanted. Read the room. Can you scribble <laughs> softer, please? I, I really wish that when the kid walked by us, that Chris had just under his breath went, "Read the room." <laughs> <laughs> I would have. Oh, the shit kid! My pants laughing. The kid. Oh my god! I would have felt so bad for the mom, but I would have just laughed. So fucking hard. The kid with in Eternals uh, or the kid in No, Chris is saying the kid in Pussin Boots. Oh. He's like, read the room. Oh, but no, I know. Uh, so I know you mean John Wick. I know you mean John Wick. Yeah. But I do think that's very funny. <laughs> read the room, it's Puss in Boots. <laughs> um <laughs> so, to be fair, there was a lot of swearing in that movie. Uh <laughs> Puss in Boots, yeah. <laughs> In my defense. Oh my god, I'm starting to think that you don't have any care for humanity. <laughs> what uh, the hell is so wrong when with the you dog just starts just swearing nonstop. Oh, I love it. No, my favorite, my favorite, beep, 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 the one that shocked me into the movie, I was just like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> oh my god. Like, geez, it's like a disguised one, kids movie. It's not. It really is. It's like, I love to put some yeah, really anyway, um, Quantumania. Quantumania, great movie. Uh, okay. And I think it does propel the narrative in a good way. Um, it's just... It's it's not like towards the end of... Um, before we got to uh, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it... Those last couple movies felt so important because it's like edging the audience, honestly. Right. To this thing that they know what's what's coming, especially with Thanos, like we know what's gonna come, and we're like two movies away, and that's when right. they, that's when the stakes start getting high, and for a movie like this where it's just the beginning, and I, people are forgetting that, and it's a the MCU, like when we all started watching it mm-hmm. in theaters, yeah, it's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it works. You can't just immediately, like, you couldn't watch the movie right after. You just had to wait those two years and obsess about that current movie. And then, you know, then inevitably watch it. But now it's just, I I think people just forget. Um, Just chill out. It's a good movie. 
I still I, I find myself to be more of an MCU apologist than anything, but I I certainly believe and agree with a lot of criticisms. But I certainly right. we can't where I was like this looks like it wouldn't be good in a theater to look at, or or spend the amount of money and time that it takes for me personally to go do. Because I might say something like that, and <laughs> and I would say. Um, but but you you really highlighted something that I think I probably would have noticed this time around. Maybe not have noticed after the first movie. Um, like how the much first I care? Watch or... No no no. The first movie I was oh, like, oh. oh, I like this character, whatever. Yeah, and then the second yeah. movie I was not. Oh, anyway, but like now I'm like, no no no. Especially after Endgame, that like Paul Rudd's character really what he's needed and is necessary for this world as we go further and further yeah. into space or smaller and smaller into Kane's world. Like, you need a grounded nature of a guy sure. that just survived prison because he could, you know... Right. Because he could smile really well, honestly. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe get a wallet out of a back pocket. Like, <laughs> the, there's, there's some Yoink. grit in humanity to him that reminds me of Star-Lord leaving Earth and taking us there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a grounded. It, it isn't just that they're funny, charming dudes. It's how you write that into their character. And I think they do more work in Ant Man because they have to than they did with Star Lord because it's really easy with Star Lord. His mom's dead and he went into space and there's all these creatures around. And he's just in it. Like we all would be in it mm-hmm. if we're running away from home. We've all ran away from home in our minds. So Ant Man, on the other hand, survives prison with a smile on his face. You know, they didn't want to punch him, but you got it. It's prison. Mm-hmm. So I I do like that aspect of him. He's as Chris said, always trying to ingratiate himself into these relationships um, that are supposed to be easy in the first place. Like he's he has to do so much work to get the people within his inner life to trust him, <laughs> and we as an audience are already on his side. Right. So I find that really fun. Like Paul Rudd mm-hmm. is not a bad actor. It's just one of my favorite things about Paul Rudd is that he had already done comedies before. He had really done Anchorman, but he never really felt like the world had seen him that way or that he'd ever really been challenged that way since Wet Hot American Summer. And Wet Hot American Summer, he's mostly by himself Yeah, uh, in that movie. being a goof. Exactly. Well, it's not just that he's being a goof. Everyone is, but when they shot it, it's an ensemble. So the scenes are very like, we brought you in for two days. We got to shoot you for two days. You're gone. If you watch that movie... It, he's not in a lot of the scenes with big oh, groups yeah. of people. Most of them he's aren't. on his own. That's why it worked as a television show even more so because they could really do that stuff. But that was the first time he was like in, on his own and someone was like, we're going to trust you with Amy Poehler. Go pick up a couple of plates sometimes and then we'll stick you in a room with everyone else. Be an asshole to uh, <laughs> Linda Cardellini. Oh! So I, I, <laughs> it's really funny when he talks about Anchorman. He's like, no one ever put me in a room with heavy fucking hitters before the way he talks about how starry-eyed and how challenged he was to be in the room with will ferrell mm-hmm. and all those people like he like you watch it now we all think he's on par we all think we're like he, yeah paul rudd the hilarious guy is absolutely murdering it with everyone else who's funny it's like at the time he's like he's like playing with michael jordan <laughs> yeah he's, he's like oh my god and then you look at the panther line and you're like that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Seventy five percent of the time, it works every time. Like that's <laughs> fucking amazing, and he just nails it. Like he didn't. Uh, no one respected him as a comedian until that point, and now he's taking all of the things that he brought to like 
the overnight delivery with Reese, with Reese Witherspoon. Um, Not a fork. Uh, Object of My Affection with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, the stuff he brought to Romeo plus Juliet. He wasn't the funny guy yet. He was a guy who was charming and was cute and could be funny, sure, but like he was more of a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. He really didn't get a step up until he married Phoebe on Friends. And he still doesn't feel like he's part of Friends. No, not really. Even though he's holding his own against like one of the most charismatic cast of all fucking time. Yeah. Like, I don't rewatch Friends, but if I ever did, it would be because of how fucking good everyone is together as a unit. And he just like folds in there very nicely. It's like Nathan Fillion on Two, uh, two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. And you're like, wait, Nathan Fillion and Ryan Reynolds were on a sitcom together for two years? Yeah, they were. Like, that wow. folds can work really well. So I, I think he's capable of working with someone like Jonathan Majors really well. Oh, yeah. It, work, it works really well. You're pointing out some really interesting ideas about stripping back the things that make him an everyman to everyone else and highlighting an element to that character that has either always been there or that they've never taken the time to do until a pandemic <clears throat> made only two people stay in the room and now it's theater. Mm-hmm. So I am interested in that. Because he's, he's obviously capable of, of doing dramatic roles like that. It's just this character specifically, <clears throat> he, he really is so similar to just Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's like, it's like Tony Stark and, and RDJ. Like, they are yeah. so close, but also obviously different. It's You immediately right. root for them. Yeah, and w- when it's Paul Rudd and, and Scott... They're they're so close, but when you when you turn that dynamic into something else is so interesting. Like when he um, when when Paul Rudd was in uh, Mute, it was a Netflix movie. He's like the worst fucking person ever. Yeah, he's like not great. just the worst man you could possibly imagine. Um, and that was an interesting seeing him like that, seeing him just just flat out bad and evil and like. Gross. Yeah, that was really fun. But living with yourself, also on Netflix, where he is yeah. living with himself. Yeah, he is Playing acting against himself. himself yeah. Is it's so fun to watch because he he as an actor learns so many different um, techniques about you know remembering where you are in a scene when you're being the different character, but you're still playing as that character. And, and knowing the certain story beats and being able to listen in on, like in an earpiece where you are and, and all of that, but also being being di- two different people while also being the exact same person. Well, he knew quantum mania was coming. Yeah, that's what's so crazy. But that's what's so crazy, that's what I was getting at. And then he's able to do that again in quantum mania in a very specific scene where there that does happen to him. And it's not like... It's not a multiverse thing where he sees a bunch of different versions of his of himself. It's more of like a just like simulation, I guess is the best way to put it. More of like um kind like, of like when Loki is against Sif. Yeah, it's show. like it's like but then if if that if Loki had to interact with these other Lokis in order to get something done. Mm-hmm. And that was that was very entertaining and just good for the character because what what would happen if it was a bunch of fucking Scots in a room, like joking around, and be like, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do this. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Like, and it's so fucking funny because it can do it so easily. And then what the what the 
like main goal is to get all of these guys together to do this one thing. Like Ants, it's just it's like it's a perfect scene. Aww. But like it, it, seeing him act like that again was so much fun. But also highlighted how good he is as an actor. Like he's like with with uh, Jonathan, he's he is Kang, but he can also be so diverse, where he doesn't have to. Like he, uh, it's, I'm gonna sound stupid, but like he's trying, obviously, but he doesn't have to try to be the same guy but different, mm -hmm. and that's what that's what Paul Rudd has done fucking twice now, where he's playing the exact same person, but he has to play them differently with different goals, which is so is so fucking interesting because it's not like I have a British accent and I look like a pharaoh and I I look like a crusty old man. And I'm just a fucking wizard. I'm like, yes, it's the same guy, but it's more of a multiverse version of the guy. But this is like just Scott and Scott and Scott and Scott. What a nice little mages dig. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. All right, Amen, Amen, Quantum I guess it's me then. Yeah, it's you. All right. Um, Not for a bit. Well, I'll do a I'll do a combo honorable mention. Okay. Well, no, I'll do a, a quick little honorable mention because the movie was shorter, and then I'm going to combo two movies as a main piece because I think... That's fine. Um, combo meal. I, I, I will allow it. I'm going to do it. Um, so I'm just going to fucking do it. Um, so the, the honorable mention is going to be um, a movie that Peter and I watched called Glorious. Uh, um, I didn't even think about honorable mention. I know, yeah, I know. Well, you also didn't think about Glorious. Uh, and I would say uh, <laughs> Glorious is... <clears throat> So I come home after a long day of work, right. and it's uh, like in the middle of this week. Peter's like, um, so I saw this movie about a guy who meets a god in a glory hole in a bathroom. Let's watch it. And I went, sure. Um, <laughs> we had a, I actually had another movie. I will be honest. I did contend it a little bit, but we did watch Glorious. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> it stars the guy who plays uh, Jason on True Blood, <laughs> and the voice of the demon is J.K. Simmons. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember who the other two people are in the movie. I don't uh, remember the one guy who gets eaten at all. But there's a guy who gets eaten. Um, uh, it's so, <clears throat> Chris, it is a, it's only about an hour and 16 minutes. Um, it is oh my God. very Lovecraftian. Oh. Um, it follows a lot of Lovecraftian rules. Oh, well, I saw the trailer. That on. sentence caught me off guard. You that's that's God right. or glory. I'm sorry, Chris. What did you hit me with earlier? This. Shut up. I'm saying, but, but I would say that's on par with that. Actually. That just caught me off guard. I don't know why. It was so funny to me. I can't wait. You, I can't wait for you to hear the beginning. I, I'm not meaning that in a bad way. You should be absolutely proud that you tried to like really knock me off the guard so hard. I did. You really <laughs> did. It's like playing tennis with someone, and I'm like, here's a ball, and they're like, here's a bullet! And I'm like, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking hit it back anyway. And it was fun. But like that that's what it felt like. I came home, and I was like, I really can't say no to that. I'm like, I can show him something else that like maybe he'd be interested in, but like I really do want to see this, mainly because it was shorter, too. Mm -hmm. But... Um, it was very. It was very much like a Twilight Zone episode. Very um, bottle episode. The fact that it's all set in one space because he can't leave the bathroom. Um, and you're not gonna finish. Really great special effects. They're gonna leave him in blowjob. Um, well, 
the demon does ask <laughs> him to do one certain thing. His only need for him to end all of this problems that he's started uh, is for this man to satisfy him. That's and so, and so that's how the movie is. Okay, Christian Grey. I, well, I don't know if he says. Why is it? Why is this? I don't know. Musicians like, great. I think of like really awful people. What's going on? No, I think of, I just think of really awful people, and that's just where I that's where my mind jumps. You know what? I really want to watch. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. If you ever <laughs> that doesn't sound crazy. If you ever <laughs> ever ever put the movie uh, the series on the wheel, which I'm perfectly fine with. If you ever want to, because um, here's the thing, I would say the merit is there's some of the dumbest movies I've ever seen, like hilariously dumb. That second movie was there when we were working at the theater. You what could not. I, what there were some of the things that you could not shut up about. Fa- I, yes, absolutely. Still to this day, I think that second movie is just—it's so fucking funny to. I just about. remember you like just talking about like all of us were there. We were all talking like outside the theater. Then you just like. Just talking about the movie, you just blow out the line like, like, you taught me how to fuck, but she taught me how to love. <laughs> did I say that? You did. You said that out loud. <laughs> awesome. You taught me how to love. That must have been in that movie. Oh my god. I gotta say, it's really fucking bad. I would love to do it on here, but if we ever did them, I would want to follow it up with the caveat of uh, also having the movie Secretary, which is the better, real, good version of Fifty Shades of Grey. And less sex. It's actually really fucking good. Oh. Um, but I don't know, man. You're the one with the dirty birdie, Fifty Shades Grey mind. Very. No. Very. Freudian slip. <laughs> I love how your best weapon on your own podcast is silence. I love how that that somehow is going to stop things. At the moment, is ever going to just be dropped? No. No. You can't silent treat me on a podcast. You're just going to laugh. I only broke his penis during the break, and I was just like, I can't. I thought you said broke his penis for a second. (laughs) It is bent. There are two holes. Anyway. That's considered breaking or like adding. No, if anything, I'd say that's a gift. (laughs) (laughs) That's a gift? That's an addition. That's... That's... That's supplemental materials. That's a that I like the addition. Like I had to like I had to talk to my property manager in order no, to get it done. No, it's just like it's just no. Like, can it's I like add this deck? It's like when Amazon does a like the machine does the packaging, but like one little extra product gets added into a box, and you're like, there you go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean Peter, you would be yeah. Peter, I can't really do anything with it. Peter, you'd be one of the people on the moon that Black Bolt, that Black Bolt and Medusa would accept into their society. What? Remember the Inhumans? You would be tossed for a second. (laughs) (laughs) That motherfucker can't talk and killed his parents. Dude. Why? He would be kicked out for that? Holy no, God. he would be accepted. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Uh, that's like Ant-Man level. Of like, what am I supposed to do? Like, but here's the thing. This man can speak and kill someone. But you don't live very long because when you tell the guy with the loud voice what it is, he's like, ha. That's how I go. When I saw that, it sent me. That show is so dumb. 
it really is just the dust. Oh, oh, oh my god, that shit's so stupid. It evaporates them. God damn. Anyway. Woo! Alright. So doing the 10 year anniversary. Um, I really liked it. I really liked the performance of both. The voice work of J.K. Simmons was really good, but also the guy who played Jason was really, really good. Oh, wow. Um, that I twist at the end, man. Um, and yeah, it has a decent twist at the end that made me feel, feel sure. good that it all happened to him. Directed yeah. by Shyamalan? Uh, no, directed <laughs> by a woman um, who's done a lot of short films. A lot of glory hole short films. And a, and a couple TV shows. Porn but like, I, she. I'm kidding. Really good work. A really good lighting. Really great special effects, dude. Mm-hmm. Great special effects. There's a point where the room just starts raining blood. I love that. Oh my god. So good. Um, like Blade? They do a BC with Blade? It yes. really is like that. It was more it was like. Coded. It was very Evil Dead. Um, by the way, I've been seeing trailers for the new Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. You it looks not, like some. It looks like something you like. Will not be watching that. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, it look. I'm getting terrified by her face. I'm getting a little weirded out by her face in it. I want to see it. I will see it because I will support those movies. But at the same time, but I see the, the what I see. We gotta add it to the franchise. It though. seems like it. Well, I've been thinking about that. I don't know if it's actually added or if it's a second reboot. But if it is, then I'll reboot. then we'll watch it because the first movie. There are three movies, a TV show, and then they reboot it with that's an actual scary movie with like legitimate fucking grisly gore. And then this new one, I think, is about a mom and the kids, and the mom is being possessed. That's what that is? Yeah, that's Evil Dead. Yeah, that's really creepy. Her face. Her face is fucked up, man. Is staying with me. So I will watch that and let you know. Because there's a difference between fun, here's a spooky scare, and like. Disturbing shit. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm not gonna make you do that. So I, I saw. I, the, I'm. I'm letting you know that now in case you see the trailer and you're like, oh my god, we have to. No, I've seen a little bit. I've only seen the part where she's holding the chainsaw. That's I will re. I will rewatch the remake, which is, it like Bruce Campbell is technically there, and they may add to it, but like, I'll have to watch it again because there's some moment. There's like a moment where a chick grabs a piece of glass and cuts her face open, and it's like nope. Jesus Christ. Thank nope. you. Thank you. I'm. You're more not doing that. And I'm letting you know that now, in case you see the trailer and you're like, "That face is too fucked up." I'll watch those for fun and I'll talk about them because they aren't an aspect of what's going on. But like, you're okay. okay. Like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you're safe. Like, cause I don't know when we're doing the series with us. We're doing bad tonight. But we're like, doing bad tonight. I don't I, like. It's Thanks a fair thing. Cause like, scream, you're gonna hate my suggestion. Scream isn't that. Scream is like tension and then someone dies and you're like, ah, shackles and like. This to me, the, the, this to me is different. This is really trying to. This is nightmarish imagery, trying to stick with you stuff. So, I'm telling you now. Okay. Right? We'll watch that. Okay. Um, but I'll see it. Yeah. Anyway. It looks. But it is freaking me out. Like every time I see a trailer, I'm like, hmm. Yikes. Oh, buddy. Okay. Yeah. So was she like caught it, in a bathtub or something? Something like that. that no, that no, was? it's the basement because they always lock a zombie in the basement in these movies. You'll find out. But. In the in the remake that they did with Jane Levy, the in the first movie they just go to a cabin, shit gets bad. In the remake, they're trying to keep a sister from taking drugs, and they keep her there so that she can wow. wean herself off the drugs, and then she gets possessed, oh, and then the movie goes, and it's great. But in the new one, it's about a mom, so I'm like, wow, abusive parent shit. Ooh, this looks really interesting. So I'm I'm in it, but like that face, that face is fucking me up. 
But it looks like the daughter is the fire. The yellowed, like, dead eyes are really creepy. I'm loving that, but, like, it's sticking with me. Every time I see a trailer, I'm like, I'm in, click. <laughs> no more, please. <laughs> no more, please. Please. No, so if you see anything, we're not doing that. All right. Um, I'm glad I told it, because I didn't remember it. Um, anyway, glory hole. Glory hole you would like. You'd like that, man. It's glorious. You know, fun. It's <laughs> glorious. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's an interesting take. I liked it a lot. It was just good Lovecraftian shit. Okay. Um, honorable mention. So, uh, I got TCM back. I'm really digging it. Um, I got it. I've never watched a Doris Day movie. You guys know who that is? Mm, sorry, the, name, no. the name isn't familiar, but we're too um, young. God, when people talk about old movies, sometimes they'll be like, um, "Wow, that's really gay," and it's like, I get it, but what? Like, it's true. Like a lot, a lot. People will be like, "Oh, you like old movies? Doris Day movies?" It's been a thing that people have talked about. Doris Day eventually, the idea of watching her movies kind of became a little bit of a thing. But I always had these oh. mindsets of like, it's like when people talk about Judy Garland, and I'm thinking like, she's a reference point to that. So maybe there's a reason I've never wanted to watch her movies, as I've gotten into old movies since high school. But this time I was like, "Fuck it, I'm watching some Doris Day movies." And Pillow Talk. The one we saw on here that was really beautiful. Not the podcast. Not the podcast. No, not the podcast. <laughs> the movie on here, a couple of stuff that we yeah. saw that was really vibrant and beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a Doris Day movie. Cool. She was really famous for making these romantic comedies in the 60s with Rock Hudson. She was the Meg Ryan of her time. And that was the most famous one. She got nominated for an Oscar for that one. Damn. And I watched that one. Um, I watched that second with another one that was called Love Me or Leave Me. Um, now, Pillow Talk, it's about... Not the podcast. It is not about the podcast. I would watch an absolute movie about that podcast, though. <laughs> no fucking doubt. I would stop this podcast to go make that movie. Uh, <laughs> and play that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, anyway oh. um, so uh, talking about abusive men and shit like that, this is part of it. So mm-hmm. trigger, 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 trigger. <clears throat> so Pillow Talk is not necessarily about that. This is about a... Two people who live in the same apartment building, but at the time, no one could have their own phone, really. So there were sometimes called party lines. So you had to share lines with people. So if someone's using the phone, you can't use it either. And there's these two people, and they constantly are getting in conflict with the use of party lines. And then eventually the guy finds out who she is, and he starts using that advantage to date her, and they fall in love. Like any romantic comedy, really aggressively weird, bad, manipulative shit leads to people falling in love. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, what's the most weird stuff? Like, dated all stuff. But beautiful cinematography had Thelma Ritter. I love Thelma Ritter. Um, it's genuinely charming a lot of times. Rock Hudson, um, secretly gay man at the time, really great in the movie. God, I, I thought he was fantastic, really funny. I've only seen him in serious work, so I thought it was really funny. But Doris Day, really charming too. At the very end of the movie, um, it's very obvious that he's a Lothario playboy and she just doesn't get laid enough. And the reason she can't is because in that society... The shame of it. It's like that song, like, it, Baby, It's Cold Outside. The reason she's giving those excuses is because she has to. Society demands it, mm-hmm. whether she wants to or not. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the movie. At the very end of the movie, he's like, he, she, she's a designer, so he's trying to um, apologize to her. And so in the process, he's like, well, I'll work with her. I'll make her uh, design my apartment, which is, come to think of it, one of the coolest looking apartments I've ever seen. 
in a movie. Like, I'd love to have his fucking place. And she comes and she fucks it all up with 60s hippie shit. And he's like, God damn it. And he just picks her up and he just takes her to the room and he just throws her on the bed. And as I was thinking about that, I was like, that reminds me of Cecily and Peter. <laughs> I hope no one takes this out of context. No, that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. That was, that's what that was. Yeah. Like, because she gets on the bed and she's like, yay. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, I get that. And I thought that the movie oh nailed, it It bordered the line really well. I think people do really shitty stuff. The, the phone is really dated. But, like, I don't think the movie is that dated. I think I, I can't get the mental image of you actually trying that out of my head. I, honestly, I can think of countless people who have done that, that yeah. I've seen that are in relationships. Where, like, you yell like, eventually. God then, damn it! And then you just pick her up and like, yeah, how many I've times I've done that. Exactly, yeah, like, <laughs> It's fun. It's it's part of being in a relationship. And yeah. I thought the movie did it well. And um, it made me think about the other movie that I watched right Lover, Lover, uh, Love Me or Leave Me, based off of a real, real relationship that was very Ike and Tina Turner. Um, it was about a famous jazz... You don't know Ike and Tina Turner? Oh, my God. Tina Turner? I've heard her music. Um, this is basically the same relationship as like in Tina Turner. I won't get into that, but they made a movie out of that, and Whitney Houston starred in that, and Lawrence Fishburne was in it too. But it's basically about a star rises while her very abusive manager husband is controlling everything. So James Cagney is the husband, Doris Day is the wife. Um, this is before, like five years before she would do any of those comedies. And she would be much more happy playing those, but this was, as most people would consider to be, her best performance. And quite honestly, it was very, very good. Um, uh, so she plays a lounge singer, jazz singer, um, wants to get big. James Cagney, very famous for playing gangsters, plays a gangster. It's his last one. Um, he got nominated for an Oscar for it. I love James Cagney, but... Um, He's very like, man, yeah. he's like, he's one of the guys that's like, oh, are you going to do what I see? And when you do it, you're going to do it on my time and on my time and my time and buy money. And then you're going to fuck me when you're done. Like, it's very okay. much like that. Uh, and okay. she's like, and she's like, no, I, I don't want to do it. And she pulls off his advances as much as possible. Eventually they get married because he's very controlling in a lot of ways. And then eventually mm-hmm. at a certain point, he just fucking rapes her and takes away all all urgency from her, all of her personality, all of it's gone. And it, as this is going on, she's also kind of getting involved with a piano player. And at that same time, he's like, you should get away from him. And she's like, no, they fight about it. But really, there's sparks in this chemistry. All real. All of this happened. It's going to get interesting, guys. I'm gonna like This is rough, Chris, but like just listen to me for a second. So... Um, this is a prime example of a movie that I think it is very dated and the ending does not work considering something like Pillow Talk where someone could watch it and be like, oh, he picks her up, throws her in a room, throws her on a bed and she smiles. Like, yeah, they're fucking horny for each other. They're in love. They're in love. God damn it. But like in this movie, which is based off a true story, based off, and then I will tell you what happens in the true story. Okay, so So this this is the not true well, I'm going to be balancing it back and forth. Okay. I'll, tell you, I'll take a break, tell you what happens in real life, and I'll tell you how they end it. So, okay. in the movie, he rapes her, and eventually he gets very controlling, and she's just not even in the... She doesn't even like performing anymore. She's just very... Even when she talks to him, she's like, hello, just, you know... She's very good in the role, but that's what the role is, subjectivity. And then the piano player comes back in her life, and 
there's a little like savior complex. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to rescue out of this relationship. Gotcha. And she's like, okay. But um, eventually she goes to him. And this is what happens in real life. She goes to him. She has a divorce. She quits show business. And the gangster says, well, I'm not going to have that. And he breaks into their house. And he shoots the guy. And he takes their daughter. And she freaks out. Takes the gun from him. And says, I'm going to shoot you, daddy. And cries. And then the cops finally show up. And he gets thrown into jail. And she never talks to him again. The movie. So she leaves him for the piano player. And they go off, and she has a divorce, and Jane Cassidy's like, well, I can't have that. i got to go. I, and I'd read it by this point. I was like, hey, where does this go? And I read it, and I was like, oh, my God, they have to put this in the movie, but it's the 50s. They can't put this amazing ending in the fucking movie. And then all of a sudden, they have the divorce, and Kathy's like, well, fuck that. Fuck that. And he gets a gun, and he goes over there, and he's like, and they're about to see each other, and he just absolutely just shoots the guy when he's about to walk up to her. And I'm like, yeah! And he's like, hey, I did it! Smash cut to he's in jail. And I'm like, no! What? And like, I'm like, they took out all the good stuff. And I'm like, okay, what could happen? So she goes to prison. <sighs> and she's, he's waiting in prison. And they're off to the side. And the lawyer, her lawyer, who's also their lawyer at times, but is now basically her lawyer, is like, well, what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm going to bail him out. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to bail him out. And he's like, Why? He's like, uh, he's about to open this huge bar. And he's like called it like, my, the, this is my place starring her. And he says, he's like, this is my way of telling the world I fucking own you. And she's, she has to sing there every fucking night. That, that's what he's going to make her do. So he's in prison. She's like, I want to bail him out. And he's like, what? And he's like, I want to see him in prison. I just want to see him. I just want to, you know, talk to him. And he's like, Okay. And so she goes to prison, and Cagney comes out, and he's like, she's like, hi, um, there's something that when I divorced you, I didn't say, and that was, I, I wanted to say thank you for everything. You really did do a lot to make my career what it was, and honestly, I did manipulate the relationship for, for my benefit, but also, there wasn't a lot of options that you left me, but really, I wanted to say thank you. And he's like... Fuck you! I don't need you. You are. I like being here. I'm the best here. I'm. I'm me here. You. You. You're the worst. You. You know. You go. Get out of here. Get just the worst. And she's like, huh. <laughs> and she leaves, and then he gets out of prison. And and then he gets out of prison. And the law and his lawyer shows up, and he's like, well, who bailed me out? And he's like, well, her lawyer. And he's like, wow. Well, that's a nice guy of him. And then they immediately take her to his bar. Take him to his bar, which is now mm. opened. And the lights are all up, and the sign is up, that she's singing there that night. And they take him there, and the press is waiting. And, it, and the lawyer's like, she wanted to give you one last hurrah. It's like, oh, okay, all right, she, yeah, yeah, okay, no, no, we finally had a divorce. This is just a, a contractual obligation. She's only doing it once. And they come in, and she's singing, and he's like, yeah, I always knew she had talent, yeah. And I guess what they're saying is, you know, kill him with kindness, in a way. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. And even both the, both the singer and the guy that shot the guy was like, no. No. And he would be fine. He'd end up being a po fucking politician in Chicago. Chicago of all fucking places. But Jesus like, Christ. Like, he would end up being okay. And <laughs> she's... 
She never talked to him again. His daughter is like, to the like, even after that event happened, he would call the daughter and harass her and be like, "You should have fucking shot me." Like he was a fucking asshole. Asshole. That movie dated poorly and is, in my opinion, a fantastic performance by Doris Day. And Joel <laughs> Great songs. She's phenomenal. Turn of events. Absolutely. Fucked up. Fucked up. Wow. <laughs> that's so that's such an interesting ending. Like there's so many movies about the abusive guy taking a starlet with him somewhere because it happens all the time, but like none of them end with him being like, fuck, kicking down the door and be like, shoot your love interest, and the kid's like, I'm gonna shoot you again. Like, what? Fucked it all up. It might have It was already perfect. Oh honest. <laughs> anyway, that's what I watched. All right. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. All deep-triggering serious shit, especially when we're talking about um, before... Uh, the Majors, yeah. Yeah, so, but, like, that, that in my opinion, is, like... A, like, there are ways that, like, you can see that in a movie and be like, I don't understand it, but I think it's bad. And then there are times where you're like, no, that's fucked up. Yeah, and that's then you look it up bad. and you're like, nope. And that's the Hollywood system being like, you know, he did give her everything she deserved. He did know that she was a star. Rotten. That's fucked up. Rotten prison. Fucked up. Oh, he got out. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's that's how that goes. Anyway. That's what I watched. I'll watch more this week. Oh, yeah, you Yeah, will. you will. Yeah, I will. Yeah, you will. Or I won't. I don't know. I could do nothing. I could see the world. I could see the world. Who's going to show you that? <laughs> They're not my Kevin. No. Who's going to show you that? I don't need anyone to show me. I just go fucking drive and look and walk. I was making him a laugh. Oh, oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's how you lose. That's exactly how I lose a girl. That's like, she's like, you like, I'm telling you, dude. She's going to be like, oh, I hear he likes movies. And then she quotes a movie and I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's going to be like, uh... Never mind. You told me about situations like that where you just like you did not pick oh, up. Oh, those on the were cues. way more obvious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But the movie quote thing, I can. Oh that god, that to me sounds really funny. And then I spend the rest of my life trying to watch every movie to prevent it happening. I never go <laughs> out again. <laughs> That's how we got here. <laughs> That's how we got here. That's how I pulled you into my world. You stuck. Are we are we actors playing ourselves? No, you, is you, you, walked in, you walked into it with a girlfriend. He stuck with me, you know. No, but the, the, no. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Peter, fetch the gun. Evil dead. I don't have a gun. Evil dead. I think I fucking own a gun. That's right. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. I have a samurai sword. You want me to use that? Dead by dawn. No, he's too far. It's a really long samurai sword. It's like 13 feet. Okay, come on, I get it. It's long. Jesus. Shh. You know, there's a scene like this in John Wick 4. I'm going to try to cut you with my knife. Uh, Yeah, see? That's why it's 13 feet. I can't reach you. Exactly. Oh, it's cold in here. Imagine that's what Darth Maul fought with. It's like the... Like the like the, the Tiny Penis Theater. (laughs) We have been the Tiny Penis Theater. Thank you, folks. Like, you need to rebrand the Real Butter Buttercast now. Um, Tiny Penis Theater. 
Oh, That's what the theater's it. called. Like, what do people expect? Do they expect men with tiny penises, or do they I expect don't... theater about tiny penis? It could go another way too, where it's just, it's just a bunch of actors who just so happen to have tiny penises. Oh, maybe it's all about Trump. Anyway, um, all right. Well, let's take a break because I've been holding in a pee for the last hour and a half. Sweet. So, you guys just pick a nose and then we'll be right back. Pick a nose? Noise. You said nose. I said noise. You can't you can't hear it, but I am picking my nose. Wait, you can hear it with me. Now you can hear it. Both of my fingers are in my nose. They're in my nose, really too. Is it supposed uh, to be bleeding? Oh, man, that's a lot of blood. Yeah, that is. A, I think I'm going to pass uh, out. We'll be right back. Uh, I'm going to pass out. A little bit. And we're back. It really got quiet in here. Oh, God, that ever happened to you? <laughs> I think you're fine. No, it doesn't ever. Oh, shit, man. It you need to get that checked out. I can't do that ever. Go to a doctor. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out again if I do that. All right, well, save it for later. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm going to drink some water. Save it for another day. That's a liquid of life. Ah, I bet it tastes great. Hey, guess what? Mm. Guess what? Mm. I'm not joining that. I'm not joining that. Uh, I'm not. I'm That's not some that. good liquid. Some good Foley. Anyway, so, Booksmart. Booksmart. Got it. Plus what? play? Oh, sorry. Alright, so, Curiosity. This was day one Curiosity. Day one Curiosity. This is a creation of the wheel Curiosity. So I have to make sure that I'm not a robot. Yes. Do I look like a robot? Yes. Yes. And Shit! A weird robot. Well, that's creepy. Oh, and that's how the movie starts. It's Annapurna. Sorry. <laughs> every time. Every time. Every time. So, uh, this is, of course, Olivia Wilde's directorial yes. debut. Mm-hmm. We're 14 seconds in. 16 seconds. 17 seconds. Uh, um, so... What else, what else do I know about this? I know I, know I did my research. A little bit. Um, Michelle Obama's in it. Yes. A lot. One fleeting no. moment. No. Yeah, her image. Her image is. Yes. Um, a carpet. Um, pay to him. A yes. woman. A so I believe, woman. Alex, you put this on there because it had just come out. It had recently come out. I had heard good things, and I was trying to find movies... I don't know if at the time we were talking about not having enough female directors on the wheels, but right. I, really, I wanted to just pick something that wasn't in my wheelhouse, that wasn't made for me. Mm. I think at the time I was really I was talking to somebody about Annie, the black Annie we had come out with, like Jamie Foxx and everything, and this girl was like, I love Annie. Why would they make Annie black? I'm like, what? And she's like, why would they make Annie black? And I was like... What are you talking about? They're like, God! Why are they making that for, like, why would they even need to do that? And I'm like, first of all, does her being white have anything to do with the plot? And she's like, no. Then I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> who gives a shit? And so I just remember, I'm like, who do you think they're making that movie for? You? Do you think they're making the latest Annie for you, a 25-year-old white bitch? No. It's for fucking kids. It's a musical for kids. For little black girls. Like, come on. Like, it's not for you. And so when I watch the movies like this, I'm like, oh, like when a guy's like, I don't want to watch Booksmart because it's about girls, or I don't want to do this. What? Perspective. Or there are things that I normally would not gear towards because 
they are not from my perspective or they're about women. There, I have to admit to myself that there are times that I don't watch a movie specifically because there is no male focus to it. And this was one of those cases where I heard it was really funny and it looked funny, but I never got around to it. And I was like, you know what? This gives me a reason to not just do it, but to get into it. And at the time, I liked Olivia Wilde. I grew up with her as an actress. So, like, I respected the fact that she had moved on into a different form of filmmaking. And that people, not only that people liked it, but that it was winning awards. It won a lot of awards. It was a big deal at the time. So, I, like, people were like, maybe Oscars for best screenplay. Like, people were talking about that sort of thing. So I, I put it on the wheel because I genuinely wanted to dive into something that wasn't made for me and that I honestly didn't take the time to do and maybe would have five years ago. And there it sat for four years. Four years. Damn, dude. Yeah. It kind of lost, it got to the point where I was like, (laughs) maybe, like, there was some discourse about the film that was like, people were not liking it and stuff like that. It had a bad taste in people's mouth, and I was like, I don't, I didn't know any of it. I don't know what, I didn't know what people were talking about. And I, I just, this was all Twitter bullshit for me. And then eventually, (laughs) I was like, maybe we just, you know, replace it with something else. Like, in my back of my mind, I'm like, maybe one day, and not because any of that discourse was that bad, I was just like... I don't know, maybe just, you know, Booksmart doesn't really hold up. Like, maybe it was just of its time, and maybe we should just change it into something different. And I was going to maybe make that argument, and then one day I was like, nah, nah, let's just fucking go for it. (laughs) And then um, Don't Worry Darling came out, and all of that controversy happened. And then we were like, when are we going to land on Booksmart? When are we going to (laughs) land on Booksmart? And, like, as I've hit it now, um, I had an opportunity to see Don't Worry Darling a little bit, and I didn't. I wanted to focus on this movie after, especially after watching it. I was like, let's give this movie the do it has. And then I ha- still haven't watched Don't Worry Darling, but I've seen enough of it and know enough about it to be like, eh, I don't need to. Like, I, I think I have an idea about what I'm, what I'm going to get from the overall so experience of it. So, look at this graph. I just thought that was. Look I, at this girlfriend. I also didn't want to focus on anything yeah, like. Subtly, yeah. Yeah, that subtle, subtly that your girlfriend says. Frank. That's Frank. That's Frank. Yeah. We are. We are. Kank. Frank the kank. I was gonna say different. I was gonna call. I was gonna call Frank something completely different. Just off that joke. Frank the skank. Wait, kank the fat? No. Okay. Um. So. No. Anyway, he is fat, but don't. But that really is. He makes it work. That would be power. That would be the closest pink sweater thing, is all this stuff about Olivia Wilde. If it had landed on the... I mean, it's kind of died down since then. No one really cares anymore. But at the same time, if it had happened when it happened, it would have been perfect. Because it had waited so long for it. But I think she just recently came out saying that I wish people would, like... That people just drag me under the bus for this. I wish people would not talk about my personal life. I'm, like... Yeah, that's a, but the thing is, what's really interesting about it is, at least about the personal, it, it was so weird, all the things happening to it, but then there were actual legit things about the production that people were legit against. For example, and a, none of this has to do with Booksmart, none of this is a judgment or a criticism on Booksmart, and I don't think any of this is necessarily criticism on Olivia Wilde except for a couple things. But for one thing, she, uh, had, she divorced Jason Sudeikis, who's in Booksmart, um, and, 
she started dating Harry Styles, who was the lead of Don't Worry Darling, so director dating the lead of their movie. How That's, fucking old is he? He's pretty young. He's like 20-something, and she's in her 40s, I think. So... Well, I mean, Florence Pugh is like, is like in the same kind of deal. So, well, Flor- Florence Pugh is not Pugh. dating uh, Zach Braff anymore. Oh, the no. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they've been done for a while. In fact, she's oh. dating she's dating someone in her own her own age. I see. Okay. But uh, so that's one thing that people were like, oh, we can criticize it for, but whatever, <laughs> men do it all the time. Um, then Florence Pugh decided not to do any promotion up for the film. Uh, People believed Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine during marketing. Um, they, that was a thing. But that, then, was, that was hilarious. But then after all this came out... There's like the new internet debate. The, people weren't really necessarily talking about this movie. They saw, people saw the trailer and they're like, oh, this kind of looks good because it does kind of look good. She picks, She's a good visualist, I think. And people were like, okay, I'm kind of excited for this with the cast and everything. And then it came out and no one cared about it. And then the production came out. So she originally wanted to hire Shia LaBeouf. She really pushed for Shia LaBeouf. Really? Shia LaBeouf post abusive scandal. Shia LaBeouf and Florence Pugh did not want for, to, do that. to to replace Harry Styles. No, no, no. Harry Styles replaced him. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's yeah. So I she understand. wanted Shia LaBeouf. She fought very hard for him. She tried to get him. And Florence Pugh was like, I don't want to work with him. And so him and her and uh, LaBeouf had problems with that. And she tried Whoa. really hard to get Florence Pugh to agree to do this. She still said no and moved on to Harry Styles. That is one of the biggest issues that I kind of have with that whole experience. And I think a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth for that. And that's one of the many reasons that I don't think Pew wanted to talk about it in marketing because things started to get really hairy after that. Do I think, uh, not only the fact that the moment she premiered Don't Look Now at Cannes, I think, Sudeikis um, had worry, someone uh, file the papers to her at, while she was giving her speech. That's what that was. Yep. So he was filing for divorce. Hey, he served her, pro- like, well... Harry Styles, <laughs> so um, and she's Olivia Wilde. I mean, she's, she's wild. She's beautiful. Like, I, I, there's so many ways that I can see this being like really hard for him, and he has to get real pity back. But I also love the fact that he is Ted Lasso, and everyone thinks that Ted Lasso is the nicest, sweetest character on television. So he can almost get away with it because he's Jason Sudeikis, a real person. I find that very interesting. Um, he literally was just at the White House. The whole cast of Ted Lasso talking about, you know, uh, um, just uh, things that they would talk about with kids, like sports, um, abuse, things like that. Like how you could be better, just like a nice guy at the White House talking about being a nice guy. Like that's Sudeikis right now. That's why he could get away with that shit. Um, So a lot of shit happened around that movie. And what really sucks is that the movie didn't really have anything to say in the first place. The point of that movie is, wow, men just want us to go back to the kitchen and make babies. And it's like, yeah, we've known that since the 50s. Anything new? Anything new to say? Guys, we watched The League of Their Own. Like, <laughs> we already had a good We're day. way We're way past that point is what many women are saying. Because, and, and I'll say this right now, I'll spoil it. Do you know anything about it, Chris? Well, don't worry, darling. Yeah. No. Okay, I'll spoil it. Because like, if you want to watch it, I think you should watch it. I'm not watching it without you. 
Okay, so I, I then I won't spoil. If we ever, I don't think I'm ever. No, you go ahead and spoil. Yeah, because I don't understand. think we're ever gonna watch it. Really, I don't okay. really have the desire to ever really watch it necessarily, unless we do. She does a third movie that people love, and I gotta watch it. But like, I just have no desire to. And it's basically Florence Pugh goes to this town right. with her husband Harry Styles. And it's this whole lifestyle. Experimental community. Exactly. Chris Pine is the leader. After a while, things get really trippy. She starts to notice things. The eggs don't have uh, yolks in them and stuff like that. Women start going crazy. It turns out it's all a video game. It's all a video game. And Harry Styles has basically trapped his girlfriend in a world where they can just basically treat them like that. And the only reason he does it is because she wants to have a job. That's the only reason in the film. <laughs> oh my god, that was you're not you're you're joking. You're joking with I'm not, it's Serenity. It's basically Serenity. So here's the thing. It's a video it's, game? It's a video game. We have to watch this. I don't want to. That's the thing. <laughs> but I would rather you watch like, okay, so the, the if I ever watch it, Chris, I will do it with a one-two punch of Serenity. Serenity, just because I'm a love... Now, Serenity is the same thing with Matthew oh McConaughey. Now, that movie it has film noir. It has, like, dirty, grimy stuff. I've it's like, seen... I've seen the trailer. I for all the... A video game. It's a video game. So you, this is why that sucks, Chris. Because, A... No guy who has the money to put his woman in a video game what? is going to like that world. They're going to do something different with it. Any guy who wants that is some southern asshole in, in like Tallahassee being like, you go back to the kitchen, woman. He's not going to have some video game that's going to lock some girl in because she had no wants, wants a job. Like, some fucking Hollywood L.A. guy isn't going to put his girlfriend in a fucking machine video game because she wants a job. To, to not spend every waking day of her life at home with you. They don't have kids. Oh She's a God. girlfriend. She's not a wife. I'm speechless. I, I don't... Like, none of that works. Oh none God. of that works. As, like, a big, like... He's crying on the floor right now. I think the biggest thing about Chris right now is anything that is a video game is funny to him. Like, it's not necessarily the metaphor. It's the fact that... I don't understand why it would... I have nothing to oh add God. to this. Oh, God. Do I think the movie's not... If I had known that, I'd be obsessing with this movie for weeks. And that's it. But here's the thing, Chris. No one is saying that it's worthy to be talked about. No one's saying it's terrible or awful. Everyone thinks it looks nice. Everyone thinks a lot of the performances that's are... That's where the gold okay, is. But like, no, it isn't. <laughs> Sometimes a movie... is like a Like, sometimes you watch something and you're like, okay... What what do I got to do now? Like you get nothing from it's just hollow, and that's what a lot of people are saying from this. Like let um, let me put it this way, Chris. Now that I've told you this, you'll watch the movie and you'll go, oh my god, I can't wait for it to get to this point. And then you'll get there and you'll be like, they don't have so many more questions. Like why why? They'll like, tell why you. Why would you do that? They told you she wanted a job. No, why the decision to make it a video game? Because the idea is that we can't live in that world, but they're forcing women to be in that world. I don't know why, but that's interesting in the worst way possible to me. There's not much to it. It's very simple. Men want women to work to be in the kitchen and stay home all day. But that's the kind of shit that, that I'm like, what is your brain? 
It's lazy. <laughs> it's lazy. It's right. Like, but that's my problem because, like, I think, I think, look, we're laughing at this idea, but Olivia Wilde, I don't think, I, I don't know if she wrote the movie or whatever, but she's so inherently stuck to this idea. And I've noticed this because, like, she had only made two music videos and two short films uh, in her career outside of these two movies. And the one short film she made before this is about a girl who gets dumped by her boyfriend. And then eventually she goes down, a, like, she freaks out in a convenience store looking for food. And then a woman is outside offering free hugs. And the girl goes, I need a free hug. And she gets a free hug. And it's a movie about how sometimes, Chris, you need a, you need a hug. Now, what's a better movie about somebody, about two people that hug each other at the end? Hot fuzz? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh. That is a movie about two people who at the very end of that movie, literally they compare visually two planets colliding. Two planets colliding is like two people hugging when they need it. That is a movie that does the work to make you care about why a hug matters. Mm -hmm. Why people Mm -hmm. need it. And she makes a short film about a girl who gets dumped by a guy and God, it would just be great if I had a hug right now. Okay. That's nice. That's nice, but that's it. Okay. I like. I know that seems like that's great to you. I do. But no. Like, like it, no. It's so interesting. No, I don't know why. Which is it why might, I want you to see Serenity. More, no, it's just like I think it my brain happen. is just like, why stop there? Why? Because the metaphor is done. She's done the metaphor. That's all the metaphor of the film is. I don't know why, but there's something just like so mind-numbingly interesting about that. It's just like. I just want to pick your brain. Like, why ask, stop there? Let me put you a better like, example of that, Chris. A better example of how that can be really, really boring and a waste of your time. The core. Fuck. Don't you ever fucking say. What's a better version of the core that has literally nothing it. to say, but is a better experience? Armageddon. Stylized Armageddon. Now, the core has everything stop. to say, but is uninteresting to watch. Now... What people are saying about Don't Worry Darling is, we get it. We get it. And especially if you know the idea earlier, you're like, I get it. I get it. Can you say something else? It's like the woman in your church that's like saying the same thing over and over. Like, okay, we get it. Like, there's other things to talk about. Like, we get it. That's what the movie feels like after a while. And people are like, this is a woman who gave us book smart. Why are you giving us something that you're like tying one hand behind your back? That is the problem that I've noticed with her outside of this film, is that she knows the language of cinema really, 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 really well, but she doesn't have much to say with it. You could be the best musical producer in the world, but if all you're producing is, like, Little Dicky songs, what are you fucking doing? Like, I love Little Dicky, and I think Dave's a good a good show, but, like, the guy's a goofy joke. I there. He's a goofy joke rapper. You could be helping Beyonce. You could be helping other pe- other artists elevate themselves, but you want to spend your time with Little Dicky, because because you think what I, he's I saying don't. matters. Yeah, I know you do, but uh, he's a rapper. He's a legit rapper. He's funny, and I think he's uh, got a good FX show. He's, he's a member of the Tiny Penis Theater. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank um, you. Makes sense the world now. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with Little Dicky if what you want is a little bit of fun in your life. There's nothing wrong with saying. Dicky. There's nothing. I'm sorry. I'm I know. I'm just kidding. I'm such him a pee brain. I'm such a pee brain. It's late. Is there anything wrong with saying what she's saying in that movie? I thought you were going to say it's That men want 
to ha- that men just want women to stay at home, shut up, and cook. Like, is there anything wrong with saying that? No, because that is a lot. That still is the case. There's nothing necessarily wrong with saying that. But we're well, pa- we're well past saying that and then patting ourselves on the back for it. And that's what Don't Worry Darling is. It's a pat on the back for saying, men just want women to work in the kitchen. Award, please. And that's what people are seeing in that film. Do you I lost it? your award the moment you made it a video game. Do I think... <laughs> Do I think that um, that <laughs> wrap your mind around that? I can't. I'm again, Chris. I literally again, can't. the the one-two punch of this and Serenity. I want you to watch Serenity because I haven't even ex- like Serenity. It's a video game. Done. That's not even the craziest thing in that fucking movie. I want you to do that on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, darling. We're just gonna sit here and talk about that over and over again. Like other style, and here's the other thing. Don't worry, darling. Look, everyone agrees that okay. all the beats and the cinematography and the acting in the film look great, but they're saying nothing. Peter, can I make a request? Mm. Can you pause the movie? Pausing the movie. Right Pausing now. the movie at where are we at? We're at 19 minutes and six seconds. How did we do that? <laughs> How did we get that fast? 20 minutes in, and so much has already happened. Because I want to talk... You mean in the movie, or what we're in talking movie. about? In the movie. Because it's a fast movie. Because it's a teen movie. It's crazy. Well, okay, so we're going to get to the movie a little bit. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not mad. That, I'm not mad. It's I want to like, get the Don't Worry Darling stuff out of the way, because I think it's all the negative... I think the Don't Worry Darling is the zenith of the problems <clears> of <throat> Olivia Wilde's directing style, and I'm glad she hit it in her second movie, because if she hears the criticisms, then hopefully when she makes that Spider-Man, mm. Madam Web movie coming, or she makes the couple of the other movies she has coming, that she learns from those mistakes. I think she's a good filmmaker, but I want her to challenge herself intellectually more and not say hey I made this thing like it'd be like watching the the hearing that uh, uh, Jonathan Majors news and being like abusing women is bad right Oscar please Oscar please like that's that's the attitude that people are feeling from that film mm-hmm. and you don't feel it in Booksmart because it really feels like a, a first feature from someone who's been wanting to make something for a long time like, I don't understand the criticisms to this movie right now. I, 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 to me, this has a lot of great stylistic vibes, and it doesn't need to say much outside of these two girls are best friends who ignored the biggest conflict in their lives until life challenged them to do it. And then you have all these other broader things because it's got a way better supporting cast than, say, like, Superbad, where it's really about three people and the strongest comparison to this. Um, so, with that said... There isn't a lot to say about this movie and its production. Um, it started out as well. First of all, Super Bad. Do you want me to play it again? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I just want to make sure we get through it right now. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the movie. So it starts with Super Bad. Super Bad comes out in two thousand seven. It's a huge hit, and everyone wants to make movies like Super Bad. In fact, uh, the World's End at World's End is the 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 um, the World's End. The the Nick Frost Simon Peg one. The world's end. Yes. Okay. Okay. Not I just end. listened to the episode. I know we did this then. Please let's not do it as more. Anyway, titles are important. <laughs> you fucking brought it up, dude. I know. <laughs> I said both just in case. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, just in case. Um, so in that movie, in that script, he watched Super Bad and he realized um, 
Edgar Wright did. He, he watched Superbad and he's like, shit, my movie's just like this. Like, so many people wrote stuff because of that movie. Um, so there was a story, a, a short story that came out about these two friends that are basically these two characters at the heart of it. And then they were going to go to prom and not uh, a few, not the graduation party and all this other stuff. Mm. At, over a while, it got passed around and passed around. It got sharper and sharper. They understood what the story was better. The jokes got sharp. This is like a 10-year-long 10, ten script. 10-year-long script to make this thing. Polar opposite of uh, Book of Henry. Absolutely. Like, they just made that script in the 90s and they sat on it and said, we're good, we're done, pat on the back. Same, this took a long time for them to make it funny. Like, A, being okay with the fact that it is kind of a super bad thing and then being okay with letting it be about the two of them differently and then Olivia Wilde coming in and going, I can make this breathe emotionally in ways that I don't think anybody else can. And that's kind of, that's what she did. She found the script. She um, really tried to, tried hard to make it. Um, there wasn't really any fight to it. Uh, it was a great production. Everyone's pretty young. She discovered them pretty early. Um, there's a great thing on Spotify where you can listen to both the score and the soundtrack and quotes from Olivia Wilde and the cast talking about how the music is incredibly important to them in this film. Um, I love a lot of these needle drops. A lot of them are favorites of mine. I think the soundtrack's fucking dope. Dan the Automator is the one who made the score, and I think it's pretty fantastic too. Um, the two lead actresses are pretty much unknown, but have blown up since then. Um, there's just not a lot to say about the production. It's just sort of like everyone had a good time doing it. There's a really, really great video about... Uh, there aren't a lot of great analytical videos about it, but there is one really great one, I think, about the argument between them that goes... That is all one single take, and then she cuts out the sound of the argument, mm -hmm. and it's just the music. Really great video about breaking that down and how arguments... And even Olivia Wilde is like, arguments don't happen that way in real life. And I wanted to change the lyrical way that people do it cinematically. She talks a lot about the language of cinema. She talks about how needle drops work, about cameras, about editing, all that stuff. She understands how to talk about... She understands how to tell a story through movies, but I just don't think she's found the right story to challenge herself intellectually. I think this movie challenges her emotionally, and she understands this film emotionally on a level that allows her language to allow these moments to soar, as well as being a really good comedic director. Like, the whole beat with them on the boat with the guy and it's by himself, like, that's really funny, and then you get to the entire third act and that's just emotionally devastating. And like just her swimming in the pool, that's not how people swim in a pool. It's all magical realism. It's just, mm -hmm. you can do something better with how you tell a story and then bring you back down to reality when she sees those two people kissing. And then what happens? A single take to the argument, all the way to the end of the argument. That's one take from her getting dressed from the pool, meeting her friend, to the end of the argument. You feel the weight? No cut. Mm, yeah. That's really interesting. You don't, that's not real life, but that's also not movies. It's a blend of both. And I think she understood, and the reason I say emotionality more than anything is because she deletes the words. She takes out the words and you're only left with the faces and music and the people around her and the phones and the lights. You don't need sound. You don't need to hear what they're saying. This is a movie. These are moving pictures. And I think she understands that incredibly well. And there are other moments in this film that really highlight that, too. But um, I, I really 
don't understand a lot of the, like, looking at the criticisms now, a lot of people, I think, that are hard on this are hard on comedies. Like, technique is no more important than in comedy and then in horror. Chris, formula is so important to horror and formula is very important to comedy because comedy is about in performance. Most comics Get baby formula for horror movie. No, for horrors. <laughs> you can't say that. Uh, so I, I, I think it's very interesting that she made it very clear that uh, when she chose this movie and she wanted to enter into that third act... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that got me off. No worries. Um, <laughs> she makes it very clear that people are scared to add. Now that's life giving liquid. <laughs> <laughs> Whore milk. My new band name. Whore milk. I'm not writing that down. <laughs> Why'd you write Whore milk down? Whore milk. Whore milk. Are you saying Whore milk or Whore milk? Whore milk. You know I walk here, walk here, some of that Whore milk. Walk some of that. Hallmark. 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 I watch the Hallmark channel all the time. I do it. Hallmark. 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 Hall um, I've been on fire all day. So, um, I just find it really interesting. Um, oh my god, I need that. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she made it very clear early on that um, a lot of comedy directors are afraid to add style. They're mm. just afraid. And so what she wanted to do here was add style in the way that she sees in something like The Big Lebowski. A film we've done on here before. That is a comedy. A comedy with a lot of style. Dream sequences, long takes, weird moments. Just a tumbleweed, a narrator for no reason, Jesus just licking his ball like that. Big Lebowski is filled with stylistic flourishes all over the place. We even referenced it, it today. I, I, that was probably her biggest inspiration for this was to add style into her comedy. Like when I watched Superbad again, and yeah, Superbad. In my opinion, Superbad is a better movie, but I think it's a better movie because it's such a sharply edited comedy both as a script, through the performances, and through the... Like, that movie feels like you're spending a day with those characters. And that's incredibly hard to do. Here, I'm loving everything that's in this, but, like, anyone with imagination could make this. In that, in the sense of, like, adding style to it. Every stylistic choice is going to be different, but if you really want to add, make something that makes you feel like you're there with those people or that is a representation of your life, I feel like that's a bit harder, which is why Superbad, I think, just is a better lasting film. But I will say this. In the two weeks that we have been waiting to do this, I've watched this movie twice, and I, I wouldn't say I haven't stopped thinking about it, but it has lasted with me. Like, the images, the scenes, a lot of the jokes, like... I watched the first half twice because I had to pause it for Cecily and Peter to watch it again, but that second half I've only seen twice, and I, it still is just really, really when they get to that party and the doors open and they do that musical number, and then they separate, and she's it just it's a perfect balance of like how someone's imagination of how a party is going in their head when they leave and they think about it later versus what happens when you're at the party. 
and it's just a really good blend between them. That third act, anyone would be proud to make as a filmmaker, I think, in this type of teen genre and comedy. Like, I, I think it's really impressive, and I want her to make more movies despite what I've heard about Don't Worry Darling and seen about it. I just... She deserves a chance to make more movies like this. Like, I hope she doesn't feel like she is capable of challenging stuff that is just not in her wheelhouse. And Don't Worry Darling, I feel like, is that. Just, mm -hmm. like, feminism, raw. Like, don't, know. Free hugs. Yay! No. Just, like... More. Make a, make a fucking comedy. Like, really dig down to what these characters are feeling. You're better at that. Like, that's what makes Don't Worry Darling suck. It's like, you know what she's feeling. She feels trapped. We get it. She's trapped. We done? You trapped? Good. Like, that's, that's what people are... Like, if she is an emotional director and that's the feeling, the real question is when you watch Don't Worry Darling is the gaslighting. How is the gaslighting in that movie? That's where the suspense and the tension is. How are they lying to that character? Tell the city about that. That's the thing. Like, I, like that is what I'm interested in in that film. How is her handling of suspense? Is it Hitchcockian? Is it more Lynchian? Is it like David Fincher? There's different people you could compare it to. And no one's talking about that because the end game isn't anything of worth. The merit here is in that fight. It's in that argument. You don't need to hear what they say because it doesn't matter. The point is they were waiting so long to say it. What they feel is angry. It's so angry. And at that age, you have no place to put it. You have no way to explain it properly. And no one's going to listen to it. You're just going to tell them to fuck off anyway. And that's why her speech at the end where she's like, we don't know what we're doing. We're making mistakes. And if you think that you do, that's probably going to get you in more trouble. Like, I, I think in the emotionality of those characters, mm. that all works very well. Um, that's, my, that's my take on the film. I'm very, very impressed at her ability to embed, like... Birdman magical realism, Inuatu a magical realism into the teen comedy um, genre because there are no there may be a teen comedy where like someone has like a drug sequence sure but like claymation a dance sequence <laughs> a, an underwater film number like these these were all like a single take argument these are all impressive things that you don't have to do to find the humanity of the moment. This is the kind of thing that I would understand. Like, I would imagine Oshin, our friend from the other show, would look at this and be like, you don't need to do all of that to get the, to the heart of it. You can just point a camera and make the actors act. And Chris, Chris, he's not wrong. In fact, some of my favorite fucking movies of all time are not about the directorial stylistic flourishes. They're about the humanity of the moment and how they capture it. Manchester by the Sea is one of the closest examples I've thought recently about just really minimalistic direction, mm. but unbelievable capturing of humanity. <clears throat> how do you make the moment, the actor, and everything so real that all you had to do was just put a camera there and walk away? Not about what the camera is doing, it's about capturing a moment. So there are, sp there are specificities and brilliance to both. And I think she's somebody who speaks through style, and there's nothing wrong with saying, like, Michael Bay is 110% stylist. I hate the stories he tells most of the time. Most of the time, I'm not a fan of what he's saying. And here, all she's saying is that these characters 
are feeling something important and you need to feel it with them. And she's using visuals to do it, not words, visuals. And then the one time where she actually has to use words to help the visuals, everyone's like, oh God, anything else? And I'm starting to notice that. Like it's in her shorts, it's in her videos. She can create a great visual experience, but you're left going, okay, what was that all about? Like, I watched the movie Lamb recently with Cecily, and Cecily and I talked about it later. We're like, what was that movie about? What the fuck was all that about? <laughs> it was an hour and a half of style? Okay. And, like, we just couldn't milk anything out of it. And you feel cheated when that happens. And that's what people felt, Don't Worry Darling. All, the, all that crap around, whatever, but when it came to Don't Worry Darling, they felt cheated at the end of the story. Critics did. And I don't think you can say that here, and I don't understand why people would ever make an argument for it here. I think this is too easygoing, fun, and then that third act come, comes around and she really hits you hard. Really hits you hard. And it changes the characters for it. And then on top of that, I think the script is incredibly well written. I think it took a long time to craft this down perfectly well. Um, and that's my take. I'm glad I chose this. I really am. I do not regret it. Four years after you intended to watch it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people... That, I mean, there's a lot of movies that I want to compare this to. There's a lot of... Like, Superbad is the obvious comparison right off the bat, but, like, there's Dazed and Confused. There's a lot. And I just think she understands film really, really well and knew what she was doing here. Peter was saying some really interesting things about, like, 70s vibes he was getting. There's a lot of things in here I thought were great. Yeah. But, um... Really loved it. I think the performances between the, the two actresses are phenomenal. They are... They are I think they're amazing. Both these girls are unbelievable. Everyone in this film, the entire supporting cast I loved. There wasn't a weak person in the bunch. Anyway, loved it. Chris, what'd you think? Oh, God, I had a great opening bit for this. Uh, anyway, um... I could come more kidney stones. Wow, what have I done? Um... What a sentence. You woke a beast! <laughs> His name's Willie. Um... I need some beads. Here's one eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know if you're going to find any beads in here. <clears throat> don't. Oh, birds! I would not. Anyway, go ahead. I would not mess with those uh, drawers. Um, you're, you're tired. Let's get you going. So, oh boy. No, this was a really fun ride. This was a, this was a really, like, fun ride. This was, I really didn't know what to expect. I just knew that me neither. Like, I just knew of everything that happened with Don't Worry Dog. So I was just like, this movie was so like far beyond the radar. Mm -hmm. It was just like... And this is our second teen movie, I think, since Clueless? You don't count uh, Teen Wolf? Oh, yeah. Okay, Teen Wolf 2. It's literally <laughs> the fucking name. Back to the Future, maybe? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll count we've, that. We've had plenty. I would um, count that. There's a dance. It's in school. I'll dig it. Kisses his mom. Anyway, um... So that was just for daddy. I think one of the things, <laughs> <laughs> and then we bring the girls in the back, and that's just for daddy. Little separate. We made him dance for daddy, but no. So, um, I think one of the things that contributes to that thing whistles like crazy. Yeah. I thought I thought death was in the room. <laughs> I, know, I thought I, I was about to fucking die. Right? <laughs> nah, tis me pipe. Tis me pipe, young boy. Why are you so scared of death? It's and just a wolf attacking a cat. And now he's become the Banshees of Inisherin. Um, Inisherin, or whatever it is. Why don't you like me? I don't. <laughs> You're fucking boy! 
fracking, but that's my favorite thing about the movie. They don't say fuck, they say fracking. Uh, so, um, one of the things that could, I think contributes greatly to how funny this movie is, it's stacked, filled to the brim, overflowing with funny people. Yes. That's what shocked me about it. Jason Sudeikis, Will Forte, right out of their yeah. SNL runs. Oh my God. Phoebe from Friends. Wow. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow. Um, all these guys, like, just super, super fun. When it's revealed that Jason Sudeikis is the principal and their Lyft driver here, <laughs> so good. lost it. I was like, okay, I am in. But Let's I love, go. I love how embarrassing that is, but then later they legit called their cool teacher to be their driver. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find awesome. The cool, the cool teacher that fucks an eighteen-year-old. No, he got held back. He was twenty. Remember he was twenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the beginning yeah, yeah. of the movie, he got. She said that he got held back twice in seventh grade. I don't understand. How are you so smart? He's like rule three, baby. Yeah, they, they again really well written script. Still, in that entire still film. weird to me. I well, I mean, he's twenty and she's probably like twenty four. She looked like no, really young. she she looked like she was in her early thirties. Well, I have no uh, ground to stand. Okay, on. that's that little uh, that that that's some gray, some gray area. Dude, there. the rules were reversed. guys for a fun little. <laughs> guys, first of all, first of all, for it's a fun teen movie, whatever. But also, she says it herself, like she, her high school her didn't do it. This is for high school her. Yeah. Anyway, um... What if the rules were... Th- this is the funny thing. I, like, I, I'd be really interested to see you guys ever see, like, a John Hughes 80s movie because those movies did not age well at all. Oof. So something like this <laughs> is really funny. Oh, God. And speaking of that Uber driver scene, just the whole fisting moment is so funny. Oh, God. <laughs> That fucking noise. Just um, unplug it. Why are they uh, like? Why are they like so frazzled? I'm like, just unplug it. That's all you have to do. Just unplug that, it. Uh, is that Cardi B? Is that Cardi B? It would be WAP uh, later on. Um, not not too far off. Yeah. No. Um, that was see, wasn't. That would be funny if it was. Um, anyway, no, it wasn't. It, WAP was uh, WAP was twenty twenty one. Who? Never mind. Uh, we lost the plot. Uh, no, I was asking who the artist was. No, it was, that was like it was Cardi B and like two other people. Megan Thee Stallion. There you go. Yeah, that's Sesame's favorite part. Was. We yeah. just listened to it today just to get to her part, and then she ends it. I like WAP. I think WAP's yeah. a good song, man. One her thing part I, though, Stallion's part is Stallion's, like yeah. She has good. She has really good, uh, good moments. Yeah. So the one thing I did remember. Uh, this my little piece of trivia. Caitlin Devers. Mm-hmm. She was the fan favorite to play Ellie in The Last of Us. She was the fan favorite. Whom? I'm glad they didn't. Uh, lesbian chick. Oh. The uh, skin, yeah. So, the Michael Sarah of the group. Yes. So. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. I think what, she, she looks like her. No, I guess. I mean, I guess a little bit, but also she could pull that off. I, like, there's an... There is some element to it that I can see, but like she's too funny. She's too funny. She's too deadpan. I think Re- she should stick. Mm. To, I think she should stick to comedy at this point. Like she's just. I liked the look. The best thing that that speaks to yeah the, the emotional is, beats yeah that would be now, a little harder. If you, if you want to shut me up, it's the fight. That fight's fucking phenomenal on both their sides. 
You want to talk about how good these actresses are on a serious note? That fight. Yeah. So good. Um, so, but like, yeah, it was just so, it was like, it really just, it kind of, this movie just felt like a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it just goes. and just. Uh, you were saying 19 minutes, shit keeps happening. Yeah. Like, 19 minutes in, they're dr- getting dressed to go to the party. Well, in, as I was watching it, that's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, right. in the first act, you have 20 minutes to 30 minutes. And the goal is you want to get... If this is a night out on the town movie, which technically is, yep. then you need to do one of two things. Either it starts that way, like after hours, and the whole movie is one night, or you need a setup and you need an end. Like Superbad. Superbad is the middle chunk. Basically, the the second act to the end uh, to the beginning of the third. It's not. It's, sometimes it's two acts, but it's mostly one. So I was clocking it like right when they left the house. I was like, yeah, it should be twenty to thirty minutes. But that's when I went back and I started noticing all of the setup that leads to it. Like there's the there's the major things. Like there's one small thing that needs to be understood about. Um, about Danvers, and that is that she likes the girl who skates. Mm-hmm. Sorry, she likes the girl who skates, and like that's her goal. Maybe she can go out and she can see that girl. Mm. That'd be cool. But the other one has a much bigger, broader story that involves the bathroom scene. So that's that, that, two, that, so that's that bathroom scene. Are great. So that bathroom scene. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, it's there's a lot of like establishing of who people are, what the what holes what, what. why yeah. she feels like she needs to go out. Right. That is that is also very importantly. They both have separate reasons for what they're doing, and they don't really communicate them to each other. So that right. fight becomes so important. No. So that bathroom scene usually, what stereotypically in my mind will happen, is like she's in that she's in the stall like popping a squat and. Why was that funny coming out of my mouth? Anyway, um, um, I think it's because it was uncalled for. Yes. Um, did you? It wasn't necessary. It wasn't. That was I, I'm, I am. I am extra today. I'm very extra today. I love it. I love you, bro. Uh, you're, you're like you're like cursive Chris right now. Yeah. You're yeah. like you're not like normal text. Bizarro Chris. Chris. You're like cursive. So anyway. Um, <laughs> we're at the we're at the doll scene. The doll scene. We're about to be. Um, okay, so that bathroom scene. Usually, how it'll go, right? Is she'll be on the toilet. She'll be overhearing them just like talking mad shit. Then, <laughs> then she comes out of the bathroom stall and she's like, and then she'll like maybe say one or two things and then she'll leave. No, that's not what happened here. That this is that was the scene that hooked me. Really? That was the scene that got me like, okay, now where is this going? Because, like, it kind of went against the grain in the fact that, okay, she strikes back verbally, mm-hmm. of course. It goes with them. But then they push right back at her with, hey, we're not as dumb as you think. We just don't care as much as you do. And I'm like, wow, okay. I did not expect that from not, this movie. And not only is that fantastic, but I kept thinking, like, Okay, so the, we feel bad for her when she's in the stall and those people are saying that shit. But they're yeah. also, at the same time, 
kind of complimenting her. And then later when she snaps at them, it's pretty brutal. And I was like, do they deserve it in some extent? And then I thought, the one who says the meanest thing is the girl. But what happens earlier AAA. in the movie? Mm -hmm. She calls her AAA. She looks at her friend and she's like, they call her AAA because she, you know, did this thing for three guys on the side of the road. She's doing literally to her. She's just not being heard. And then later when she picks her up in the car, she's like, I know you do it. And she's like, I do it, but my friend doesn't. And then you realize, holy shit, these two are about to go to college and be friends. That's awesome. Mm. And like that moment needed to happen for both of them. And it's just so, it, it's really interesting because she is, there are so many things that this movie does and there's so many actions in this movie by the characters that really come up in that fight that I felt. So I was like, you know what? She really is just kind of dragging her friend around. And then they get to the party and everything nice is happening. And I was like, are they ever going to talk about some of these problems with them as friends? And then the fight happens and she's like, you just make me do whatever you want. Like, I'm li I've am i lied to you for months. She's been lying to her for months. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't know that until the end. That's... And then you rewatch it and you're like, yeah. You she knows... All of the manipulative natures of her friend. Mm -hmm. She wants this last night for her friend because it's the last night with her friend. Right. Like, that's the real reason she's doing all this. Yeah. The beginning of the movie, you get one friend's. The end of the movie, you get the other's. And it's the collision of, their, of what they really want that are separate from their relationship coming together. For the first time, really, adult problems are turning them into adults as friends. And they either separate or don't. And how they separate is important, which is why the ending of the movie is important. Like, right. they're, they're, they are young, they don't know how to handle saying goodbye to each other, and it's clumsy, and it's weird. But because they are really, really, really good friends, they fix it anyway. So, yeah, I, I just thought it was just, like, just a really funny ride. Like, that whole reveal of... Ryan with, oh god, what's Nick. his face? Uh, Nick. That was like, rough. That was like, oh. What a great moment. Buzzkill. I was like, I don't want this, but I'm so happy this is happening. It kind of felt real because it's like that moment where you find out like your crush actually likes somebody else. Oh, it was so real. Very That real. was very well captured. Very real. And, and, and I cried in the corner for five minutes. I No, I felt it. It's one of those moments where, like, I, I joke around and I'm like, there's a great joke from a comedian where he says an, a, an abortion joke and a woman in the audience goes, oh, and he goes, she's not real. I made her up. Look, I'm going to kick her down some stairs right now. And, like, everyone laughs because she's not real. It was made her up. It was a like, fake person. These right. aren't real people. They're all fake. And I'm at the time I'm watching it, I'm, like, analytical about it. And then that moment occurs and I'm like, I really don't want this to happen, no. But, like, right. I also know what this means for the story. But it was so smart because it's... That that character, I forgot her name. Right. The skateboarding chick. Right. Her, her like, person was being, pro, like, was being portrayed through Amy. Exactly. Which is so smart because that's how it would be, like, for you when you have a crush on someone. You're trying to project that back onto them because you're just so hopeful. Yeah, she doesn't and then her. Right. And then in, in reality, like, you're just getting all of the wrong signs. Yeah. Because you're just so, you're just so, like, uh, love struck by this person that you're, you're not realizing that 
no, they just don't like you that way. Yeah. And you, and you fucking did it to yourself. Right. Like they're just trying to be a friend to you. Mm-hmm. And it makes it even more confusing when that person is the same sex as you and you're fucking gay. Because then it's even worse. Like, are you treating me like a friend or do you like me in that way? Yeah, and then you get to the bathroom scene with the girl she ends up with. Mm-hmm. And it's so clumsy and it's so human and it's so fucked up. And they do things that they feel like they could never be forgiven for. And she still, at the end of the day, is like, you were fucking cool. Like, yeah, like the next morning, she's yeah. like, hey. Now, part of it has I know to where be you live. like saving everyone at the party. Yeah. But like. She did. She still did it. Yeah. I just thought that that specific point in the movie was really smart to have that in because it could have just been so easy to just not have it be told through Amy mm-hmm. and her, I guess, just love for this person. Yeah. And she's just completely blinded by it. But it's just, it, it makes the, the movie have more weight and that scene have more weight. And then you truly understand what she went through. Yeah. Cause like it's, she is, I wouldn't say she's the most sheltered of the two. Cause no one's sheltering her, but herself, mm-hmm. even her parents are like, we're cool with whatever you want to do. Yeah, you they're really your cool best people. friend on the on graduation night. We'll let you do it. Like, we made things for you, but whatever. We're your parents. Like, she yeah. shelters herself. She doesn't watch porn. She doesn't do those things. She's has this very specific mindset about things and doesn't want to burst the bubble with reality. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens when she pukes on that woman. She's like, I don't. There's literally nothing more bursting <laughs> than vomiting on somebody. So I'm just gonna go. And then she ends up doing something amazingly cool, despite mm-hmm. it. Instead of just like hiding in a corner and letting the cops pick her up, like right. she ends up being the hero of the night. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a deleted scene where she is distracting <gasps> the cops, and you see it. And while she's doing it, everyone there's like a huge group of people like slowly like Scooby Doo. <laughs> It's funny for a second, but it goes on way too long, and I'm like, yeah, got it. Um, but it just, it's, it's everything you're saying is true. Rather than having the character be like, my life is like this, I don't think it's like that. It's little comedy beats laced throughout that have you understand that when it gets to the moment with her in the bathroom and the worst thing happens ever, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Which, at that age, there's nothing more into the world than that. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <clears throat> I would rather, I would swallow that shit. I, like, (laughs) no fucking way, man. No fucking way. Yeah. Also, I want to call specific attention to the whole pizza driver. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my god, he's so fucking creepy. He is the MVP of the movie for me. (laughs) In and out in one seat, murders it. And then it's like the most important thing that gets the degree. Exactly. It's so good. Mm-hmm. That was such a great bit. Oh, man. You cannot trust people. Don't trust people. Says but the, he, in reality, he's saying, do not trust me. I'll fucking kidnap you exactly. and make you into a dog. I'm like, I'm the thing. Get away. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> Stop it. Stop tempting me. Like, it looked like. Literally, yeah, it's that. Like, that's how he feels right now. Like, in his mind, this is, like, too good. You're so stupid. It's too good to be true. It's too good. (laughs) This is how you get caught, and guess what? This is how he got caught. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. It's too good to be true. (laughs) Get the fuck out of my car. 
<laughs> Don't trust people. Oh my god. <laughs> Love it. But like they're they're like uh there's also um uh god uh just there the, um first of all if if Zach was here he would really highlight Billy Lord who I think is really good too. Oh just yeah. Just her character popping up in it. The first mo- the moment where she shows up at the party I was like, holy shit, she's going to do this throughout the movie. I can't wait. Yep. Like, I was so happy. She's uh, got, like, a fucking time machine or something. Like, <laughs> like she's got a whole separate movie where she somehow made a time machine. Fucking Nightcrawler over here. Yeah, like... <laughs> I loved it. Um, aren't you supposed to be dry? What? I loved it. Um, <laughs> but there's also but a little... She's like Hermione in the third movie. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? Anyway. It's my necklace. It's my necklace. I'm dealing with my necklace. Um, I also like, um, there are also little moments throughout that I really enjoyed, like when they're waiting for the taxi after the boat party mm-hmm. and they're just doing that high, that handshake. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Patty cake? Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I thought that was super cute. I, thought, I love stuff like that. So... So yeah, like that whole everything, like it's it's almost like every moment of this story just really pushes everything. It keeps everything going. It it really highlights ten years of writing. <laughs> it really, <laughs> really does. It really does. There's so many things coming. Let this cook, man. I mentioned this cook. to Chris before, but at the beginning when cook. you go to the classroom and they're all meeting and you're meeting all these kids for the first time, including uh, the teacher as well. Um, all the couples are there. And not only are all the couples there, but all the couples, except for Ryan and Nick, who are a surprise, all the other couples are there, and they interact with their relationships right there in that one scene. Whoa. So every scene, the teacher, the student, everyone. And Ryan and Nick can't be, because then that would be a reveal. I was just like, wow, this stuff is everywhere. Wow. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. This is where Edgar Wright movie, like, every... Part of it, they would, it would, I think it like would, you would just spell it out, but in like the least subtle way. No, in the least, no, in the most subtle way. I mean, I the he is very good. Oddly enough, I, he was somebody I was thinking of while I was watching this movie. I agree. Yeah, because there's a lot of style in his comedies. Yeah, yeah. I think this would have gone faster. Just that much faster. Oh, for sure. But like, again, this is not from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. True. This is from. A female perspective written by women, played by women. They just have a different pace, different speed. But yeah, I did, like, this was a, this was a total ride. Like, the whole, everything, like, oh man. Like, I noticed, like, the, I remember I, during the one take through the argument, I was, like, I was watching this, and I was just, like, because when they were actually, like, arguing... And then the music cut out, and then I'm starting like I'm take like I'm taking this all in. I'm like, when was the last cut? Oh my god, that was one take. Mm-hmm. I was like, all the way to the bathroom. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah, all the way to yeah, the, through the whole fucking argument and everything. But she talks about when you. Watch- I looked away a couple times, you know, because like. Well, yeah, you're just a human being. Yeah. Olivia Wilde talks about when you're watching an argument on film, you sometimes don't get to see the person's reactions that's listening. And this way, you get to go back and forth with the rhythm of um, not necessarily what they're saying, but based off of the reactions. 
And whether the cameraman really necessarily feels that way or whether the scene was always supposed to go that way based off of what they're saying, it doesn't matter because you don't hear it. And even then, they chose that in the edit. They didn't choose that when they were filming it. The fi the, then they filmed it, that argument has an ending to it. Mm -hmm. And you can feel yeah. it when you see it. But that's, that's what I think is so important about her work that I, I never want to ignore. That, like, there's a reason why... There's a, there's a reason why Banshees of Inishirin is an amazing movie that I could watch over and over again. And the camera doesn't do much except just stay in one spot. It's about the people in it. It's about the thing you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And the, in, in a movie like this, it's about how can you use the camera more than that? And a lot of people think that that's pretentious. Oshin is somebody who thinks when that's done that's too far that it can mm -hmm. be pretentious. And then sometimes in a comic book movie, he loves it. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's certain aspects where you have to, like, say, I have prejudices against this. And one thing that I find is really interesting, and zombies, and one of the things I find really interesting is comedies. And she says it. I just love that Olivia Wilde right out the gate was like, people who make them are scared and audience members won't accept them. That a moment like this is just too far for some people. Because it doesn't mean anything other than what the character's feeling in that moment. And right. what the character right. feels in this moment versus what um, Andy thinks when she sees uh, Ryan skating. It's just Ryan skating in slow-mo to music. But for her, it's a big fucking production number. Like, the differences between the character and how they see the world... It's are perspective! All perspective and visual. Some but it's people, in a comedy. Some people can't handle that. It's in, in a, a comedy. comedy. In a comedy, they would sit there, or at least in a super bad, they'd sit there and be like, I love her like I love this, and I love this, and they would run and run, and they would do some of the best jokes you've ever heard in your life, but they're sitting on a table saying them across from each other. And you're yeah. like, Sorry okay. if we're using the camera in a visual media. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that offends a lot of people, sometimes with comedies. God. And that, it's, because it, it strays away from what it is, and some people think that it's just harder to do as a filmmaker. It's harder to say I want to have this genuinely interesting moment of a musical number in my silly comedy about two people who were just caught watching fisting porn by their Uber driver. How do you blend that? It was also that? their principle. How do you blend <laughs> that? Do I even want to blend that when I just have two funny people in a room and you could just put a camera at them? And I like Apatow movies, but... That is what comedy has been for a lot of 20 years. And you take those out of cinema because they just don't make money anymore, not for that reason, but because comedy is harder to make money than, let's say, bigger budget superhero movies that have comedy in them. It's a different story. We don't get Barb and Star anymore. There is a Jennifer Lawrence movie coming out where parents are paying her to de-virginize their son. Yep. It's... Chris, I'm so I have, excited. I have never seen Twitter get more fucking excited for a film in a long time. Because you know why? It's just a comedy. It's just a woman who's funny and a guy who's funny in a funny situation. Wedding crasher style. Sex comedy. Like people I are simplicity, starved but like, for this because we don't have that much anymore. Right. Like, I, 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 She's I, 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 perfect for the role. She's fucking hilarious. Fucking looks great in it. She's producing it. She knows exactly oh, what she's she doing. Really? Yeah, dude, she knows what she's doing. Holy shit. Like, I get the whole simplicity thing, and that's perfect. Like, that's perfectly fine. But, like, to get offended at somebody going to well, Mastermind? I, I mean, offended is a strong word. I would say... It's pretty uh, close uh, to I that, mean, though. Offended is someone who says, 
Uh, I don't think you can push that in your comedy, or I don't think that's needed in a comedy. That's that's the rare, rarer than someone just going. I was about to say because that's just wrong. It's, it's more so that people are like, I don't get it. Like, I just want people being funny. This isn't funny to me. This is showy. This is just. I now, if you watch it again, it's hilarious. You watch the dance number again, it's hilarious. I think that not only that, the dance was longer, and they had to cut it for just a little bit of timing. But even longer, it's like. I can't believe this. Like, they got them to do... Like, Nick is the guy who was trying to cash marshmallows in his mouth. Now he's doing a full-fledged dance number with her. Like, that fucking shit's great. Right. Get your actors to do more than one thing. Do more with your camera. And yeah, she's a, a filmmaker that probably... This is the kind of filmmaking that people would go, you should make a lot of commercials, or you could, you could make music videos. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, because Chris... The guy who made Tar hasn't made a movie in 10 years, and when he does make stuff, it's commercials. And he was just nominated for Best you know, Script, Director, Picture, Actress, all that shit. Like, you, if you're good with a camera, you know what to picture? do. Picture? Picture. Oh, picture. Yeah. I say picture. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, I've, like, I've been, I always follow, I've been following, I've been following, uh... Take picture for me. I've been following baseball, so... No, when I'm, uh, when I was a kid... Uh, my dad took a video of me, and I'm running up and down the hallway trying to get him to see something. Come and see something, Dad, that I did. And um, he won't do it. He just keeps making me come back and explain it to him. And I keep willingly do it without any anger or pretension. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like Dad, Jenny's made this marker stick, and it's so big. You have to come and take picture for me. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, come. And then he does it. And then I come back, and I'm like, Dad. And he's like, no, 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 come here. And I'm like, where are, what, what? And he's like, tell me what you want. And I'm like, oh, Jenny made this marker. Like, <laughs> over and over again. And so I just cute. keep saying the phrase, take picture for me. And, like, it just became a thing. And I think that's why. Oh. Well, you put, you um, took away the X sound from picture. Mm -hmm. And you put it into escape. Yeah. Take picture for me. And escape. It's just, uh, or, or when I say situation. <laughs> like the arcade like, by the restaurant. Escape. Yeah. Bed oh of America. Nice. Uh, wow! Escape. So, like, I, I do, I do think, um, I, but I, I, we're right now in the party now, which I think yeah. is the highlight of the movie. And like I said, it's a great balance between what's happening within the characters' heads and what's happening in reality. And a great, a great balance again is when she's doing the karaoke. I, I love when he's singing it. God, the Shakespeare, Shakespeare guy is so funny. It's so funny. Oh, so funny. Oh, so good. Here's when, amazing. When she takes, when she starts singing, and you hear. When she starts singing and it doesn't go well, and she doesn't know what to do, and the room goes silent in her mind, and then she starts singing and it comes back. Like, it's a really good balance between what's happening in the moment and what's happening in reality. And, like, to look at Ryan and be like, I just want this chick to come out and have fun because I think you're a fun person. And she's like, she likes me. That's, <laughs> re that's a really interesting balance. No one's doing anything wrong. No. They're just trying to be themselves and figure it out. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard. This movie really really makes it clear that it's really hard to be this age and that you should be okay with it and the only time you'll ever be okay with it is afterwards. Yep. Honestly, when afterwards, it's, when, when it's, it's all, all fucking said and done. Said and done. Yep. The like, all of these people in this room have gone through what she's gone through and that I, maybe that's the point of the movie, that all of these people are more confident be. making mistakes than these two main characters are. And they walk away from the experience going, we now understand you guys. We understand that it's hard to make mistakes and get over them, and we no longer blame you guys for doing that, for being something that we are not. 
And if that's some element to it, I don't think it wears it on its face, but I do think... It's probably, I think it's all probably the characters probably, yeah. in this movie... I think there are a lot of characters in this movie that make mistakes and learn from them. Even the adults. Like, the teacher goes back and she lives her life again. So, there are some characters that mm-hmm. do change that web, too. But mm-hmm. I do think these characters understand something about themselves that most people don't get until they're out of high school. And it's literally the last day of high school that they get it. And that's they should they consider that to be a gift. Yeah, just oh, a really fun ride. I'm I for one am like I'm glad that Olivia Wilde went the extra mile with this. I agree. Visually. This would not be as entertaining if it was God just, no. If someone was just like it'd still be good point camera at funny people. Like it would it wouldn't like it'd still be funny, but it's but it wouldn't be as memorable, I guess. Like she could walk into that party, she can see Nick, and the camera pulls in. She gives a little smile, and uh. then she goes off and does something. Like Nacho Libre or something. That like, could that's be it. That reminds yeah. me of. Like I Nacho Libre is a comedy that goes the extra mile. Absolutely. But like, there are moments where he's just like it's still like a smile, and then it's just like. You but the, but like that is a perfect marriage of the person's tone and the story itself and matching it well. Right. And I think I, I think this is a perfect example of how Olivia Wilde can take an entertaining comedy and embed it with the or a, really find a way to highlight, heighten, put a dark light on the emotions of what's going on. And that's why it sticks with people. That's why it sticks with me. I care about these two people way more emotionally than I do about. Um, Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill and Superbad. I think those two guys are fun. I'd hang out with them when I was their age. I'd have a good time, and I'm glad those two are still friends. Sure. But, like, I don't really care if one of them feels bad. It's funny. It's how the movie kind of plays it out. Like, if, if there's a broken part of their relationship, ah, they'll be fine. They'll fix it tomorrow. They're dudes. These women have been lying to each other. Subtly manipulating themselves in ways because they know the end is coming. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to fight that for both the same and different reasons on the same night. One's doing it because the other one is so passionate about it. And the other one's doing it because she feels that she needs help. And that's wrong, but also they enjoy being each other's friends and having each other around. Yeah, And that's what relationships are. Like, I need something from you regardless of whether I tell you to that I need it. But also, we, I like being around you, my friend. Like, it's <laughs> fucking weird and human, and that's part of growing up. I think that's all there. Like, I, I, I have, I'm, I'm not sitting here and saying that female directors are different than men all the time, but there's a different perspective to things that are needed that this, this movie wouldn't have if it was a male filmmaker. Oh, oh I yeah. agree. This would not be the same movie. Oh, yeah. Especially what? when you have the female gaze in it, right? Because if this, uh, she's she's gay, she's a lesbian, yeah. so this it would have the male gaze on being a lesbian than it would the female gaze, right? Which is, but even then, the character doesn't even say that's what she likes about Ryan. 
is how she looks. Mm -hmm. There's a discernible difference between Ryan and the girl she ends up with. Mm -hmm. And she even says at the beginning, how she, how do you go from the fucking cat in this one cartoon to Avril Lavigne to her? Avril Lavigne makes way more sense with the girl she ends up with. Mm -hmm. And I, it's the personality. What you see about Ryan is how fun Ryan is. And she explains it. She's like, Ryan's like a puppy dog. She's a happy where she goes. She's a Labrador. I love that. Like, that's what I love about her. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, they make it very clear that that's what the character feels like. Right. When she's in that pool, yeah, there's a part of her that's really excited. She gets to take off her clothes. She gets to be with the one she likes. But it would look okay, visually see different. This. The moment she gets out of the not, and, and it's not even to say that it would be grosser or, or even no, sexier gross, because they, this movie is gross. It has gross comedy. These girls could be disgusting. And that's fine, too. That's great. The, it, but the gaze is different. The yeah. focus is different. The comedy is different. Yeah. The sense of timing is different. It's 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 great. I don't. I think being a stylistic filmmaker uh, with nothing. I, I think this film has a lot to say. It really does, and it's not anything that's Last new. Stitch. But it's stuff that really it can matter when you're experiencing. It's timeless for everybody. But it's uh, like when you're that age, emotions drive everything. Mm -hmm. So if an emotional director is driving this story. Fantastic. I think she elevates it. When you're an adult and you do it differently with an adult story, maybe she hasn't found that one yet. Mm -hmm. And I, I will get around to Don't Worry Darling. I honestly think it would sound like a good comparison with it and Serenity. They have merits to both, but what makes them ridiculous is maybe the person telling the story more than anything else than the story or even how it's told. It's the person telling. Mm -hmm. So I, um, and then all the controversy behind it. Just time will help Don't Worry Darling. Booksmart, time hurt it for a bit, and Don't Worry Darling has hurt it more. I'm coming to this now with an open mind, and I'm like, teen movies are easy, comedies are hard. And she blended that perfectly well. She decided to make this a hard comedy to make, and I think a huge element that could have made this really lazy for her are these two fantastic performances at the center. These girls are so fucking good that you didn't need to go to the effort of making it stylistically interesting. Right. You could have put the camera down and just let them act. That's just doing it right now with this one solo take. Mm -hmm. She's kind of swaying back and forth, but like, yeah, it's just, it's effectively the same. But yeah. she's right, like it's... But instead of a cut going from one person to the other, you see the reaction of the other person while you're moving. You get right. the space between it rather than going bloop, 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 bloop. In that space between, you get to see the other person's hurt face. In that space between, you get the middleman and everything between them. That matters to her as a filmmaker in this moment. May not matter again. She may not make anything like the third act of this movie ever again. And I gotta say, this is a good fucking third act of any movie. Specifically, a comedy. And it feels like more than just that. That's how you. That's how you've succeeded with your comedy. If you're able to blend it with mm -hmm. so many other emotions, it just makes it. Makes it better. Yeah, I think teen comedies need more emotion, and I think more comedies need more visual style. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that she did both here, and I'm happy that that's her goal as a filmmaker later. I'm interested in her as a filmmaker, but I'm, I don't know if I'm always going to be interested in what she says. So maybe she makes the kind of movies that I just need to turn on mute. And is she made a movie sense? Um, not sense, but Don't Worry Darling came out last year. So it's pretty recent. Yeah. Uh, and so... There's a three-year gap between this this release and Don't Worry Darling. Yeah, making movies hard. 
So uh, I would just she has post pandemic three yeah. other movies planned, and one of them is a Madam Web Spider Man verse movie. Wow, yep. that's gonna be the ultimate test for me. Uh, for you, you love that world. You love those characters. Yeah. I know, but yep. I, I think she's a great comedic director, and I think she's a great visual stylist. Mm-hmm. But I think um, you know she needs to challenge herself more as a storyteller. Uh, and for someone who's this is her first movie, this is an impressive first feature. So uh, I, I, she's going places. Like don't worry, don't worry, darling is a stumble. If it didn't have all the controversy, it, people wouldn't talk about it so egregiously. But if it had just sort of been the fart in the wind that it is, uh, people would have been like, okay. And then it may maybe have gotten more respect down the road for its style and its cinematography and stuff. But I think everyone sort of agrees that, like, you could have said more with it, lady. Um, and that's mostly women saying that, that, that I have found with Don't Worry Darling. But hmm. this, the, and anyone who I found has doesn't like this, it's usually been in the context of, like, comedies of, like, eh, you know, I just don't get it, or I don't think you needed that, it just didn't age well, like, I've seen it done better, and it's like, comedies are hard, man. And people judge them roughly. And as I get older, I'm like... I'm much leaner on them, and this is impressive, especially for the intentions that she was going for. I think she, I think she nailed it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fun ride. Really liked it. But good God, I can't do puke. I, I cigarette butts, was so, but Peter made a uh, really good. Peter that's what that's what she swallowed. Cigarette butts, yeah. Butt water. Butt water. But Chris, here's the thing, and I think this is fair. There's at least two moments in this film. I've already forgotten the other one because I don't think it's happened yet. But the major one is no. you don't puke on the girl in front of you when you got an empty bathtub next to you. Yeah, I said that. You puke when we in it. the fucking bathtub. You just turn around. Yeah. No, you turned. You don't even have to turn around. You turn just to the right. Not only that, she would totally be on your side. She would be like, oh my god, this is a chick that was just giving you shit a second ago. She'd be rubbing your back, man. You'd have her in the palm of your hand. And you puke on her? That's just movie bullshit. I mean, your finger was already in her ass. But she took it well. She's the one who she didn't. took it well. She's the one who freaked out, but no, I'm sorry. She's it's not like she's Blech. laying she wasn't laying down and drinking. Ah, no, no, she stood on her She was there. Yep. Plenty of space and plenty of time. Movie bullshit. That's the one thing I was like, God, there's no way. Fuck that. I agreed with you in the moment. I was like, Well, please. okay. Benefit Don't the show the bath. It was sitting Don't on the bathtub. Don't show the bathtub. bathtub. Yeah, or be or not be next to the bathtub. I'm gonna be next to a toilet. I'm gonna Or a sink. I'd go to the sink. Ew. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Because I do love the moment. Right. She was drunk a little bit, probably, right? No. The emotion of the moment. Like, she needs to puke on her for the worst thing ever to happen, for her to overcome the cool love. Argument with a lifelong friend. Wrong wrong hole, you drank the cup of freaking cigarette butts and shit water. And she still saved the day. She still saves the day. She needs to go to Africa. That's what she needs. You know, my life yeah, was better. World, baby. My life was better when I thought it was this really strong liquor and I didn't catch what exactly what she drank. 
I didn't know. I thought it was like Peter a caught it for me. Peter on the rocks. Because those, I mean, there was some floating business. In I was like, cup. what was it? And then I didn't think about it. Then when she almost puked on her, I was like, okay. I thought it was like a rum and coke, like a really strong rum and coke. Well, on the rocks. To, to be as graphic as possible, <coughs> I have a lot of um, experience. We, I think we all do, especially working at the movie theater where you pick uh, a cup up and you're like, oh, what's this? Is it coke? Nope. Mm. That's spit. Yeah. Never cup. had that experience. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. God. I the, dude, I had the lotion. Why was it only me then? Dude, because I had the lotion on the seat after Fifty Shades. Everyone's got to That's get where it comes back. Everyone's got to get something. I always got the spit cup. I got a teddy bear with drugs. I was caught by the man. He killed my family. Where the fuck is this guy? He took the drugs. That could be the McGuffin for a short film. I kept the um, <laughs> Alex, that could be the MacGuffin for our short film. Write it down. Drug filled teddy bear? Yeah, write it down. Has well, find me if we put it in a movie. And I said, write it down. down. I said, kill my family again. Again. Write it down. Write it down. I think that was it, Breaking Bad. Or or The Wire. It'll be an Easter egg. It'll be fine. Or Batman. The Dark Knight. It's an Easter egg. It'll be fine. Hey, Peter, come here for a second. Come here. Okay, the only person who's ever seen those movies is dead now. No one will ever know. He stabbed me in the throat. It's going to take a while. Damn it. So how about that weather, Alex? Oh, it sucks. Really? Nah, it's actually nice. Yeah, it was like 49 I'm actually going to go to the store probably after all this. And it'll be 45 tomorrow. It will be? Yeah. God damn. All right. And then it'll be 33 um, at the Twins Home Opener, which I was planning on going to. Oh. That's going to suck. Why? Because it's 33. Eh, that's not that bad. At 3 o'clock? That's not that bad. Going into 6? But the sun will be up. No, it's mostly cloudy. It'll be fine. I'll just wear, I'll just wear snow pants, because I plan ahead. My God, your face is red. Yeah, that's what it was like when <laughs> he farted. You know, when he farted... When we were spinning the wheels, yeah. that's what your face looked like. Oh, okay. This is this is the representation. Mm. Oh, good. He's finally dead. Yep. Okay. Now we can make our movie. No, because we actually need him. When he I gets, sucked up all the blood. I'm going to... That's disgusting. Um, no, we need him because we oh, need to put the Buttercast name on it so that it gets recognition. What? Nothing? Anyway. Just the butts. Strategy. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, Look, it's right there. Oh. It's right there. It's right there, lady. Just turn, just turn to the right. She's even about to do it. Are you? Are you? Turn good? to the right. No. Uh, no. 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 I think they edited it well, but like, turn to the right. Christ in heaven. If it wasn't in a bathroom, mercy. Honestly, in general. I mean, there's a shower right there, lady. Just wash it off. You oh can, my god! This is a very, late. that's a very you fancy house. Yeah, that's a very fancy house. That is more than one shower. It's his answer. I would go in that shower, I would shower off, and I'd lay back down. <laughs> no, but she's not, no, because like, Caitlin Devers isn't moving anytime soon. You gotta go to a different shower. Mm. Which I'm sure that home has many. There's a pool right there. Eh, there's a shower right there. I love how she kicks her out of the bathroom though. Yeah. She's such a bitch. Yeah. I love it. She's, good. She's great for her. She likes she likes aggressive, dominating relationships. In buttholes. Apparently. That In was the pandas. thing she found out. That's the thing she just found out. What's so crazy is she is a woman. She has a vagina. 
and knows exactly where that vagina is in relation in geometry to where the butthole is. She tried to explain it to her earlier. Just flip it. Flip it. Just take your hand and flip it. She couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess she didn't know. She didn't watch porn to at least somewhat educate herself. And she also just uses a plushie to get off to, which is completely fine. But there are way better ways. Uh, yeah, they do kind of make it clear that she doesn't use her hand. They did the work. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. The puking, though, it's unforgivable. I hate the movie for that, actually. It's D. Uh, you know, I think they edit it well, but there's a bath. D for no dick. Because she's a lesbian. She doesn't get any dick. Think of the dildo. Oh, dildo's not a dick. Well, it's just it's a dick. Dick. You called it a dildo. It's dick adjacent. Straight up. Or down. Nah, straight up. So not like that. Ex- you got to put it on the uh, that one thing that like flips you upside down for like back for like your back. Oh wow! And then yeah, but that's, that's, oh, that's straight down. That's kinky as shit, man. That's in, that's oh. how I imagine it when you mean straight down. Oh. Five five shades of gray, everybody. Not six, just five. He's given us uh-huh. four examples of shades of gray today. <laughs> well, five without the recording. Sure. Anyway. Again, we're not king shaming. We're just shocked. <laughs> Impressed, even. Yeah, you get Jealous. that table. You get the table that you lay your back on. You the worst. The, the worst. <laughs> the worst version of myself is coming out. I it's not your worst, it's dude. It's just the horniest. It's just another fucking uh, multitude, man. You contain multitudes. <laughs> Horny's one of them. You have a lot of shades. My my uh my public school brain is coming out. Um, good man, let it out. No. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, yeah, this was like I said, it was really enjoyable. I had a lot of fun. Mm. It really just could have been a point and shoot boring comedy, but they they went the extra mile to make yeah, this look so. good. And give it visual depth. But apparently Neanderthals don't get it. Fucking Neanderthals. Again, this did very well. It it did very well when it came out. And then there's a lot of people who are like, well, it's just a, as a comedy, do you really need this other stuff? Does it do it? it, Does it really deserve all the praise it gets for just elevating its style? What do you think comedy's so dumb? Good God. Because as in cinema, you're, like, you're in a room because but like look at page. people look at the Oscars, man. They don't really give a lot of Oscars to comedies. Banshees of Inisherin is technically a funny movie, but it's also sad as shit. Everything ever, everywhere, all at once is the most recent comedy outside of Green Book, which I guess they feel is a comedy. Uh, that's been it. Winning was the was the best joke in the movie. Yeah, anything with the word book in it will automatically. Everything everywhere all at once doesn't have book in it. Book of Henry. Book smart. They didn't win. Book of Eli. Green Book won. Against Booksmart? No. Booksmart was not nominated. But Green Book is technically a comedy. Any last thoughts, gentlemen? Any last words? No, I mean, I really like it. This is a great example where it doesn't need much to say about it. What it does say, it says on film, is just how you respond to it. And I think we've really explored like what happens with these people pretty well. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really good. It's really solid. It's just a good teen comedy that elevates it with good style. And I, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm, I 
I said this to Alex, but I, I get a lot of 70s vibes, especially of how it's shot and aesthetically, like the lights that they use, the bathroom that they were in was like very like late 60s to 70s. Even the clock on her fucking nightstand was like just taken right out of some 70s movie. Mm. I don't know. I might just be biased, but I know 70s when I fucking see it. I know it. Anyway. Look at that vest, man. I mean, come on. Right. Look at the lighting. Underrated costume design. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that visual cue. Okay, you do that visual cue. is like poster? Yeah. yeah. She's like, uh, what? <laughs> I just found the way out. Um, anyway. All right. So, Booksmart, shall we grade? Shall we grade? Um, I am going to say... You can't. We only have 20 minutes left. Do we have to be quiet and finish it? No, we usually less. The, the end of the movie is almost always the wheel spin. Um, I would say I'm fine between B plus and A minus, and the reason you know I'm gonna say A minus because I think the supporting cast is amazing. I think all the extra people are fucking fantastic. Everyone, the two the two actors, the pizza guy, Sadekis, the teacher, everyone is fantastic. Nick and Ryan doing their own thing. I I love the probably my favorite. And just because it's very hard for a movie to speak to me visually on a level that hits me no other way than just gutturally or naturally, mm-hmm. just like, that is a cool thing I like to look at. I just like looking at that cool thing. When the guy's going down the hallway with the fire extinguisher in slow motion, mm-hmm. I love that shot. It looked amazing. I don't know why. That just look, He's just got this look on his face that like by the time he's done with it, he's like, right? He's like, like, I'm so right. fucking cool. He's like, this is fucking great, right? It's just the music. Everything about that moment, I'm like, I could watch that over and over and over again. As just like a little Okay, let me go back. Nope. And I think um, that'll mm-hmm. elevate a little bit more for me. But the cast. Like, everything about Olivia Wilde's um, direction is fun. Everything about the script is really impeccable and tightly written. But the cast is what elevates this. They all studied the script in ways that most people don't for comedies, Olivia Wilde said. She's like, they hmm. like they stepped in and they treated it like it was a play. Like, they knew everything about the script. And she's like, most people don't do that for comedies. Like, most people just know wow. their scenes and step in and kind of do their thing. And I, I think the cast elevates this a lot. Um, so, yeah, A- minus for me, I'm going to say. I think it's pretty good. I, I think it's aging, it's going to age pretty well, too, as just a lazy Saturday fun time. I think it goes very well with like super bad. If Madam, I think if Madam views and stuff like that. I think if Madam Well does well, Madam Web. I'm uh, just guys. I'm tired. If Madam Well does Web, Madam Web does well. But again, I think she's gonna do two other movies. Uh, maybe so another tired. movie before that. Um, I did warn you. This this uh, acid reflux medication makes me drowsy and turns you cursive. It's also one a.m. in the yeah. morning. It also one a.m. in the morning. Yes. Probably past that. One thirty. There we go. See. So. I don't care. If Madam Web does well, mm-hmm. then I think this movie will be remembered far more than it has. Because like I think people will look back on this more fondly as like probably one of the better teen comedies. I think it's gonna age very well. Yeah. I think. I think. She would have to make a really, really bad movie, I think, for this to not age that. Because this doesn't... Peter, I'm praying for you. And that Madam Web movie, dude. Oh, man. 
I think I think Don't Worry Darling is a failed experiment at um, pretension. It's a failed experiment of like elevating something that didn't need it. But this is good. I want her to continue to make to turn comedies into something a little bit more. Not higher art. I don't think that's a thing. I think comedies can be art. I just want more style in my comedies. And I think she's very good at that. So uh, to see her make... And, and I, I, a thing that would probably be new for her that is adventurous that I would love for her to play around in is action. A matter what movie means action. I'd love to see... Like after that car chase scene, after uh, Billy Lord jumping out the deck... There's a lot of great moments in this room. And the dance scene. I mean, she's good at yes. shooting choreography in yeah. any way. So. I would like to see her do some action for sure. And I think she could. Like a funny comedy for sure. And Madame Boy could have that. Um, yeah. A minus. Do you want me to go next, Chris? Go ahead, yeah. Okay. Because I was good anyway. Yeah, I know. So, this as a feeling movie... So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to continue this for myself as a feeling. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'd give it an A+. Plus. Wow. Um, aesthetically, I thought it was really awesome, very refreshing, but as, like, a movie, getting my feels out of the way. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are some points where, you know, it is very um, bare bones of, like, you know, what these beats are going to be. There are some really nice twists, like how um, Ryan, you know, just, just simply didn't like Amy. Yeah. Like, and that's it. Like, and Amy's like, no! No, everything I thought! Um, so that was that was very fun. But, you know, the, the points of puking on her, I'm like, she's obviously going to fucking puke on her, despite any other fucking location other than the person that's directly in front of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that but those moments are are very small, um, so I I give it definitely more than a B. I'm I'm somewhere in the A range, not not an A plus, but I'm teetering between like A or A minus. Mm. The teacher thing weirds me out a little bit. I understand. Yeah, that was. The, I understand it's it's for her, but like when you really. That's think, still about a decade and a half of it. Yeah, there was there was that. a teacher at um at Wyzetta who has been fired. I mean, this was, this was years ago because she was, she was having an affair with a student. I mean, th- but they're both legal. He's 20, she's 30-something. They could do, if he'd be in college by now. Sure. It's legal. Sure. Now you guys, you guys are just judging now. That's all this is. You guys are judging. No, no crime is being committed. This is an act of moral Judgment. I think he's done. I think he has. I think, he, I think he. I think he's fucked a teacher and really like. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Or he is a teacher. His legs are spread a little too. Or he is. Or he is Miss Joy. Or he is a teacher. Oh my God. J O I. I don't remember. She didn't spell it when she screamed. Joy. It. She she screamed her own name. Well, you know, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I'm enjoying this very lovely is what she would say. A but, plus. But she A plus. But she wouldn't say I. She would say me, Joy. No, I'm enjoying this. So and she didn't say her name. I mean, she said it. Just in another word. We're all made of water. <laughs> right, we are. A minus. A minus. For 
the joke of the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I think it's an A minus two. I don't know the the things that I would elevate about Jeez, this. Um, I I think um, I, I, yeah, a grade is not necessarily saying like um, that it's a judgment or anything, but like. Um, and I wouldn't even say that there's any joke in here that doesn't necessarily. This was the best. The panda scene. The panda scene. The panda with her. Oh, oh my great. But she just smacks it out of his hand. It's so good. Um, I. Yeah, I mean, if there was any scene that I think is a little bit <sighs> unneeded in the whole movie, it is technically she got the claymation that. scene, and the yeah. whole me like. It is a movie about, like, the the problem to me with the movie is the second act because there's all that setup that's really great. They go out in the night on the town. They go to the first party, and it's not a party. It's the guy on the boat. And Billy Lord's just, like, freaking out and all that shit. But there's a really great moment on that boat where he's, like, where she's, like, you can't buy people. And he's, like, I think I, I, think I can. Like, my parents do it all the time. And it's a really great moment. Yeah. And then they find out they like each other. And like, oh, there's merit to the scene. And then you get to the party, uh, or and they do the drugs, and they become like dolls and everything, and like, you yeah, find uh, out... After, Shakespearean's uh, party. Yeah, you find out afterwards that she likes Nick. But you don't need to go through that whole party for that to happen. And there's like, there's, uh, there's some mm. slow part there. I don't know what it is. Mm. But there's something there where I'm just like, I could lose one of those. And for some reason, I like the boat more. And I don't know why. It's not necessarily Billy Lord. It's just maybe it's the fact that he admits that he likes her accidentally. But <laughs> there is... Uh, I like when the guy's making the whole entrance down the stairs and his, his friend is just, like, mouthing the words with him. I love that stuff. It's really great. But, like, the claymation scene is just to be like, hey, we're a comedy and we're going to have a funny scene in it. That's what that feels like. Whereas the entire third act, everything comes together in a way that's really beautiful. And there's something about that to me that's like a little clunky. But I don't know how to fix that. I wouldn't know how to make this movie. So I'm <laughs> fucking creating an A- minus out of my asshole. Like, I know a perfect movie when I yeah, see I'm it right and coming. I feel like it. And um, you also know an asshole. There's a little bit it. more. There's a little bit more. Yes, I do. There's a little bit more into this movie than I think. <laughs> He definitely like, wouldn't get the wrong. A head. couple more watches on a visual level, I feel like I could get, but like, it, it feels like an A minus to me. I'm confident with that. All right, book smart. The Zach what time? Did Good he time. watch it? We don't know. He I was mean, out of town, dude. Too busy probably drinking not. his own. Probably yes. Not. Drink, you really do have drink, a voice for radio. Um, drinking Piss drinker. Piss piss drinker. Totally comfortable with underage objectifying group. women on film. <coughs> Visual medium. Peter, will you be my representative in this alleged <laughs> argument? I'll take off my pants. Yep, thank you. Oh wait, not yet. You have to think. Why? Why are you going to do that? All right. Because we, we gotta. We gotta. Well, we gotta do what? We gotta spin the wheel. Wheel. Yeah. Wheel. Wheel. The wheel. Wheel. You know what the wheel, wheel? is, right? W H E E. Wheel. L. Wheel. 
Question mark. Wheel? Wheel. 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 That was a bad that was a bad wheel. 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 I'm gonna spin that wheel. Wheel. I'm gonna spin that wheel. Wheel. I'm gonna make that deal. Wheel. I'm gonna make her feel good for my tiny dick. Come my tiny dick. Come my tiny dick on her shoulder. My tiny dick. Come my tiny dick. Come my tiny dick in her knee pit. So, so, <laughs> so many moments tonight are going to go into the 10 year anniversary. Look smart. Um, all right. The bad movie wheel, gentlemen. I have a return to inform you. Yeah. Uh, it demands you okay. Yeah, to the window. Oh, <laughs> I I've chosen Zach's pick for him, but I think he'd be okay with it. It's not in tune with the time of year, but I am going to be okay with it. So for Zach's pick, I have chosen Santa Conquers the Martians. Okay. Jesus Christ! All right, because that's, that's his pick, right? Uh, he's yeah. He, he I'm sure he would pick that. I don't think he has a problem with it. He's mentioned it before. It's it's very much a Plan Nine from Outer Space kind of redux, but <coughs> but <coughs> this one's funnier. Because it's um, Santa conquering Martians. Can you read the backlog? Okay. That's where I got it from. In slow motion. While your foot's in your mouth. Without your sock. No, you don't want that. Um, oh, I do. If I take my sock off, I'll release a poisonous gas. Um, Maybe I want it. Alright. So, on the bad backlog. Daredevil 2003, Godzilla 98, Robin Hood 2018, who killed Captain Alex, not him. Gemini Man, No Holds Barred, Masters of the Universe, Santa Conquers the Martians, Varsity Blues, Max Steel, Super Babies, Baby Genius, it's Air- <laughs> Aragon, Van Helsing, Cutthroat Island, The Chaperone, Ultraviolet, Aeon Flux, Daddy Daycare, Flash Gordon, Sanchez, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, that's on the Curiosity, I should get rid of that. Battlestar Wars, Love Guru, that's also on them. Oh, God. I wanted to see if I had any backlogs, but I don't. Uh, I know mine. I know mine. You're gonna hate me. Cause you're beautiful. We'll see. Aww. No, I'm actually quite the opposite. Um, don't you dare say that. Too late. Um, I'll let you go first. Southland Tales again, baby. I didn't even change it from the last time we spoke. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell Peter, yeah. I think your last Hell yeah. suck my dick. Peter, your last pick was Little Big Time. Did, didn't I get it on the wheel? What? Little Bigfoot. I thought oh, I you did, Bigfoot. didn't you? God, God damn it, Chris. But that's, I'm just telling you, that's what you just suggested. Right, right, right. God damn that's it, why I didn't have anything on the backlog. God damn it, Chris. God, I really don't have one this time. I was not mentally prepared for anything. Today. Come on. You can't think of one bad throw? Come on. He's like, don't worry, darling. What? You're like, don't worry, darling. It's mm. the only bad film I can think of right now. All the films that I do watch that are labeled as bad, I'm like, no, no, there's some merit to that, man. Mm. And then I'd like completely forget about it <laughs> being a bad movie, you know? Too nice of a guy sometimes. Once Avatar, I'll fucking kill someone for it. 
I don't know, man. You can't think of a Gili or something? Well, the last time I tried to put, like... It's coming to me. You can do it. You can do it. It was a Pinocchio movie. Okay. It was, that, guess? It was that Pinocchio, a true story. How long is Geppetto? it? Geppetto? With Drew Carey? No, let me... Let me sh- um, There's been so many Pinocchios. It was... It was one I, remember, I remember us briefly talking about it because it wasn't a theater... Like it wasn't like in theaters, but then, uh, but then Chris confirmed was like, no, it can be on the wheel if it was a. DVD. I don't care anymore. The Marine, the Marine movies never made it to theater. The first one did. The first one did. After that, it was just well, buy my shit, please. Pinocchio movies, yeah, Pinocchio, a true story. Sorry, yeah, a true story. It was in. 2021, an hour and 34 minutes. Okay, good. As long as it's Free a on Prime Video. Alright, man. If that's what you want. Pinocchio 2 Story. It just seems like a really, really hard watch. Just all around, like, oh. I, yeah, like... So much money went into, like, the, the CGI and the budget where it just, it, like... I wish I could have that money. And fucking do something with that. Right. Then, like, some grown-ass man going, Oh, I'm Pinocchio. Oh. Oh, is this the Polly Shore one? I don't know, I don't know if it's Polly Shore. Sounds but like But there's a grown-ass man playing Pinocchio. Sounds like Polly Shore. Alright, you guys are going to hate me for this. Especially if we land on it. God damn. Dude, you need to... We need to show you more bad movies outside of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't pursue them. That dude, like, there's gotta, another be, there's gotta there. be another food fight out there. Pixels. You're choosing pixels? Wow. Oh, well, then I'll, like, I'll fucking put the emoji movie on there if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Pinocchio it is. <laughs> Pinocchio it is. I don't know yet. I may be like, give me the emoji movie after Pinocchio. We'll no, see. Yeah. That's the point of the bad wheel. Who knows? Um, so you want to go pixels? Pixels. Interesting. Uh, you're gonna hear me talk about Futurama a lot. That's fine, as long as we get the proper reaction to Adam Sandler. Uh, We've already got one bad Adam Sandler movie on. Jack and Jill. We might as well get two. I would say um, I, I think I feel like we're gonna walk away and be like Pixels is way better than Jack. Yeah, I just Jill. immediately from like that era of Pixels, I just think of like Angry Birds or Ugh. the Emoji Movie. Or just Pixels makes anything. fun of that. Have you seen it? Apparently, no, no, I have but like, from what I've researched. Like, I know it's shit. I know it's the drizzling shits, but like... Oh. I don't think... I've seen worse. I will what? say that much. Drizzling? Fact, wait, the drizzling shits? My favorite band. I would say if... <laughs> I actively gagged when you said that. Uh, dripping shit is the original phrase, but drizzling is just better for a band. <laughs> the best, just like her. The best drizzling shits. Ladies and gentlemen, the drizzling shits. Oh God, I don't feel good. <laughs> 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 they play that music <laughs> that apparently helps you dump some shit. The brown notes. Oh God. So. I, I here's the thing, Jack and <laughs> like, Jill. I'm not even kidding. I Jack and Jill is a really bad movie. Whereas, yeah, um, as a, it's just that as a video gamer, I would like to have my face back on. Oh, 
Alright, I mean, I think it's going to be even funnier, Chris, when, like, they're mostly going to be video games that are not from your era. I know. Like, how's that going to spit in your face? Apparently it says something about it. I think you're going to be very interested about... I think there are going to be things in this movie for us to talk about, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as you think it is. We'll see. I think you're actually going to like it more than... You'll see, you'll see. I get Pixels is the kind of movie I wouldn't be surprised if Chris walked away and was like, I kind of liked it. No. No. I'll just be silent. Yeah. Um, And then a... Yeah, inappropriately loud yell. Uh, <gasps> Pinocchio, A True Story, Southland Tales, again, Santa Conquers the Martians, and Pixels. This is a terrible list of movies. Do what you will, boys. Yeah, you bet I will. Make sure the phone is up. Yep. Uh, uh, all the way down to the ankles. <sighs> Just for daddy. <laughs> Sorry. Also, the movie's over, so I don't know you guys again. anymore. Hell yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Uh, 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 Sounds dry. <laughs> Sorry, all the kidney stones. Pinocchio, true story. Uh, it's because I got hard. <laughs> Dude, you've been running train on the bad wheel, man. Yep. I got two wounds. That's the third. All right, have three on here recently. All right, on the bad movie I'm wheel. I'm going to make you guys watch South and Tail. I'm totally going to make you fucking do it. You're going to fucking hate me so fucking much. so fucking crazy. I'm fucking mad at the movie. You're going to fucking hate me so much, man. Oh my God, breathe. <laughs> it's not even on the wheel anyway Pinocchio true story alright Peter's trying to fuck me alright yeah Little Bigfoot and that's Pinocchio what, that's what I've decided right. for Little that's why you approved of you and I haven't seen anything from Pinocchio but if it's the Polly Shore one that I think it is I'm gonna be talking a lot about Polly Shore um is Polly Shore the he would be Pinocchio I'm assuming cause I all I'm getting is the cause it's a Russian film oh. so it was dubbed well, I mean, that still makes sense that, like, Polly Shore would be a dead of a Russian film, still. All right. Oh, yeah, Polly. Knew it. Your voice, I knew it. Got Just by your voice alone, I was like, that's the fucking weasel. I know it. It's <laughs> the whistle. I knew the it. The whistle. I'm a bad movie yeah. wheel as it sits right now. That's the cool. That's the what, equally one of the coolest film knowledge things I could have had, but also one of the dumbest. Just, just the weasel. Oh my god! You have it's that knowledge. Short. You have short. that in the vault, man. It's the whistle. On bad movie wheel. Zoom. Z o o m zoom. Not wow. a bad movie. I do have a couple on here. Little Bigfoot. D o o m doom. Not a bad movie. Chopping Spoilers, mall. dude! Chopping Mall's a bad movie. Okay. You don't need to spoil everyone. North. Oh, boy. You're, you're, you're fixed on that. Uh, speaking of somebody who's fixed on something. Uh, Velocipaster. Oh, wow. Zach's Velocipaster. Cheap dino suit. Really cheap. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Snakes in a box. Razor blade frisbees. Mac and me. Yeah, you heard that right. 
that's a scary thought, like genuinely. A, like a bunch of razor blades on a fucking frisbee. That's what got into it, yeah. That's fucked up. That's I saw a clip of it on Facebook and I couldn't help myself. Very funny looking. Math night! Because so, it's like Surfer Brian throwing a frisbee at another guy to murder him. It's very funny. <laughs> Mac and me. God, I think that was me. Yeah. yeah. No, it was Zach. No, I'm wondering, no, Zach, I'm wondering between you and I, but I like, I think yeah, it was me. Knock, knock. That's... Oh my god! Holy <laughs> shit, I do have a couple on here! Oh boy. Oh my god, if it's knock knock and I see John Wick And what would be free pizza! Who wouldn't take free pizza? So, oh man. As his head is I out will of say this. I will say this. Okay, keep going, yeah. If we... Not a lot, I'm telling you. This would be a very big big spinner moment given this movie just came out. Dungeons and Dragons. God, yeah, and of okay, I can't get that excited, but that is the one I want the most. Absolutely. Well, now you just spoke. Yeah, it won't happen. It was the one I want the Alex, most. Alex, stop it's, sharing it's, amongst your friends, guys. It's not the one I want the most. <laughs> like, now it knows. Stop. It's like four I want out here. If the recording can hear you, there's four. I the want wheel out can here. hear you. What are you looking? The at, fuck Chris? are you doing, Chris? What are you doing at our place? Why are you looking out the what window? What are you doing, cat? What are you doing? Calm your cat down, Peter. Dude, where's my car? What? Oh, Are you oh, dead oh. serious right now? No, it's the title of the movie. Oh, <laughs> you fuck. Yeah. I am actually terrified that will happen one day. Uh, I mean, they'll probably go for your Cadillac converter more than anything. Catalytic converter. Whatever, I don't but care. Not, I'm not stealing. this cold. Isn't that proof, Chris, that I'm not stealing them? I don't know what they're called. Yeah, I'm, I'm innocent now. You had to move the same ball. Um, Jack and Jill. Um, I like dude more than Jack and Jill, but Jack and Jill's on there. Star Crash. Hey. Hey. Andrew Dice Clay is coming to the Mall of America. No, actually, no, he's coming to, he's coming to Minneapolis soon, but not the Mall of America. I just saw his advertisement at the Mall of America. Hickory Dickory Duck, she fell on my cock. Hey. Um, Tom Cruise's The Mummy. <sighs> that is a movie that might legitimately piss me off. That third act, really. Mm. That whole movie, dude. That whole movie. <laughs> Jenny! You want to see me get pissed? That'll probably piss run. That'll probably piss me off. But it was like it was, I I was so determined on just getting through it, and then it's just the third ending just like it hurt because I did it to myself. I cared too much. I was like, it's gotta get better. Yeah. And finally, the love guru. Oh my god. <laughs> Why are all mine at like the beginning, and then I have a secret knock knock in the middle? Of this there. is how it's just how you is just how you've landed. It's like how you've replaced all the moves that were there. It's like just random. Placement. I really love Guru is probably the one I want the least in terms of like an experience of watching more than once. Well, you there just are others on here that you're I think throwing so much ammo at of the course, wheel. Of course, I'm right fucking up the wheel. <laughs> yeah, and you just yeah, hit, what's you gonna do now, motherfucker? And you just hit your weed way too early. Uh, <laughs> It's Stop true. thinking what I'm thinking. I want better weed. This thing's almost done. <laughs> Stop thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> I love that you thought that because I was like, I can empty this before he gets to it. I can totally do it if I just stall him a little bit. You, uh, you, stall, you can't stall that much. Uh, there are three that I don't. Oh, he is there are three that I yeah, think will be is. boring, but then there's also... Laughing counts and stalling. Laughing counts and stalling. I'm almost done. With what? I'm going to be merciful. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's at least two mm-hmm. that I'm ignoring and one that I really don't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter. It's very interesting. <laughs> there was so much and yet so little of what you just said. There's a lot of laughing, yeah. Like, like, there's a lot of laughs. Thank you. I like my style as well. I felt I'm like I ate a puff chip where it was just all air and yeah. a little bit of satisfaction. Don't worry, darling. Anyway. <laughs> the wheel is about to be spun. Ooh. Fresh greens. <laughs> I can think of three movies I don't want if it lands on them. Then I, that's just as cool as if it doesn't, in my opinion. <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Three, two, one. Yeah, stick around. I can't look. You have to. You have to announce it. I know. But when it's spinning, I can't. There's Darth Vader over there. Ladies and gentlemen, the next movie we'll be reviewing on the Master Movie Podcast. Bring your butcher's knives. It's Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Yes! Chris... 76 minutes, really short, but also really fun. Look how close it was to North. 1986? Either one of those would have been great. I was thinking over here North, maybe, but like there was a ping in my there was a ping in my heart when we said shopping mall. There it is. 1986. Right shopping here on the screen. Alright. You guys wanna look at a trailer? Let's oh, watch it right now. No, hold on. No, not the movie. No, come on, man. You don't work tomorrow. Come on. Everybody else does, but... He's got to show you what he, we did at the beginning of the show, and you got to show me what you guys did in your video. Okay, it's on Tubi. All right, we're good. Of course, Chopping Mall is very easy to find. Oh, okay. I didn't know how infamous it was. Oh, it's it is, Chris, this is one of those... Miami, I wouldn't say... It is not as fresh as Miami Connection or Birdemic, but it is a very well-loved, fun, bad movie. It's a good, good time. It's the kind of movie, it's the kind of movie where first of all it's a slasher, but it's the kind of movie where when you see the thing that's supposed to be scary, you're like, Aww. Yeah, and then you see the thing that happens when people die and you're like, ah! <laughs> It's really funny. It's not it, none of it is like shocking or scary, it's just incredibly eighties. Welcome back to the eighties, baby. Yeah, the hand that's holding onto the bag with the person's head in it. Oh, wait a minute. I think I've seen a clip of this. Maybe. You know, like, I don't whose know line is it anyway? You're they, in for a great time. So, you know, sure. oh, whose line is it anyway? They have that one game where Colin stands in front of a green screen. They probably I think there's a clip of Chopping Mall in there on one of those bits somewhere. All right. And I've yeah. seen that. Oh, boy. I can't believe Tokyo Oh, Peter. Oh, no. We're watching that movie. It's fun, dude. Oh, boy. It's a pretty fun, <laughs> bad movie. It's a really fun, bad movie. And I would love to watch it with you guys together. We'll have an opportunity to, so. Oh, my God. Thursday, you said you're good? Uh, you good, yeah. You good, bro? You good, bro? If I decide. Because we got to do Better Cast Wednesday. I have yeah, to bro. record everything for a church on Wednesday. So anyway. It can't be any later than Thursday, because I'll be young, maybe. That's right. And I'll be playing in front of 400 people. Um, running around here naked. Yo, um, all right. So chopping mall. 
Dude, that's the bad movie meal. <laughs> that is what the bad movie. You sound like Bo Burnham fake laughing. You look like you're trying to hold it as shit. <laughs> I had to. You were doing it, so I had to. He's so red. He's he already. Oh my god. I hope Cecily likes. To All right. This. Well, before he has a hernia. <sighs> um, <sighs> I probably do. Let's just uh, end it up here. So, Chopping Mall is next. Chopping uh, Mall. You're, we're gonna have a goofy time, guys. Zach's gonna love this. All right. <laughs> Say goodbye, guys. Oh my god, guys. Robots killing people. Zach has a robot. Get your bits ready. My bits? Like my tenders? Yes. Okay. Oh, oh well done tying that back to the beginning of the episode. Thank With you. the bits. I wouldn't know. That was no. good. Yeah, I'll he never know. He wasn't there. I mean, I, I didn't know any other way to do it, and if I did, I probably would have figured out. Oh my god, I just ejaculated kidney stones all over you again! <laughs> In one hole and out the other, is that that's how you put it, right? Yeah. No, you don't. You don't want to know. All right. Uh, All right. Say goodbye, guys. You're just afraid. I am afraid. You're afraid of what you can't have, and it's all this, baby. I was thinking you use a bendy straw. (laughs) It's it's a curly straw. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Bendy straw. Yeah, the one that was. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everyone.